Hey, what's going on, guys? My name is Juan, and I am here with my buddy, Bear. Actually, my son, Bear, right? Um, we started a podcast today, and uh, it's a volleyball podcast for coaches and players. And with my awesome co-host, Coach Fong, super tall guy. I blocked him, I think, like twice, so I'm excited uh, that I might be able to block him again. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we have our special guest, Coach Steve, where we both learned a lot of uh, interesting coaching techniques and everything from Steve because he is a coach, he is a referee, he is a friend, he is a brother, he is a homie, and that's uh, Coach Steve. And of course, can't forget Coach Bear. Oh, thank you. Oh, yes. Appreciate you. Hi, everyone. This is Brandon, the person working behind the scenes. Before we dive into today's episode, I want to apologize in advance for any issues you might experience with the audio quality. We are committed to delivering high-quality content, but sometimes technical difficulties can occur. We appreciate your patience and understanding as we work to improve the quality of our recordings. Now, without further ado, let's get started with today's episode. When you're in a stressful situation, do you go back to your safe play or are you still trying to make that aggressive play to try to win? You know what I'm saying? Like, like play to win, don't, don't play not to lose. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and, and, and so it, I, I looked at that coach and I was like, we need more of those, right? Like, yeah. And that's the problem that I, I, I am really happy right now is that at the lower level, I feel there's no, there's nobody watering the class for coaches. They took cap one. Mm-hmm. They took all the cap courses. Now it's a, people say, oh, it's a subscription based model. Mm. Why, why are we going in this subscription? Yeah, 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 yeah. Why can't I just say, hey, there's a cap, let's go to that. And now they just wind around. Which is okay, great, but getting that feel, going to a cap or going to a thing with other coaches and then being able to talk to them and see it in person. Yeah. Man, we used to do that when Coach Harris was here. Oh, yeah. I didn't stop that. Oh, well. interesting. Yeah. I didn't know that. Well, because they, they, now I'm, I'm starting to see that coaches, it, 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 now that volleyball is becoming like a whole sport and everybody is, all these people with money are coming. Yeah. Uh huh. Well, that's interesting because I heard that Castle is going to be turned into like a data center, like an IT uh, facility rather than a, a sports facility. Okay. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. So, like, I told you, I have a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing people don't understand. It's like COVID happened. Oh, yeah. COVID happened. And people just forgot about us. <laughs> like, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, they saw like a fatter guy, whatever, and yeah. this and that. And they just like, oh, this guy. <laughs> but they didn't know like I was a good coach. Yeah. Right? Like, I've been, you know, telling me why. During the pandemic, what did I do? I bought six volleyball nets, and I was That's out. Fantastic, man. I was out there and I, uh, by myself, yeah. landing all the nets. Yeah. And then five bucks a kid, and then come out because I, 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 
it, it's it, to me, it's more that military style of like reps, 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 reps. When I was in basic, when I was in, in airborne school, before we jumped out of a plane, it's not like, okay, here's a parachute and jump off a plane. It's okay. We have to, we, we started at day one. You, you jump off a little ledge, just jumping. Yeah. And then like, we did that for five hours. Just yeah. getting, getting that mind trained up of just jumping little ledge. And then we higher ledge. And then yeah. you, you start learning how to roll, roll, yeah. roll, 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 roll. Then we got to jump off the tower with the static and it takes us all the way and you jump jump and jump yeah and then uh, uh by two weeks and by the end of the week you have to do three jumps and then you fail if you fail if you fail to jump one you fail the whole course okay yeah so you have to do a combat jump a free jump and then they're, they're whatever jump they want to do yeah 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 so that was my progression in two weeks for training nowadays it's like oh hey Fong, i see you're this tall whatever here's some money can you and they don't understand all the work and everything. I remember yeah. you yeah. having to deal with your injury yeah, yeah, yeah. and trying to come back. <laughs> and that shit motivated me. I appreciate that, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, people don't understand how much work you put in. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. To try to get yourself back. I saw the pain and the struggle in you every... You think I didn't see your post? You didn't <laughs> think I saw you working out or... Or at least there, and, and you're like, I'm trying to get better. Da, da, da. Yeah. And I would always ask you little questions because yeah. we, at the time, I feel we were like, like real good friends. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I felt like I was this little bug, and you just like swatted <laughs> oh, me away. Oh no, man, no, you I never felt like that, man. It was always great talking to you, my guy. Yeah, but like when yeah. we were playing, cause yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I always looked to you of like, if I can block this guy, then I, I can. It's just, <laughs> that was always my thing. My thing was always like, if I can block this guy. Go. And that's why every time I always played you, I always try to turn it up. Yeah. Every single time I played you, I try to turn it <laughs> I up. know. I always see you do, man. Like, and, like I'm always looking at and trying to get into you if it was mentally. Dude, whether, whether like, you got an ace on us or, like, or a block or, or a swing, you know, you know, around me or over the top of me, it was like, yeah, right? No, it's awesome, man. Um, you know, and, and it goes back to, like, um, you got to get these athletes to play, like, you know, test them at a higher like water than than they think they uh, mm -hmm. you know can play right. So like for instance, like if you're a club level team, right? Don't be afraid to to put them in some open competition or or at least some patriot level competition, yes. right? Because at the end of the day, it's not about the medal. It's about to your point their, their progression. But you can only get that feeling when by you, playing higher up, right? There's and, no training. There's yeah. no uh, clinic or anything yeah. that's going to give you that feeling. That's right. Um, there, there was a, there's a great, um, I, I forgot her name, but if, if I ever find her, I'll, I'll uh, pass um, along that this like short clip that I found of her. She's a mm -hmm. um, coach at a Duke, right? Yeah. And so she's a women's basketball coach. And she said this, she was like, I can force you to work hard. Like, I, you know, I can put you all on the baseline and say, hey, I need 20 laps, you know, up and down in X amount of minutes, right? What I can't do is teach you how to compete. That has to come from, like, yourself, right? Um, like, and then she gave an example. She was like, okay, like, if I put one person online, and she picked, a, you know, an athlete, and she was like, hey, you know, you get online and, and run this, right, back and forth, right? Now, if I put another person next to you, would you run differently? Yep. And then, and then that, that person instantly said, yeah, I would, right? Because now I'm trying to compete. I'm trying to beat her, right? And, and that's the thing, right? Like, 
some coaches, like, it's not about the result. It's about did your athletes compete or learn to compete? That's it. Here's the thing. I grabbed that same mentality as, like, when I was at Gaithersburg. They yeah. had a, an adult, like, older older gentleman just playing. Yeah. And they're just playing around. They're hitting the ball. And then as soon as you're, like, they're just hitting around, no score. They're just hitting around. Right? But then I had the good idea of, like, hey, Monique, can I get a scoreboard? Yeah. And I went and got a scoreboard and just sat there. I wasn't even playing. I sat there and started. Then they're like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, now, now things got real. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then t- you see the guys just look over at the score every, every. That I found. So, like, traveling, like, I went to Texas and I met with this. Uh, I, I was sitting next to this gentleman, this uh, Indian guy who was getting married and everything. And I always love talking to them like this. I'm like, hey, so uh, what's your favorite sport? Yeah. And they're like, he was like, basketball. Basketball is my favorite sport. Today. And I'm like, yeah. who was your rival? And then he goes into it. it somehow he goes and pulls that back. <laughs> oh, dude. And he's like, it was this team. Yeah, yeah. That was our rival. Dude, that's awesome. And I'm like, what was your best game? Oh, this game I had 21. I dropped 21. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you start seeing him like, yeah. Like, yeah. Da, 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 like that feeling. And like. That is what I'm trying to instill yeah. in these players. You, you know, to. with the cheering, with yeah. the cloud. And everybody sees it, and, you know, parents see it as a gimmick. People see it as that. But it's a, like... Oh, it's, it's real stuff, man. Well, you know what I'm saying? Like, like having them cheer after, yeah. or, even, or even come together after we lose a point, come together and, yeah. like, okay. Like, you know how hard it was at Northwestern to convince these girls to, like... After every point, just come together. Yeah. I had to make it a drill. Yeah. Okay, if yeah. we don't do it, we're doing five laps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every time you guys don't come together, we're doing five push-ups. Yeah. I had to force them to learn that because they're not taught that. Yeah. Yeah. That is a very vital part of the game. Mm-hmm. Being able to, like, and, and look, I can give you my credit. I've been playing this game since I was 14. Mm-hmm. The thing is, I, I I went into the military hoping yeah. that I could make enough money to then go play grass. I know I wasn't going to play D1. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? I played in high school. No college coaches were coming to play. But you know what I loved? I loved the game. Yeah. I loved being out there. I don't care what, like, I don't care how old you are. I don't care. The, uh, example, we were at, uh, I, was, I was at a Wheaton Library, uh, not last Friday, but the Friday before. Okay. And then there's this team of like, uh, there's a couple parents and a couple of young guys. And I targeted the youngest one. <laughs> I went after him. Yeah, yeah. And and the people were saying, wow, you know, you should slow down. I'm like, no, <laughs> he's gonna learn. Yeah, he's gonna learn, yeah. He has to learn. Yeah. Because it's not, it, 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 life. Yeah. It's not gonna slow down. No doubt. No doubt. That's a great, that's a great advice. You tell me your struggles and everything. Yeah. Right? Because you know when you were at your peak. Yeah. And how that felt. And then when you got knocked off. Yeah. You want to go back to that. For sure. Yeah. Right? Yep. Yeah, man. <laughs> That's awesome. Right? So to me, when I was in the military, it was the thing that, you know, I, that's where I learned how to struggle. That's how I learned how to, well, I've been learning how to struggle since I was young. Since I was like nine. When I came to this country, you know. <laughs> Well, you know, um, 
that's also something that um, gets missed sometimes in in coaching as well too, especially at like the younger ages. It's like um, you have to you have to allow them to understand what it, what it feels like to struggle, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, what I don't like, you know, and this is just my personal take. I'm not yeah, saying everyone has to, but like this is my personal take. Um, if I could change something about the way the club season is ran, right? I would never do like a medals for a silver bracket winners bond because that to me feels like a participation medal. Yes. Right. And the more you hand them those, the more the kids, you know, that that constantly make those back and go, well, we don't have to make gold. Yeah. And it's like, no, 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 no. Not, not to say that that's a be all end all, but, but I want you to try to make gold. Right. Understand and, that they, that's yeah. the goal. What's up? Switch. Okay. Okay. Cool. So it's me over here. Okay. Whatever. Well, yeah, like, um, so if it actually changed one thing about that, uh, it's something that's um, you know, metal should just be handed out to first place, first, second, and third, so that you as a kid can go, man, I want that feeling. But if you hand it to them at like bronze, and silver, yep. and flight one, now all of a sudden they feel like, well, we don't have to make gold. We can just earn a medal here. And it's like, we don't have to try that it, it, it dilutes their, their um, understanding of what it means to compete. Yep. You know what I mean? Like at the end of the day, listen, th- this is the real world, right? Um, you're going to apply for college one day. There's tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands applicants, right? They're not going to accept all of you. And, and, so, and so you have to teach them that, that feeling of loss, that, that feeling of struggle and that feeling of, okay, I gotta, if I want to be there, I got to work harder than this team or that team or this person or that person um, because not everything's going to be handed to you like that. And that takes me to thinking of like just life in general where, okay, question, have you seen this? Uh, I just saw yesterday this uh, show, uh, this Netflix show called Beef. No, I haven't seen it yet. Oh, dude, it's yeah. amazing! It's uh, Amy, uh, 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 no, Ali Wong. Okay. Ali Wong, and then the guy who was in uh, The Walking Dead. The the main guy. The Asian guy. Oh, oh, okay. I don't know his name too, but I know what you're talking about. Them yeah, too, right? Sure. Uh-huh. It was it is them too, and it it's like two sides of the same coin. Uh huh. Creed is like the same way. The new Creed movie. Oh, okay. Two sides of the same coin, where. The, the Amy Wong character is like about to be rich, but she's been, she struggled from the beginning of yeah. her life and coming to this country with her parents because they're like Korean and da da da. Okay. Now, the same thing with uh, the gentleman. He was struggled since he was little, and, and, but his parents had a failed business. Uh huh. And then they had to get sent back to Korea, and then he's trying to build them a house and all this and that. And then they both end up in a really bad place just because they're you're both the same person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But because this person has money and this person don't. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? So that's the same thing with, I feel like, here. Because I'm like, I'm getting these girls from Gaithersburg oh, dude. with no money dude. to play. I have four <laughs> of them that, I have 18 of them yeah. that are playing club. Yeah. And then one of them made the top travel team at MBSA. Okay. I would technically, I was supposed, she was supposed to drop to me. I'm like, man, she's going to be like, easy. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And she makes a power to you. I'm like, I'm happy. For yeah, her. yeah. Hey, man. Yeah. This is great. <laughs> I wanted her. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Yeah. But, yeah. 
these kids don't have anything. Yeah. And then, and then people are like, how are you getting these girls from here? Because my thing in Gatesburg is they sit there and they're happy because they're like, oh, we played volleyball. We didn't. But then when they, when the problem I always saw is when they got to high school, then they go compete with those girls and those girls are banging, right? Mm -hmm. Right? Like club girls. Yeah. And then they end up quitting. It's... And not playing. Yeah. And I'm like, you did all this game? And the thing is, they stayed safe at Gatesburg. Uh-huh. I was grabbing, I said, okay, you're ready for club. Get the hell out of here. Yeah. Don't come back to Gatesburg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because then some of them came back. Yeah. And they were bored. Oh, okay. <laughs> Think about it. Yeah. Right? It's a big turnover. A lot of these girls, all of them are basically new to the game. And now you get put on a team. If it's not on my team, or you get put on another team, and you're like, yeah. okay, well, the coach, very slow, has to start because you got to start with all the new ones. You can't just go fast again. Yeah. You have to start again. Yeah. And to me, I always find it a challenge to like, okay, I got a new group of girls. Uh -huh. And let's rinse and repeat. Yeah. And that's how it should be. And then I pass them on to a new, a better coach or a new coach or a coach that knows a little bit better. Or just, you know what? Here's your new coach. Yeah. Yeah. Learn yeah. something new. Right? Yeah. I thought like, oh, I'm going to be, uh, I, I was thinking when I first started, I'm going to be at a college, da, 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 coaching that. But I found it, you know what? Me, I am a, I am the best coach at the level. I can grab girls that never played before yeah. and get them to play at a decent high level to compete. Yeah, I mean, they might not be the superstar. Mm -hmm. You know what? They're going to have that grit. They're going to have that determination. They're going to be like, I'm, I'm going to compete every yeah. day. But you know what the big difference also is, is you do it in a healthy way, right? Um, to your point, like there's people who, there's two sides of the same point. There's coaches out there that, still want to drive them but drive them in a negative way right uh where it's like you know um they're they're just on their butt right and, and cracking you know clipboards or, or angry frustrated throwing things on the bench right like like that's the unhealthy way of doing it and parents think that that's the right way you're right right and, and it's like man you are so like like that's that's all like propaganda that's branding Right. When 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 a club has has reached that point where it's like, you know what, we will get your daughter right an offer, blah, 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 somewhere. They're like, oh, you can. OK, well, yeah, of course, I'm going to come try out for you. Right. But they don't they don't do enough research. What's your coaching staff like? Well, you know, have you actually seen them in person? Right? Um, they're just so worried about like the end result, right? That yeah. destination. It's like, no, man, it's a journey, and you gotta enjoy it. Um, and there's not enough coaches out there that uh, teach empowerment, you know, um, and belief, and all that. And so, like, when I see you, man, I'm like, I'm always legit happy to see you, coach, man, because because we miss people like you, you know, in the game. Um, you know, and sure, you can tell, say like I'm, I'm doing my part too, but like we need more of each other, you yeah. know. And that's that's just that's just the the point is like I got so much respect for you and what you do, you know. Um, at 16s, um, I was so looking forward to to seeing you. There was one tournament I, I remember messaging you. I don't know if you remember, but we were supposed to see each other at Richmond, okay. but then but then you were like, no, I got COVID, so so you had oh, your assistant. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I, I was so looking forward to, to seeing you, my guy, because because I wanted my girls to see how excited you can be about the game. You know, they they see me, of course, right? But 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 your level of excitement is way higher than anyone I've ever met, and so I wanted them at that age to see how excited you can be, just so that they can go, 
okay, we gotta copy this dude's energy, right? Um, and, you know, and it was unfortunate we didn't see each other. But then, but then they got a chance to see you at Pittsburgh, right? And they're like, wow, Coach Fong was right. Like this guy is just off the charts, right? Like energy level. <laughs> It's, it's it's almost borderline crazy, but it's good crazy, man. Hey, look, I, I keep telling people I am, like, I coach this game. Like, I coach every team, every game, like it could be my last because yeah. I've been in that position through my military of getting shot and, like, losing my friends. I, like, this weekend, right, I went and finally saw my my friend that passed away. Oh, no. Iraq. Yeah, I'm sorry and about that. I, no, yeah. It, yeah, thank you. But, like, yeah. it, it's just a thing to me of, like, you don't know this could be your last look at there, there was that one girl in February that she she was playing at a tournament, goes outside, a car comes, oh, hits right. like a, and both her legs are amputated. Yeah, I heard that story. That's crazy, ain't it? And I'm like, you you everybody's so focused on children. And I'm like, I tell my parents, like, hug your kids, kids, kiss your parents, like hug them, tell them. Because you gotta, you gotta live like it's your last day. So I coach, yeah, like it's my last one. Yeah. And the thing is, like, it, I've gotten to a point right now that like, parents have really taken that away from me. Mm. It's so hard because they, 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 you know, we this this year, especially the person, I thought it was a fun year. <laughs> yeah. I had sunglasses, <laughs> villains, yes, hoodies. <laughs> I'm doing all these things, and I'm like, yeah, this is gonna be a great year. And and just the parents, they, they don't cheer for the kids. They're sitting there and like I had one parent. We want we were we were supposed to lose against this team. Yeah. And then we win, and then he goes like, <laughs> and I'm like, you wanted me to lose, so I can look bad. Uh huh. As soon as I saw that, I'm like, you're not on my side. Yeah. You at that point, you gotta go. Yeah, you gotta go. Oh my god! Okay. <laughs> and it's so and it's so bad because um, when when I when I make offers or when I make you know cuts, right? Sometimes it 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 is the parent factor. It had nothing to do nothing with to do kid. with the kid. Yep. And, and and it's so unfortunate because you love the kid. Oh, the kids are great. The kids are great. But some of some of these parents, man, it's like you 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 are actually the reason your daughter got cut or your daughter's not getting an offer from so and so, you know, that she wanted to play for. Um, like you parents, you have to look yourself in the mirror sometimes, right? And and understand that it ain't it ain't your daughter, man. It's it's you that God. yeah, that a reason they got that. cut, man. I'm telling you, it's it's crazy. And you know, I get it, man. Like it I'm thirty two years old. Right. And people are going to say I'm young or whatever. I don't have kids of my own. Right. And an older person might. <laughs> but and, and an older person might go, well, he doesn't know what he's talking about. But re- honestly, though, like go talk to some of these coaches, go talk to like the real co- college coaches. Um, they're not they're not looking at like skills. They can teach skills. Oh, yeah. Um, a coach from uh, UConn. Um, you know, he said he said this. He was like, um we can coach you skills. We need to coach you ball screens, how to cut, make cuts. I know the clip. Yeah. And, and he was like, but what we can't teach you is your energy level, right? Other coaches have to coach that. You have to come here given, you know, that, you know, excitement, the, the you know, will to work hard and stuff like that. We're not here to coach you that. And it's the same thing. Like parents, they're looking at energy level at this stage, right? 13, 14s. How excited are you? How passionate are you about the game? Right. Um, 
if you do bad, that's okay. Because you know what? Either either the coach that your the daughter or son is on right now is it, um, that coach is going to learn how, how to coach them, or they're going to pass them off to someone who will. So you don't have to worry so much about skill, how they're doing right now. Worry about how they, you know, um, handle pressure, how they handle losing, failure. yeah, failure. Um, a lot of times. This is what I uh, came to tell my parents and my athletes here, like um, wins and losses, right, are definitive, right? There, there's no like, you know, you this is you win and you lost, right? But what, how you should look at it is success and failure, right? Because success and failure can, is subjective. Yeah. I'll give you an example, right? Um, like, let's say you're, you have a team coming into a tournament preceded like second to last or something like that, right? And then you made it to gold finals, right? But you still lost at gold finals. Is that a is that a failure? Or is that a success? To me, that's success because you 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 were counted out, yeah. and you made it all the way to the finals, right? And even though you didn't win it, right, you you got there when everyone else counted you out. So so to me, even though you lost that you know that loss is still a success to me, just because of your journey there. You know, yes. know what I'm saying? And failure to me is um, you know if. Failure is so hard to um, describe. Like, because I'm so positive, you know, I always look at everything as a growth. So, so even if I fail, even if I fail, you know, like, like this, some people don't know about me. Like, uh, and and people say, "Man, you're crazy," and and it is right uh, because I'm passionate about it. After every game, whether we win or lose. I immediately go back on my uh, computer screen and I rewatch the game because I'm trying to figure out what can we do to be better. Yes. Where are the holes? Uh, yes. You know, and, and so like, 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 you know, oh like to God. me, to me, failure is if I neglected that. Yes. Right. So because I have a growth mindset, I'm always trying to figure out, okay, like, be happy about this, but don't be satisfied, right? Because oh. there's something that can always be better and be better. And it is what helps pushes you as a, as a coach and what help pushes the athlete, right? To want to be better, right? Because the moment you start being complacent or, or you're satisfied with something because you think you can get away with it, it's like, that's when you teach bad habits. Because now the athletes are like, well, we don't have to focus so much on blocking, because our hitting is stronger. It's like, no, you have to have a complete, have to game. complete game. Yeah. yeah, you have to have, have a complete game. You know, um, same with, uh, hit, um, you know, hitters that um, want to play or players that want to play outside hitter. Playing outside hitter, you have to be the most best over, like you are a six rotation like, yep. player, yep. right? Um, so you have to understand how to pass. You have to understand how to um, hit, block, all this stuff. Everything. If you come in and go, well, I want to try out for outside hitter because I feel like I'm tall enough to do it or, um, you know, I can hit really well, but but you lack the, like, the defensive uh, prowess in the back row, you're not going to make it as an outside hitter. You know what I mean? Um, that position specifically, right, um, requires so much overall skill. It's not like being a setter. It's not like being a libero where you can specialize in a certain area. Uh, man, like, it, you know. It, it, the, the, the gravity of, like, certain positions, yeah. these kids and parents don't understand. Especially, like, I had, uh, for this team we have at the beginning of the season, one of the parents told me it, we were at Richmond, and they're like, my my daughter, she's she should be uh, the DS. She should be the libero. But how do you know that, right? I, I, and the thing is, I'm like, I I told him like, do you play? No, 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 no. And, and like, okay, so like, let me do my job. Yeah. And I think your daughter's just.
Yeah. She's actually a really good because yeah. I saw her. All the other kids are playing her phone. She's playing chess. Yeah. She's reading a book. And then when she gets on the court, she's very, like, focused and telling everybody, hey, you got to go here. And I'm like, that's my setter. Yeah. That's my setter. Yeah. She's smart. Understand. Sometimes it'd be like, put your best athlete at. Now, those are for the teams that, you know, you probably don't have a very strong team. But I feel like my team is strong enough that, like, mentally, I'm trying to teach her how to be a leader and giving her and giving her the flight path to do that. Yeah, because that's that's what we have to do as, as coaches at the youth level, right? Like we ha- skills can be taught later on, my guy, right? But not everyone thinks that way. Not everyone processes that way. So when you get an athlete that can think that way, process that way, right? You want to give them right that understanding, like you can do whatever, right? Um, yeah, it's, it's man. Some parents they don't get it. Yeah, you know? and, and that's why that's why like that day at Capitol, like it, it was. Uh, it was so great to talk to you because I'm like, man, I, I just because right now we're losing a lot of great coaches, but there's nothing bringing up good coaches because these parents are detractors. Well, and the other thing is, is like, I feel like other co- like we should have other coaches doing that. Like it's become such a money thing mm-hmm. that everybody's holding our secrets. So like <laughs> I remember I remember when I first started coaching, yeah. it felt like this community was like, hey, oh, you want to coach? Ah, come on, come come down to my gym. And, yeah. and you know, and basically you you could go to people's gym and cherry pick like, oh, I like this, yeah. but I don't like this, and I like this. And then you start building your, because technically my coach, it's not me. Yeah. It's me learning from all these different coaches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All these different people. And then cherry picking and be like, okay, and then turning into my style or my thing. Or figuring out, okay, this worked, oh, this didn't work. And it's just that trial and error. That's all we do is trial and error. You know, um, you know how Bruce Lee became such a great, like, you know, mixed martial arts fighter? No. Because he, instead of focusing on one style, he went, he went and studied other styles and he took what was great from those other styles and incorporated into his foundational, right? And that's why people, uh, you know, um, cue him as like you know the the father of mma right mixed martial arts right because why why should a certain style be taught only you know in this area or you can only get this secret if you go to this club or whatever right like why not collaborate a lot more at the end of the day we're all trying to um you know improve the game evolve the game right you 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 wonder there's a lot of people out there that wonder well how come we don't have like pro volleyball leagues here in america well because you all don't collaborate enough you all don't open your doors enough and go hey you know what like if we all did it and we all collaborated and say you know and drop your egos here for a second yep. and evolve the game yes to where because america is a very like a it's I realize, like here in America, sports that get televised, um, they're they're heavy on spectators, right? So, what's exciting to the spectator? If you're not making the game exciting, that's the reason why we don't have things being televised, you know, you know, on national TV. That's why you're not getting sponsorships. That's why you're not getting owners out here, investors out here that are going, okay, yeah, maybe volleyball should be invested in because y'all, some of you guys are like holding all your secrets just to yourself, and we're not involving the game. We're we're not advancing, you know, so, yeah. the next style, um, and so that that's why like I'm I'm hooked where I am, um, 
Oh, is it? Yeah. Hello? Yo, what's up, dude? Hey, what's up? Oh, nice. Hey, uh, me and Fong are doing a volleyball podcast. You want to come by? <laughs> yeah, me and Fong and uh, Brandon. Yeah, come on, right. There's room for one more. <laughs> All right, well, we're here at the Fitz. At the, the my apartment. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's fine. Oh, uh, well, no, park, park, uh, Brandon Park there, so you can park. Uh, you park outside though. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. All right, cool. Steve, Hollies. Yeah. Oh, dude, I haven't seen that dude in a while, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, it's all coming together. All right. Uh, what do you need from us? <laughs> oh, okay. 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 I will do that at the end. <laughs> yeah. But um, but yeah, no, man. I I yeah. think uh, like seriously, you're you're totally right on that. Like, this game could be it's it, it's the number one sport for girls now. Like it is. <laughs> But what I'm seeing is everybody's focusing on the top, 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 and we're bleeding out in the bottom. Yeah. There is so many much girls. There's so many girls quitting mm -hmm. at the younger level because it's like it's like I I, I think they see it as like a pressure, like like a like a diamond. Mm -hmm. when, when you try to find a diamond, you like see how much pressure you put, and if it cracks, I throw it away. Uh. Cracks, I throw it away. Oh, this one's a good one. Uh. But the mental tax and everything that that athlete, when they finally do make it, they some of them make it to college, and it's just like, I don't want to do this because it becomes like a job. Yeah, yeah, you lose. Um, it is no longer a passion, right? It just becomes like a chore, um, you know, stuff like that. Um, look at the seventeen and eighteens game. Yeah, right. Seventeens, right? Look, look at. How many girls oh, stop playing dude, at 18, 17? Dude, like, uh, and I get it all the time, you know, and. Um, you know, even Mike, um, team that I'm coaching right now, I love them to death, you know, but you see these girls, they have different priorities now, right? It's like, Hey, um, I find myself at the 17s, you know, um, age right now. I have to actually ask them like, Hey, are you free this weekend? And it's like, no, I got prom. Was, you, you get what I'm saying? Like, like their priorities have changed. Well, they have, they have life stuff. They, they have life now. Like, life is hitting them, right? Yeah. Hey, coach, I got SATs or, or whatever. Right? I got to get ready for college. I gotta, yeah. I want to hang out with my friends. That's right. Like, that's important. And to me, yeah. it, when I coach 16s, mm -hmm. there's one tournament. I, I only showed up with six girls. We won. <laughs> but I only showed up with six girls. And they're like, how did you win with just like, no, like, my libero is hitting outside. Yeah. And I fame dangle that at the last yeah. minute. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. T -t 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 and that's what a coach does. Yeah. Like, okay. And that makes you a great coach. Not, well, this girl's not here. And th -th -th -th. Like, okay. okay. She's not here. She's she, not here. I, 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 at the beginning of the season, I yeah. told my parents, mother, like, if you have any life stuff or anything, go do it. <laughs> Spend time with your kids. Yeah, yeah. go. You got a vacation? Call. Yeah. Go do that. Yeah. And later on, if it's it's a it's an interest level thing, right? If if you're really passionate about it, and you really try to grind, 
then you're gonna be there. Then, then you know, yeah, yeah, right. You you will you will change your schedule around to fit, you know, whatever it is you're doing. For those that have different priorities, you know them too. They're like, oh yeah, coach, I'm I'm gonna be out of town this weekend or, or whatever, right? And it's like, you know, um, to me. If you have mixtures on your team, right, you as a coach have to adapt as well too, I feel like, to a certain level, right? Like, yes, um, difference between balance and fair here, right? Um, so balance playtime is, hey, you play this set, right, or this group plays this set, this, this group plays, plays the this second set. set, right? But what's fair is, hey, I just want you to know, right, because you were missing practice last week because you wanted to do another priority where this girl, maybe she's not as good as you. She was here grinding, though. So what's fair to her is I'm going to start her. Yeah, you know what I mean, like, um, so so you just have to meet them in the middle with that kind of common ground. Right. Um, and and that's how you uh, prevent, you know, um, arguments or, or disagreements. Uh, or or, that, or right? even like, you get the one girl who's like, has that ego. That's right. You you take away that ego because that girl now is going, oh, shoot, he didn't start me, right? Why? Well, because I chose to do this instead of, you know, coming to practice or being with my team. And so now she has to kind of, it's a consequence for her, right? Yeah. She, she now has to sit on the bench and, and have to rethink, like, do I want to, do I want to prioritize my friends or my free time next time. Not to say that's a bad thing, but oh. but it's what's your interest level. But you gotta start you gotta start learning how to do that. Yeah, yeah. You you gotta prioritize your time, right? Um and manage your time. Time management is that's what sports also teaches as well too. Um there's so many good things about athletics other than like the skills, right? That and winning the medal. Or yeah, right. Or or winning, right? It it teaches you um, you know, young, you know, athletes how to, you know, time manage. Young adults. How, yeah, young adults. How to be a young adult, right? How to cooperate with, you know, a team, right? Because not everything is by yourself out there. No. You know, you're getting in the workforce. You're going to have people who's been there. And you're coming in as a new person. You have to learn how to interact with them, you know? Um, and so it's not it's not like a doggy dog world as as you think it is right? yeah. you're gonna you're gonna have to come out there and you're gonna have to learn how to work with people cooperate with people what teamwork means and stuff like that um prioritize your time right what's important to you um so th th those are the things that sometimes certain parents that just think about results they miss right um because they just so focused on just the sport but you don't understand what sport does to people right it brings yeah. them together you know, uh, brings them together. It teaches them other things, virtues, rather than just skills and, and the game and the medal and the wins and losses. There, it goes beyond that. And that's what I like about sports. I, I always try to promote sports wherever I go. Even though I coach volleyball in high school, I ask my AD all the time. I was like, do you get a lot of turnouts for, for tryouts at different sports? And he goes, no, not really. And I go, some schools, right? We'll go, no, not really. Well, why not, right? Like, promote them. Like, these all, I think everybody should try out for something. Yeah. You know, even if you don't make it, that's okay. Um, because you're putting yourself out there, right? You have to. Yeah, right? You have to. You know, I, I can't, like, go in hall to hall and be like, hey, you know, I think you can play. Come on. Yeah. No, like, which I have. <laughs> But like, you know, I'm, a, I'm crazy like that. Yeah, right? You're at a supermarket and you see a, a yeah. hey, <laughs> excuse me. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. No, I'm a volleyball coach. I'm a volleyball coach. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you you know? just see a kid and you're like, well, you'd be great at playing this. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, I don't know who you are. Stranger, <laughs> danger. I'm like, oh, man. Good um, thing I have Bear here to like buffer that. Yeah. And then like they come in and want to see Bear. But uh, like, yes. 
I agree. I think you know, um, extracurricular activities does so much to to the young, uh, you know, adult. The young mind is developing them certain style, you know, certain mental aspects that like sometimes we miss in school settings. And so I think everyone should try out for a sport. Or and, and if you don't make a sport, that's okay, right? Um, that's not me. Okay, good. <laughs> uh, you know, school should offer more things, right? Clubs and stuff like that too, right? I think that's important as well too. Yeah. Um, but strictly speaking, on just sports, right? It's more than wins and losses. Yeah, it really is. It is because <laughs> you're teaching them. At the end of the day, you're really teaching them a lot of life lessons, dude. A lot of life lessons, yeah. and and that's what sports <laughs> is meant there to do. You, like it, 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 like the the part where they're playing, uh-huh. that's like the easy. Oh, it's so fun. Yeah. It, it, it's like like parents always tell me like it, it, like when I'm when I'm when I'm coaching when I'm coaching te- technically I'm coaching when I'm in the gym. Yeah. When I'm playing, that's my fun time. Yeah. I don't, I'm like, uh, no. You know what I have, my 13s, you know what I have them do? I grab the the, the, the lineup and I give it to them and they have to do it. <laughs> that's awesome. Other coaches are like, you're crazy. <laughs> I'm like, no. No. How else are they going to learn the lineup? Yeah. And then they learn how to do it. And they, they, I'm already teaching them how to be a coach. Yeah, yeah. Right? So, uh, example, at Richmond, one of the girls hasn't practiced, has not done anything because she had COVID, then she got a concussion. Sure. So for like two weeks, she couldn't do anything. Yeah, dang. Yeah, yeah. For two weeks, she just came out of COVID, then she got a concussion. Duh. And then like, okay, crap, you haven't done anything. Yeah. And then I I went to her and talked to her and said, hey, you know, I'm not starting you. And these are right. She's like, I understand. Yeah. Yeah. And, but I told her, I'm like, okay, Coach Sarah's not going to be here, uh-huh. so you're going to be mini Sarah. Yeah. So I need you, and I got her these cool shades. Yeah. And you see her at one point, she's just leg like this. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Like, <laughs> like, 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 she's like, looks like the coolest kid. Yeah. And at the beginning, like, no, not a lot of confidence, a little yeah, bit, yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying? But, like, they're like this. And I gave her the lineup. I'm like, okay, lineup. And I'm like, all right, so go to your go to your teammates yeah. and do like, and Caroline is the center. Yeah. And she knows the lineup. Yeah. So I, because both of them are centers. So I grabbed both of them and said, okay, you guys have to do the lineup. Uh-huh. And then I'm the final check. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they, all of them are like, they do the lineup. I'm like, good, go turn it in. So she has to go and turn it in. Yeah. And then you give them that empowerment. Dude. Right? And then the thing also is that my whole team knows the lineup. They understand where to go. I don't, if you see my team sometimes, I don't even have to say, hey, go sub. Yeah. I just sit there. Yeah. The, the teams, teams that have athletes that like bought into their role, right? No matter how big or small it is, right? Those are the teams that succeed more often because if you have egos and you go, well, I really want to play outside. I feel like I could be a good outside, but, but then you don't. Then you're messing everything else around the team buildup, right? So, like for instance, right? Um, I'm just—I'll I'll take an example here, right? Let's say you have a middle, right? She's good at what she is, right? The team needs her at middle, right? But she, her ego is telling her, "Well, I want to play outside. My parents think I should play outside, yep. or whatever, right?" So you put yourself outside. But the problem now is it goes back to everything, right? Do you have all the skills to necessary to play outside hitter, right? It, making a lineup is is like problem solving it's, it's a puzzle it's you a puzzle. have to make sure everybody's in the right place right but be, but if your ego takes over and you feel like well no i want to play here right versus what the team needs you to, to do 
then then you're you're not giving the team the the opportunity to be the best have the best you know chance to compete out there does that make sense yes right um you know so i always go to that and be like hey listen like all, all of my athletes right uh when when they're done with me right i do promote them to go you know to other clubs you know and stuff like that right uh and learn right and whatever position that coach pushes you at that's because that's because the te- that's your team at that moment Amazing. but when you come back to me the team needs you here nope. you know what i mean um and and that's why it's also important as coaches we should um teach them how to be you know be more multi-dimensional rather than specifying you know what you think they're going to be like for example that parent that thinks that their daughter should be a ds right well why you know yeah. like why just a ds right oh let me tell you yeah why. yeah let me tell you yeah. why because they told me oh their, her coach coach Cindy, yeah churchill yeah 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 no she, very well at, at 13 they're, they're already thinking high school at 13, they're already thinking high school. Yeah. And said, Coach Cindy's never going to put her as a setter. She's a, she's a DS because she's small Asian. Yeah. So they're already putting her in a box. <laughs> yeah. But it's I'm like, like you, you can't put them in a box. You can't do that. Yeah. Not, that, not at that age. No. Not at that age, right? Maybe, maybe the moment they get to college. Yeah, sure, right? Because now they have to specialize in that position, right? That's what they were offered to do. But at that young age, man, you got to expand their, their knowledge of, of each skill, right? Um, and they can go on to be better, you know, um, athletes, better volleyball players, higher IQ volleyball players, because they understand, oh, you know, I know what to do. If my team, knock on wood, whatever, if one of my teammates go down, I can fill in. Yes. You know what I mean? Um, let me, let me ask you this. Yeah. What do you think about this, right? I grab every single one of my players and in practice, they have to be a setter. You have to. So then, so yeah. then, even a middle has to understand what a setter goes through. Yeah. A DS has to understand what a setter goes through. And then yeah. the, the the setter, I put them at DS or I put them at hitter, so they understand yeah. what they have to go through. If everybody understands uh-huh. what everybody's job is yeah. and the struggle and how hard it is, or or yeah. the easy parts and the hard part of it, yeah, then they're like, okay, my setter is going to be a better setter because they're going, okay, well the the Middle has to go from here to okay, yeah, yeah. and I can see where if I'm just looking at the ball, da, 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 and then the middle is in a way okay, they got it. And then the middle, if they're the setter, they're saying, like, okay, I understand why the setter, me and the setter, always pass <laughs> to each other da, 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 yes. because I am not taking the time, yeah, to- yeah. No, with that, and, and it goes beyond that. Um, you know, if you have an athlete who has a big ego about herself, right, and she's and she's a middle, right, and she goes, well, she's not setting enough, or blah blah blah. You'll understand the moment you put that middle as a setter, you have to get like the most perfect pass, right? For for her to even think about setting you. If it's 20, 15 feet off the net, sorry girl, no chance. <laughs> Depend depending on, on how you run things, depending yeah. on how you run your offense, right? And stuff like that. But they, they will understand the struggle, like you yes. like you mentioned, right? Of of what it means to be a setter sometimes, right? Like everybody wants to set. Every single hitter across that net wants to set. Wants to set but, but not everyone is going to get a set. That's yeah. the thing, right? Uh, and I think that a lot of times it deters players from want to be setters because at that young age you feel like you have to satisfy everyone, and it's yeah. like nope. Nope. You have to be the floor captain. You have to dictate the offense. The offense runs through you, not not through any of the hitters, right? Yeah. They can call whatever they want, but 
if the past, if you got a bad past, you have to work with that bad past. Yep. If you got a good past, you work with the good past, whatever, right? But you don't, you don't go and you know and satisfy this hitter just because she feels like she didn't get enough sets or, or hits. It's like, well, what was the situation? Did, did the past allow me to give you that set? If it didn't, then I couldn't. Exactly. You know, and if I force the situation, right, it might not be a good outcome, right? Because now you're getting double block, right? Maybe you don't get a good swing off the ball because I'm setting it from a different angle, a, a weird angle that, you know, we're not accustomed to. All that goes in, you know, to to how stressful the center position is as well, too. And some of these centers, they just don't know, right? Middles, they, they always, I, I know, that, you know, it gets so taxing for them to block, come off the net, block, right. come off the net, and maybe get set, like, once and, yeah. and but but that's the that's the flow that's of the game the flow of the, that's game. the, and that's, of the game and that's the life and then, and then the other thing is yesterday right i'm talking to my middle in the 13th scene now mm-hmm. uh and i'm telling her i'm like you know just like well i don't you know i i told him like you look i see your your body language your attitude mm-hmm. how you when you don't get a set mm-hmm. and i understand because they're so they want to contribute and the thing about it is i understand that mm-hmm. they want to contribute especially girls Girls need to feel like they're contributing. I'm like, you understand we won that medal because you had to go up and throw up a block. And if you don't throw up a block, because we faced a team with four boys, yeah. And this is their this this was their uh, <laughs> their their rivals, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Because they just been talking about the team with the boys because they got beat by them twice, yeah. And then we finally faced them again, and then we beat them. And I told them like, well, your job is as a as a middle mm-hmm. is to also block and the block is so important mm-hmm. because it helps the back row. If we can set a good block and then boom, it hits that and guide them. But if we don't, they have to go around right. or over. One time he went up and hit it and it just, whoo, because yeah. she threw a block threw a blocker. and he was scared of getting blocked. Yeah. It's a mental part. And I told him like, it's the mental. And at 13, she's like starting to understand. Yeah. But like once it clicks, uh-huh. That she, no matter what, she has to throw the block because that is your job. You know, you know what I do sometimes to to empower middles to to keep them engaged is um, sometimes we know a lot of the sets they tend to go to the pins, right? And the pin hitters usually get um, you know all the glory, but in a good pass, when my middle go, you know, starts her transition, uh, her approach, and she's yelling one one one, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. And it freezes the middle blocker so that the outside hitter has a one-on-one. When when my outside hitter kills that ball, I don't go, good job, outside hitter. I go, hey, middle, you made that play happen, right? So that's how I've been empowering my middle hitters, right, to, to keep them engaged, right? Like, oh, yeah, you're right. I, you're did make, I did make that play you're happen. middle. Yeah. And you understood, right? Yeah. I, and so I was a right side in high school. Yeah. I, I, I got started at outside. Um, and but I got transitioned to right side. Yeah. Because I, I I just understood that I, I could block better than, than some of the other kids. Yeah. So as a right side, I, my coach taught me like you are you have to block their best attack. Every time. Every time. Oh, yeah. You have to put something up to, to slow down their best attack. Yeah. That is your job. And yeah. it's like, well, I'm not going to say it doesn't matter. It don't matter. It's, it's what the team needs. It's what the team needs. Yeah. So I learned that. And then when I got to uh, Rockville here, I started, because we started doing co-ed, everybody, you know, as a guy, you got to play middle. Yeah. 
So I'm like, okay, I'm gonna play middle. Yeah. And then. Oh. <laughs> Here. Oh, sorry. Um, but yeah, I I remember playing against you, and I'm like, and you were a middle, and I just saw you boom, 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 and I'm like, okay, I got to start looking my game towards this guy. Yeah. And that's why I started like looking to him. I would watch you and just sit there and watch you and like see the transition and everything. Yeah. And that's why I always had an admire. I was just always admired by you. Yeah. And everything, and every time I got to compete against you, because literally every time I compete against you, you would always know. Yeah. I'm like, and I'm there in the middle, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're just like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And even with my bad leg, and yeah. I was just hopping around <laughs> when I was bigger, yeah. when I was smaller, oh, hey. it didn't matter. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And now, now I'm starting. To, now I'm setting. Yeah. Now I become a setter. And the thing is, when I was younger, I was like, I could never be a setter. <laughs> but now I, I find it. I find, yeah. like, okay, I'm good. I love setting. I, I yeah. enjoy it. And now I'm transitioning where I'm getting better defense. Yeah. So it's like you're you, – I always tell people, I'm like, you're, you're never going to be to this. You're always going to be striving. You're always going to be a student of this game. 100. 100. Um, but one of the things I found out through just all my years of playing and coaching – is sometimes um, the best way to to improve yourself is to have the ability to try to teach other people, right? Mm -hmm. Because when you when you teach other people, you actually have to show the right example, right? Um, but because I have to show the right example, I I too have to make sure that you know I perfectly demonstrate it. Otherwise, like. Um, you know, I'm going to throw it all off and they'll be like, are you sure that's how passing should be? And then when I get to playing on my own, I'm like, oh, yeah, well, if I preach this to my girls, I have to do the same thing. Yep. You know what I mean? So it, it, it learning is a two way street. You have to be a teacher and you have to be the student. Um, and the best ones can can do both at the same time. And that's why I encourage my uh, my players as well too. like, hey, listen, there's no ego here, ladies. There's no hierarchy. Um, I think of you all the same, right? Um, and so feel free. It's an open door thing for me, you know, for my team. Like, feel free, you know, to to go up and not necessarily coach, but but give them advices. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, like, like if you're an outside hitter or, or you know, for instance, here's a better example. If you're a libero, right, and you see that your outside hitter teammate is struggling passing, right, well, go up to her and be like, hey, you know, I notice, right, that last pass, like our platform was so and so, or or our body was positioned so and so. Try this instead. You know what I mean? Like not necessarily coach them, um, in a sense, but give them just advices that they can go. Oh, yeah, you're right, right. Because they the team looks up to you, the yeah. as the best passer on the team. So you have you already there. You have this credibility, right? That that your teammate is going to trust you, and it comes with trust, like trust is a big part of that too. If, if you have a team that doesn't trust each other or has egos, that then you're going to create a lot of chaotic things because now that girl might go, well, who are you to tell me this? Right? Exactly. So, but, but you have to establish that trust so early so that you can get that interaction, you know, with the team. Right. Um, and that's what we try to empower. Um, or at least I try to empower my team to be like, be both a student and a teacher, you know, for your teammates. Right. Um, and it's worked out so great so far. I don't know if, if you've ever tried that technique or, oh, yeah. yeah, but, but like, yeah, like you have to, and, and, but you see how much more better they become, right? Because now 
for that girl who might not get a D1 offer or D2, D3 or whatever, maybe she found passion in, in coaching, having that opportunity to give advices to her teammates and it builds off of that. I mean, you know what? After my playing days are over, maybe I do want to become a coach. Let me let me give you this, right? Yeah. You know, I you know, Board Park, right? Yeah, yeah. So right now, usually I would be coaching two teams there. Yeah. So I kind of had to leave that because uh, I'm just there spinning my wheels. Like yeah. Nobody was helping, right? But I ended up, I have four girls that I've coached that are coaching there now. And I pay them out of my own pocket mm-hmm. to coach because I know it's free volunteer and everything. Yeah, yeah. But I pay them. They get a little bit of money in their pocket. Yeah. They get also the experience of coaching. Also, it looks good on a resume. Yeah. Right. Oh, I, I was a, I, I, in my community, I did this. They get the SSL hours. I'm like, to me, it shouldn't be parents with clipboards that watch two YouTube videos <laughs> and think like, well, somebody got to coach the team. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. You get those parents, but those parents that they just don't want to learn mm-hmm. from other because I, I'm an open door. Mm-hmm. I say, hey, just buy me a cup of coffee and I'll teach you everything. <laughs> yeah. For free. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And people don't, they, they're like, oh, it's a crazy guy with a dog. Like, okay. <laughs> well, th- that's what some people don't get about coaching too is, um, yeah, okay, I get it. You know, at, at the higher tier, at the pro levels, right, there's millions of dollars thrown at those people, right? But, you're talking to high school coaches. You're talking to youth athlete coaches. Man, we do this because it's our passion to do this, man. Like, you think I drive all the way to Virginia, you know, every day because you, the school pays me well? Hell no. Hell no. Hell no, right? I mean, hell, even if I was here in Ooh, Maryland, Montgomery County. Yes, sir. <laughs> uh, Panera? Panera? Sure. Hi, Steve. It's Brandon. Hey. Can, you, can you grab me a bagel? <laughs> yeah, what kind of bagel you want? A surprise bagel. <laughs> a surprise bagel? A surprise bagel and no cheese. Is that actually the name of a bagel? No. A surprise bagel? Just a big one. Just a big one. Okay, bagel with no cheese. Yes. Sweet or savory? It's a surprise. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Hey, Steve. It's Paul. How are you, man? Hey, Paul. Good, good. Hey, um, uh, if you can pick me up a, a Fiji apple chicken salad, that would be great. Fiji apple chicken salad. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, I got you. Thank you, man. Uh, nothing for me, big dog. <laughs> All right, bro. I'll All see right. you a little bit. See you in a bit. But yeah, like you were saying, it, it's a passion to do this at the at this level, anyway. Yes, right? it has to be. Come on, man. Like you, you think I'm driving? You know. 24 miles each way because the money is good hell no right? <laughs> um and and you know, where i'm at I'm, I'm in a very good place because the parents there understand the parents there allow me to just be a coach yes i can't say that for every coach out there not not every good coach is going to get my type of parents that are just understanding that say, you know what, we got to allow this guy to do his job. Right. And we try to step in with outside coaching, you know, you know, on ourselves, then we ruin a good thing that we have. You know what I mean? Um, And so I've been fortunate, you know, um, where, where have I landed right now? Um, The the parents allow me to, 
to do my job, you know? And in turn, I, I throw them back a bone because here's something not a lot of people understand when you get into head coaching, there's more than just teaching the sport. Oh yeah. Admin stuff. Yes. You got to think about events. Oh, you, you gotta, you know, you, there, there, my God, please, preach, please, <laughs> you know, and, and, and because the parents have been so good to me, I want to throw them that bone back so that they feel like they are involved, but, but to a certain extent, you don't yeah, want to, you don't want to, yeah, you don't want to overdo over. it where, where they, they influence you and, and the team and the team, but, but, but give them enough. You, where you gotta like, give them something. Yeah, it, it's like giving them something to do. I guess yeah. right now. So we, we have here, we're going to have on the 15, we have our team, like team, hangout of it yeah like you got to think about that. that's important that is important <laughs> you go through every single one of my mvsa <laughs> every christmas what do uh, i do christmas party one of the practices is a christmas party they got to bring to the yeah uh valentine's <laughs> and the thing is i grab this i go to the dollar store and i get candy and put little bags yeah every misa could tell you we went to a, a thing uh, and my coach there yeah. we we go we went to the dollar store where you get things and then i set the little bags and everything go and put that and every single one of our players always say i don't really, like we would win a lot yeah. but like yeah but that was the best year i had so much fun yeah yeah it was it was the best year i've ever had one girl rejected being on the 15s one uh-huh. to be on my team the 16s three because <laughs> she's she was she was at in the top team uh-huh. at 14s and had a horrible time her mental was just she was either gonna be on my team or quit yeah 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 yeah. and then i got it why does my setter my top setter want to be on your team i'm like Oh, no. Did you talk to her? I'm like, no, I didn't. I, I don't even know. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So, sometimes they're just so quick to assume that like we're just recruiting out the bat, right? Because that that's what the the top levels are trained to think. Like, if I don't have you, then that means he recruited you. You know, and it's See, like he no, wants to no, say no, something. All, you probably ruined her experience, right? And she was looking for something that would generate her passion or love for the game back. Reignite it. Reignite it. Reignite that passion. Because, like, you go, let's say you start at 12, by the time, and it's like, it's like, okay, you got high school. Uh Or, I mean, you got, you got either rec, then you got club, club, club. Then when you get into high school, it's high school, then club. Mm -hmm. Then after club, it's like, okay, we got to do clinics in the summer. Bro, when when, when do they breathe? Uh Uh-huh. When do they breathe? When do they take a, t- a second and be like, you know what? Let me go play another sport. And then, you know what? I miss volleyball. Yeah. You know, when volleyball got taken away from me. Yeah. When I got shot, it got taken away from me. It was so like, I was like, I'm sitting in the hospital bed like this. And I'm like, I miss it. I want to be out there. <laughs> all, I, all I could, and in my head, all I want to see is like, I want to block. I want yeah. to do <laughs> Talk about when you got it. Yeah, no, I was I was torturing myself when I was still going to watch some games, even though I would, can't play. I was like, man, I really miss this a lot, you know. Um, and same for COVID when it hit everybody, and we couldn't get in the gym or whatever. It was like, oh my god. Okay. Um, but 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 that's to your point. You have to allow athletes to breathe sometimes, and it's not a twelve month thing, right? Like. You, and and that's this is why I'm fortunate to be where the club I'm at right now because our season stops Memorial Day weekend. Yep. So it gives them June, July, most of August to just vacation. Yeah. Breathe. I'm not even thinking about nationals. 
you know, and, and hell, even if you offered me a position or if we want a bid, I'd be like, you know what? We're not going ladies one, because you have to prepare. You are no longer on my team after that, right? You have to prepare for high school season. And I want you to come in the tryouts, wherever respective school you're trying on for, to be in the best mental state, to be in the best physical state. But if I overrun you, right? And, and I wear you down, then you're going to come into tryouts and be like, this is a chore. This is a job. This is not love. And yeah, you're just a robot, right? And uh, and your mental side um, could be all jacked up as well, too, because you're like, man, I've been competing. I've been trying to compete, you know, for like ever since November, you know, because that's when the club season happens to now. And I just want some fun, you know? Um, so you, you do. You do have to make them miss the game. That's why, like, um, right now, right, spring break, uh, at least I'm on, you know, my, my team is on spring break. I don't know about Maryland. Uh, but I go, ladies, some of them ask me, like, are we going to have practice? I go, hell no. No, get out of here. Yeah, get out of here. Enjoy, have fun. This week is is you all, man. You know, I don't even want you to think about volleyball. Nope. You know? Like, I like, okay, we just had open gym. Yeah. And like, you know, a couple kids showed up, but these are these are some of the kids that like don't get that much gym time. And they, they just came in. Yeah. I blast. It, 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 Open gym, I think, is a lost art. I yeah. think that not a lot of people are doing open gyms. It's not because they, they, they find it that more money is into clinics. Yeah, yeah. And, and then the parents want to the structure. <laughs> I got so much grief when I did my open gym, and then the parents were like, well, you're not doing this, you're not doing that. Well, Coach Juan, what are you doing? And you're just sitting there and playing music. And I'm like, yeah. Technically, I'm a glorified babysitter. <laughs> but yeah, appreciate is, that for a second, right? This is the time where I put the music and let the kids learn how to communicate with you and run it. Yeah. Like, like, like when we go to open gym, uh-huh. we have to be adults. Okay. All right, guys. Uh, two teams are playing. One team is out. That team is keeping score. Yeah, sure. And we have to learn how to blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You know what's happening? I, I love it so much because now these kids are laughing. They're enjoying it, like enjoy, talking to each other, enjoying oh, time with each other and stuff like that. Every single practice I've done, and this was something John Kessel told me, is start the practice, take five minutes off your practice and just ask them a question a day, what do they eat? Just, just, yeah. and that's been running, it's a running joke now, not joke, but a running thing where my girl's like, why didn't eat anything today? I'm like, you didn't eat? What do you mean? <laughs> yeah. And it's just like, now it's a thing where like, other oh, girls like, well, I eat this, I eat this. Great example was when I asked my Netflix question. I'm like, oh, uh, what show are they watching? Oh, what show are you watching? Yeah. Oh, I'm watching this and this. How is it that I'm able to get every single team have no drama? Uh-huh. None of my teams ever, and none yeah. have ever had drama. Parents drama, but yeah, kids yeah, yeah. drama? Yeah. None. Yeah. None. Why? Because I understand you got to make them friends first. That's right. How are you grabbing te- everybody? Damn, your teams are always so, like, connected and everything. Well, there's a different feeling, right? Um, like here, for instance, right? Um, you and I, if, if we never talked or whatever, right? Um, and, but we were on the same team. It would just be like, this is just another guy, right? But if I if I sat down with you after a game, be like, hey, you know, um, let's go get dinner or whatever, right? Now we feel like we're brothers. Mm-hmm. And when we're on the court, you're you're more you're more willing to play for your brother mm-hmm. than you are to play, you know, for a stranger. Does that oh, make yeah. sense? Yeah. And Wait. so when you create that brotherhood, exactly. sisterhood, it, it makes them, you know, the trust 
and the team bonding, the chemistry yes. is so much stronger than if you didn't do any of that stuff. You know, what I mean? you try to grab six individuals to go do a mission, like a, a military mission. Yeah. You, you, you'll fail. For us in Iraq, it, uh -huh. it was a thing that we've trained so much. We would go out to the bar. We, 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 we would be in the in the talk, just sitting there talking yeah. to each other. We would tell each other's dreams. Yeah. And by that, when we got to Iraq, uh -huh. it was a thing like, okay, I got your back. You have my back. We yeah. We're going to make it home. I want to see you. That's right. Make it home. That's right. So That's in, right. A, in, in a thing, I take that same mentality. And when I first got into MBSA, they looked at it like some parents looked at me, oh, he's a military guy. Because they actually looked at military guy. He's going to be harder. Then when it comes to the parent that, that <laughs> took over, he was like, you're like a hippie coach. <laughs> because I understood yeah. the I know when to be stern uh -huh. and I know when to be like, okay, let's let's open it up, have fun in it. Yeah. My girls always think of like let, let me put it this way. Uh -huh. I learned this in the sense of like guys need a battle to bond. So when we go out there, we show each other, we and we and I I, I set you on and you slam one down, and I'm like, yeah, I you yeah. trust me and I trust you. Yeah. Girls, need, girls a need a bond battle. before they battle. Yeah. Girls need a bond and know that this girl's gonna try like I got you, girl. Yeah, yeah. Before it, they cannot yeah. go into because then when they're in the battle part mm -hmm. and they if they something mess up, there's mm -hmm. like oh, she's trying to make me look better, like da -da. Yeah. then they feel like that. But because you you don't get me wrong, this year it's been a thing where girls have chirped, chirped at each other. <laughs> yeah. But it, it's coming out of a good spot. It's got good intentions behind it. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Uh -huh. And then I have to be like, okay, we understand that. Hey, hey, yeah. hey, my bad. Like, like, hey, <laughs> settle down. Yeah. I know what we're trying to do. And I know, because I have one girl, she's so passionate. <laughs> yeah. But she, and like, bro, she, she's like, she, she'd be like in tears because she's like, I just want to help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the thing is, when you when when they don't feel like they're helping, they 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 because they want to contribute. That's why volleyball, I think, for girls has become the number one sport in basketball. If you're LeBron James, and I'm like, do your thing, man. Here you go. Here's yeah, the ball. Yeah. Pass the ball to him. <laughs> yeah. Pass the ball to him. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I guess, I guess, I guess that's, so, right? That's yeah. All I'm gonna do is yeah. just pass the ball. With volleyball, if you get a long rally, one girl touches the other girl, gets the other girl sets the other, and t -t 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 everybody has touched the ball. Yeah, you're so And dependent. then you score that point. Why is there a big explosion after that point? Because yeah. every, if it wasn't for me getting it up, yeah. If it wasn't for me putting it, yeah. if it wasn't for me setting it, yeah. Then we would have lost the point. That's right. That's right. It's so the sport's so dependent on your teammates. It's oh. so dependent on the next ball, the next ball, the next one. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? That that it just it drives them little yeah. by little, and then that's that's how I see. I I just see the girls. They need a bond before, and yeah. that's why I ask the questions. Yeah, that's why I'm like, okay, hey, you know, we need to really think about like coming together. That's why I do the the extra thing. That's why, and then the other thing is they don't think about like I always tell them think about the things you did good. Mm -hmm. All these girls always think, like, can we talk about the mental health of some of They just think about every single, they know yeah. every single bad point that they've done. Yeah. But I'm like, hey, remember that 
point that where you where you stuff that girl? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's so true, and and, it, and it's not just girls. It's athletes in athletes, general. Yeah. yeah, young athletes in general. Young. Athletes. When when they uh, you know they could be doing like twenty things right, but that one thing that they did bad sticks with them for the rest of the day. Right. I call, I call it my ninety nines. Yeah. I call it my ninety nines. I'd be like, okay, for a guy, if he does ninety nine things right and one thing wrong, uh, what is that guy thinking about? The one problem. The one thing he did right. Yeah. Uh, no, the one thing oh, he did right. So he does nine nine things wrong. Oh, you're right. One thing right. Yeah, yeah. Hey, let's say he's shooting right. Yeah. Miss, miss, miss. But as soon as he, yeah. Yo, <laughs> yo, coach, you see that? Yeah. Yeah, but you missed ten. Yo, coach. But, yeah. That one, yo, you saw that? <laughs> you saw that shot, coach? Yeah. Yeah, the best player in the world. Look, that's how I play. Yeah. Yeah. I make one shot. It might be a tip or a who's a tip. I don't give a damn. I just scored on you. Yeah. I don't give a crap. And th- and that's why um we a lot of times um when when that point happens, when you score, right? Um or or your team scores, you have to find as a coach, you have to find a way how to empower all of them, right? And not just the girl that scored, right? Everybody. Dude, because because you have to keep them engaged, yes. right? The best coaches will keep their team engaged. I had um my first year um at you know, Dominion, when I'm coaching, my right side, she did every scrappy thing you needed her to do. Mm-hmm. She covered, she blocked, she wasn't getting as much set. And when she did get a set, she was swing one out of bounds, right? Or, or into the net. Uh, basically, she hit negative, right? She comes off the court crying because she's like, ah, I'm not hitting really well. I was like, I don't care about your hitting right now. What What I really do care about is that point that you saved us when you dug that girl, when you dug that tip. You know, when the setter tried to dump it and no one else was around but you, you got it up for us. You saved us that point, right? Um, we as coaches in general, we need to do more of that, right? Yes. Empower not just the girl that scored, but the girl that did the other things that don't show up on the stat sheet. Exactly. Because <laughs> that's everybody looks at the stats, yeah, but nobody wants to look at everything else that players yeah. do. Yeah, it's like, hard, man. It, it, it is hard. And, yeah. and, and the thing about it is it's like, you know, you can try to get track, but like letting them know, like, yo, yeah. thank you for picking that ball up. Yeah. If you didn't pick that up, if you didn't dive to go get that ball, we that's why the opportunity to score. Bro, uh, on Instagram, that's yeah. why every single if a girl makes a great that there's a girl, there, there was a girl that went and her highlight was her hitting, but if it wasn't for her little barrel doing the dolphin dive yeah, yeah. and getting that ball up. And I typed in, hey, great job to the girl who saved that ball. Yeah. Everybody's like, great hit, great hit, great hit. I'm yeah. like, what about the save, though? No, yeah. Great save over here. Like, oh, yeah, look at this yeah. girl. Yeah. Like, yeah. you think you think Patrick Bentley is still in the league because he drops 20 points a game? No. He, he's still in the league because he's got heart. He's got passion. He does the gritty stuff that nobody else wants to do, but it's so important for his team to win. Come on now, right? Like Or Dennis Rodman, right? Like, you he think was, he, he was in the league because he was dropping 20 buckets a night? No. But he knew that, okay, for us to succeed, for Jordan to get down that lane to score, I need a rebound for him. Well, actually, Jordan, Jordan was the one who... Who right. knew that? Yeah. He's like, get this guy. Get I need this yeah. guy. Yeah. And, like, the thing about it was, he under, like, everybody's like, you're crazy. He's crazy. He's yeah, a mental sure. case, whatever. He's like, He's like, this is how he operates. <laughs> Jordan operates in this, like, yeah. he operates, this is how he operates. That's yeah. that's his thing. Yeah. But this guy, he needs to go out to the bar, da, 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 yeah. come back. And they he'll rebound and get like oh, twenty dude. rebounds in a night. And and when you got a when you got a guy that's crazy like Dennis, right? Uh, that's like, you know, if if he because he he's a loyal guy, 
right? If you try to like hurt Jordan, he'll come after you. Yep. That's somebody you need on your team, you right? You need there. somebody on your team. Dude, that'd be like, man, you got my back. All right, dude. Like, stuff that don't show up on the stat sheet. Nope. You know, but you need people like that. You, you need, need people to do yep. gritty, dirty stuff, um, you know, because the game, really, the game and any sport, you, you never play it clean. No. It's always dirty. It's it's always chaos. Who, yeah. It's who makes the better out of system plays. Yes. That's it, man. That's it? <laughs> but why, why do I have my, why do I have my 13s playing against 17s in practice? They play queens against the 17s. Oh, yeah. Right, I had one of the seventeens when I and I told the seventeens, I'm like, "Yo, if y'all get beat by these little girls, y'all stay." <laughs> and here's the thing, I'm like, "Yo, whip at them, I don't yeah, care." Yeah. And they're like, "Oh, do we? What do you want? Do you want us to go 60, 80? I'm like, "No, go no, hundred, go hundred." And they're like, "Look at me, like, are you crazy?" I'm like, "I don't care." <laughs> like, like let them get a like if the ball hits them in the face, and yeah. like at the end it's of the day, of the game. At the end of the day, I'm like. I'm like, we can't baby them and protect them forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's part of the game, too. Yeah. And if we're going to teach struggle or anything, I'll teach it through volleyball. Yeah, yeah. Instead of what I had to do in real life. Right. Right. Right? I had to, at 13, you know what I was? I wasn't playing volleyball. I was bagging groceries yeah. in New York. And you know what happened? I was I had to take the grocery shop up to, we were Uber Uber Eats before Uber Eats, right? Uh-huh. They would, they would uh, the ladies would call, they, uh, Juan, you gotta go take da, 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 the groceries. So I'm taking up the groceries. Come back downstairs. Who's waiting for me? This guy comes up, pulls out a knife, and uh, said, "Give me your money." Shit. That's that's how I had to learn that struggle. Yeah, that's real struggle. Yeah, like that. And, and what, what was I gonna fight for fifty dollars? Yeah. There you go, my guy. Yeah. And did I go home and cry? Inside, I wanted to. Yeah. I want to go home and tell my mother. I've never told my mother that story. <laughs> wow. I. I and what did I do? I had to go back because I was the oldest. Yeah, yeah. I have two younger brothers. Yeah. And I technically sacrificed my childhood and me learning and, and all of that. For them, they, they got to go to a private school. Yeah. They, my brother's a, prof- a, a, a teacher. Uh-huh. And my other brother, he's a, he, he got his business degree. I didn't get any of the school shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? But... At 13, and what did I do? I went back to the supermarket, started bagging again. Yeah. And I made $20, and then five for me, 15 for her. Yeah. That, that's, that's been the, the thing my whole entire <clears throat> life, bro. Man. Um, when, I, when I got here five yeah. years old, at, by nine, we were out in the street selling panties. Right? In, in New York. Yeah. Right? And that's the thing nobody understands. Nobody, nobody sits with me and, and talks to me about that. Everybody think like, oh, he's a dangerous guy. No, man. I'm a very loyal guy. I'm very loyal to, like, all of my friends and everything to a point. Yeah. But then once I feel like they're not loyal, then I'm like, oh, I got to cut them off. And, it's, yeah. and, it, and it pains me yeah. to cut people off because I always see the good in people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's the thing with these girls. And that's what pains me because I'm like, I see, I remember one girl in Gatesburg, I kept telling her parents, you have to get her out of Gatesburg. Coach Juan, she likes you. I understand. But <laughs> if you keep bringing her, and at one point I switched, she was bored, and I told him, you can't be on my team anymore. Yeah, you have. And, and then she went on another team. Yeah. And she was happy. But then when she went to high school, yeah. she tried out. And then she tried out for MVSA. And she tried out for MVSA at 16s for me, finally, first year. Sure, yeah. And they're thinking I was going to pick her. And I did it. <laughs> 
I am not at, at, at this. It's not Gaithersburg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In Columbus, you are picking. You're trying to pick the the best girls. Yeah, yeah. Right, and just because you were on my team there, and I told you when she was twelve, actually mm-hmm. no thirteen, to get out of here <laughs> and go put her because she's gonna struggle. Yes. Yeah. But she had the passion. She reminded me of me when I was younger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You parents did not. They, I understand what parents are doing. They want to, they want to build something up, and then where the kids don't have to struggle like they do. Right, right. Um, and you know, it's so crazy because um, every part of my coaching career um, is is always like a learning experience, right? Mm-hmm. So like, I try to experiment. I try to learn. So like, um, these past three years has been a learning experience tribute uh so i got up with you know dys you know as a club and i said okay i've never uh like moved up with my with you know my core girls right so i've always stayed at 15s always helped at 15s right but this year i was like let me try it the other way right because it's a learning experience it'll be a learning journey for me too so let me move up with them when, when they get older let me move up with them when they get old the problem there's pros and cons about that yes the con was the the core girls, all right, that we've always selected felt like, oh, I'm always gonna get a spot, and and I took that and I was like, oh fuck. shit, fuck, fuck. yeah, fuck, <laughs> yeah, yeah, fuck, oh uh, yeah, 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 and it's like, no, no, yeah, and so and so, you know, um, now that I learned that, right, um, I don't ever want to create that situation. I, I don't ever want you to feel like you've always been given a spot. You yeah. know what I mean? And so, um, and it's hard. There are some athletes out there that when you make an impact with them, right? You want to see them continue, right? Um, and if they don't, hey, you know what? You have to be okay with it, right? As a coach, you have to be like, well, that's just part of the learning process. That's just competition in general, okay? Um, but you would do them a disservice if you just keep handing them that spot yes. every single year. So I learned that. And, you know, you know, next year, if I decide I want to coach club again, I'm just going to stick to one age group because... Um, then those girls that were with me last year, they have to now try again, like try their hardest to impress the next coach because the next coach might not think like me. I might think you're good, but that next coach might not. And so you still have to put your 100% effort in, come try out, come practice, come everything. You might've been a starter for me, but that doesn't mean that the next coach would think you're a starter. Yep. You get what I'm saying? Um, and so that's what I learned, you know? Um, and they have to learn how to, reintroduce themselves uh-huh. and then learn like okay i was good at with him at this yeah but now i'm in a different coach and i have to be good at this yeah. and they get to learn different managing styles right right you go to a job right yeah. you you got a manager that manager might get a promotion move up or yeah. they might get fired yeah or they might or you you get fired or you get a new job and you go hey, So it's, uh, what tournaments you guys got coming up? North Carolina in two weeks. Okay. Like, I can't go. Oh, uh, work. Okay. Are you guys qualified? Well, no. Yeah, we're going to do that. Yeah. We, um, we came in second at like three tournaments. Oh, okay. I think one was USAV and two were AAU. Oh, good stuff. So good we're doing all right. Yeah. I like, I like the way AAU runs stuff. You know, um, they keep it simple. Yeah, they keep it real simple. You and know, fun. 
you know what the trend has been? Um, and this is through like articles I've been reading. Um, college recruiters actually would prefer going to scout at AU because all the divisions are that day or that age group is that day. Whereas like USAB, they'll split up the age group mm-hmm. sometimes. Uh, like 16s open will play this week, but then 16s like Liberty will play the next weekend. Mm-hmm. And they don't have time to like book two different flights, two different hotel weekends. That makes sense. So because AU runs all of their age groups in a certain week, they were like, we gotta just go there, right? It's all a one-stop shop. I can look at everything, right? Not necessarily promoting AU or, or USAB, but how they are running things, to your point, is a lot more simpler mm. than how USAV has been running stuff. Plus, like, there's less restrictions, stuff like that. So they don't force you into a same play. That's a huge one. That's a big one that, um, you know, most, uh, that's what actually been driving people away. Like, teams like in SoCal, you know, even here, like, they're forcing us to stay in these same play areas that are, like, way above the budget. And it's like, I can find an Airbnb fraction of the price a fraction you know but because they got these deals and they want to try and help out the local hotels and stuff like that i get it it's all business but it shouldn't be like that though explain so for instance um there's a big tournament coming in right and that area that's the the hotel that's closest to that convention center knows that the teams are coming in right so whoever runs the tournament the tournament director works out a deal with that hotel be like hey I can get, you know, all your teams, you know, I can flow business into your hotel, right? Um, if we create like a same play policy. So these teams are forced to have to stay at these hotels in order to get accepted into the tournament. So not only can you register, so you have to register and then book the hotel where they are. If you don't, then you don't get accepted. Yeah. You have to book a minimum number of room nights per, uh-huh. per team. Uh, per team. Not for club, which sucks because yeah. we've had a lot of tournaments where like nine out of our ten teams have uh-huh. more than enough room nights, mm-hmm. and then one team doesn't. And, and so what, we're like shuffling people and, over to pretend they're on that team. And and what's happening right now is um, hotels know that, so their their rates have significantly gone up. It's not like you're even getting a deal. Oh, yeah. So so the tournaments and the tournament directors are like. We can't accept you until one, you register, and two, and it's not an or, and you have to book your rooms right now. Yeah, because we, we used to have, well, we would be a little further out, but, yeah. you know, we're going to be at whatever hotel. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, tournaments have gotten smart about it, and it's all it's all business making, man. <laughs> that's what's killing me about this the game and everything. <laughs> the money side. side. The money side is no joke, man. And like I understand it, but like I'm like, there has to be a good way to do this. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, I well, wonder with the uh, stay in play, if that's also a way for them to the organization like USA volleyball to try to save money. Because I have no idea how much it costs to rent a convention center dude. and pay all the official I know how much it costs to pay all the officials. <laughs> um, but like thinking how much money that costs. I'm wondering if that there's like they enter partnerships with the local businesses and hotels yeah. in order to get a better deal on the convention center. Oh yeah, because because they're getting a, like a good rate on the convention center as long as like they're, they're pushing enough business enough. into that area yeah. to make it worth it, though you know worth their while. Huh. Crap. I so, um, well, I, I've heard of stay in play, but I never understood it. how it works. Yeah. Okay. So, um, when we made our club schedule prior to the season, right, 
Uh, we booked the tournament. It, we were our my age group was supposed to go to Williamsburg in Virginia, mm-hmm. and uh, the girls came back and were like, "Coach, like eight of us are going to prom that weekend." And I really do want the whole team to go. So I was like, okay, we can pull out and I'll try to find you another tournament, right? And when I did, I was like, hey, ladies, how about I find you something mid-April, not late April, because that's when their problem was. We can go to, we can try to go to NEQ, uh, which is in Philly, mm-hmm. but the registration had already closed down. So I emailed the tournament director. I was like, hey, I see that you still have some spots available. Is there any chance you can fit us at last minute? And she was like, yes, I can. But you gotta, you have to book these rooms now. She didn't even talk to me about registration, my guy. She was just like, "Here's the link to the hotel. I need you to book a minimum of five nights, right, so that I can accept you." <laughs> and I was like, "Okay." So, so I had to go tell my parents. I was like, "Hey, parents, we need somebody or a group of you to book at least five nights for us to get, for me to even open up the registration link." Because she was like, "I can't even accept you." if you don't even got five nights for me. And I was like, oh. <laughs> so, so what has this become? Like, you rather us book hotels first and then open up the registration rather than open up the registration and then allow us right. to stay where we need to stay. Like, you would like to know that you got into the tournament yeah. before you started booking. Before putting- you started booking. And, and here's, the, here's the crazy thing, and I get it. I was last minute, right? And so not every hotel could hold my entire team. So now I got families in different hotels. Yeah, which you hate doing that. Which you hate doing, right? Because you want them to stay together and stuff like that. So I got like at least like five families in different hotels because we were just last minute books. And these were the deals that they worked around the the hospitality in that area. So I was like, okay, man, whatever room's available, let's just go ahead and book it, right? Um, but but that's, that's the sad thing, right? So imagine if... They didn't have a stay in play, right? Now I can go to the parents and be like, hey, parents, like, can you find us like a nice, like, you know, hotel that can suit all of us or an Airbnb, whatever, right? That can suit the entire team. I'm 99% sure we can. But because you're limiting us to these options, now we're split apart. Well, because they're they're trying to combat Airbnb hotels. No doubt, no doubt. But I remember going to a beach tournament uh and one of the parents, I got a room from Cindy because she had a contact down or whatever. It was really, really cheap. Actually, I think it was like free. And I was like, cool. I'm at Virginia, uh, 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 the beach, whatever, uh, like 15 minutes away. And the girls were all closer because one of the parents rented an Airbnb and they had a mother-daughter. It was Mother's Day weekend. They had a mother-daughter, like, boom, all of them all together. (laughs) And it was beautiful. But, like... We were looking at hotels, and they're like, hotels are this and this and this and this. And they're like, bro, it's so expensive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, hotels are going to die because Airbnb is the natural market evolution of, like, paying for lodging somewhere. Right? It's just, instead of it being monolithic hotels, it's now anybody can rent out their house to anybody mm-hmm. with very little effort. Yeah. That's just decentralized. Like, there's more competition they can afford to have lower rates. Hotels are on yeah. the losing end of that every time. So yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if you didn't know what a stay in play was, that's what it is. The one, or maybe one of the advantages to the stay in play is that they can guarantee rooms. Yeah. Because they reserve enough hotel rooms for all of the teams that need to come to that tournament. So that way you can't get super screwed where you cannot get a room at all, but you'd pay a steep price for it. Oh, no doubt. 
No doubt. And then that's also why, like, depends on how um, each club runs their stuff, right? Um, so some clubs uh, reimburse their coaches for, for the hotel rates. Some clubs uh, make sure they factor in that fee for, for the player dues. Yep. The higher these hotels go up, the higher the player dues now have to be. And that might deter somebody who might have a passion to play the sport, but looking at the player dues and go, we can't afford 8K. We can't afford $9,500,000 for a season. You know, are you crazy? So that that's going to deter athletes from trying to participate in club season, which is unfortunate. Yeah. And that, that needs to be stopped. It, it's killing the game. It's killing the game. It's killing the game, especially for like, like me, when I played club, I had to work. And I remember my one season, I worked in the supermarket and worked and worked and build enough money to do a club season, which I barely even played. But the experience of like meeting these kids from different areas. I remember playing against a Canadian team. Oh, yeah. And, and like, oh, they're from Canada. They're like playing okay. And I'm like, that's awesome. The, the reason why I love volleyball so much is because I remember going in, I, in high school, it was very like just basic. Like, but I remember seeing the game in a different thing when I remember they a guy goes up for a guy goes up to hit, misses it, and I'm like, ha ha ha, I'm coming down on a block. Ha ha ha, he, he missed the ball. And then another guy from behind comes and hits it. My coach was a female coach, and she just looked at me and was like, I looked and I'm like, what was that? And she just looked at me like, that's what they do. And I'm like, Coach, what was that? I just had so much questions. Yeah. Because I've never seen that level of play. Yeah. My um, my first uh, experience in club volleyball, um, and my first tournament, too, um, it was like the Nittany invitation back way back then when you could go to Penn State and stuff like that. I don't know if they still have it. That's what we went. We went to Penn State. The, the, the Nittany invitation. And then there was a team, like day one, we were in pool play, and there was a team from Puerto Rico. And those boys can jump, man. Like, they're no <laughs> joke, right? And, you know, and, and we thought we recruited, like, tall people. There were some tall people on yeah. my age group. But, man, it didn't matter. Those Puerto Ricans can just jump, man. Like, they, they could be, like, five, six, five, seven across the board, but they'll get above you. Oh, yeah. And so it's like, shit. <laughs> it's, it's fantastic. It's a great experience. And then you're right. Afterwards, like, me personally, I was like, man, this is exciting. Like, I want to know these guys, right? So I would be able to, there's an opportunity there for me to go up, meet these guys, talk to these guys, right? Like, how do y'all train, man? This is fantastic. You, you miss some of that if, if you continue to raise the race and these athletes, you know, are, like, now looking at the price tag versus looking at the experience. Does that make sense? Yep. Like, good stuff. Yeah. But I think what we're going to see is some of what we see from AAU basketball. Yep. Where there's the elite tier with an elite price tag mm-hmm. where the, you know, most likely college recruits will play. Mm-hmm. And then there will be lower you know regional and local levels that are going to be somewhat cheaper but some of those best players like you're not going to get to be able to play against them because they're going to be concentrated in in those upper levels yeah i mean we see it a little bit already in our area like yeah. there's there's three or four clubs that everybody can name that that's those are the teams that are going to win the tournaments every mm-hmm. time yep and, and that's and that's what I we were talking about this. That's what I hate right now with the game is that we are really just focusing on like those stuff because look at the area, right? We can sit there and just look at the game, but you got to look at the area. 
there's way more Mercedes Benzes now. There's way more BMWs now. There's way more Teslas now in this area. And even like now that I like COVID is kind of da -da -da, and we're like out, bro. I'm driving around and I'm like, all these people. Are, eh, 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 eh. I'm like, what is going on? It, it's giving me that New York feel, and I'm like. Mm -hmm. Uh, I left New York for that reason, and now I'm here, and it's like starting. To, and it's like in DC, you kind of see it, and it's creeping up here. Yeah. And the more and more you can do it, because I went to Frederick, and up and I went to play a tournament Frederick, and you see the people there, Frederick. It's like you know, hardworking blue collar people, and they're like, All right, I, I kind of like this. I like this yeah. right here. You know what I'm saying? And but you you see this here, and then the parents don't know. All they care about is like the win. All they care about is throwing money at the problem, throwing money at the issue. And like I said, Metro's already gonna be here. So as soon as and I and I'm trying to tell them and I'm trying to tell all these other clubs, I'm like, in a sense, we shouldn't be competing against each other. If anything, we should be trying to help each other yeah. to compete against like the, those those type of clubs. Yeah. Because those side clubs, they just, okay, we're business. Because there, there was a point in time where Metro was that. But once they just saw the business side and then got in, got in with uh, the University of Maryland, because that's their feeding. That's how they feed. They, that's where they get most of their recruits. It's through Metro. It's just become like, okay. Because they, they were able to have a tournament in, um, at the University of Maryland. Hmm. Or like a practice. And I'm like, how the heck did they get in there? <laughs> and they had the the two travel teams fight and like play against each other. Then they had all the girls, and it's like, I understand it is a business. I understand that, but golly, do we can we pull it back for a second and like really think about <clears throat> at the young level. They, yeah. they there is no foresight here. We're bleeding out in the bottom. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think the like the grassroots for the younger levels is a really big piece. Yeah. Right. The elementary school and middle school exposure to volleyball. Yeah. Right. Not at not at club level. You know, recreational. Even in school, like something that they just like. There's a little seed planted about volleyball. Yeah. And then there's somebody that comes along and you know provides more opportunities and waters that seed. Right. That's how kids really like will get into it and love it. Yeah. And I think it's growing. It's just slow, and I don't know how much deliberate effort there is because, like you said, there's focus on the top end where people are willing to pay for it. Yeah. Wait, um, but it's like, uh, sorry. Um, it's like, well, I told him, it's like, it feels like what they're doing is they're looking, they're grabbing little, you know, the diamonds when they pressure the diamonds mm -hmm. to see if they crack. They're, they're like, pressure, crack, okay, throw it away. Pressure, crack, okay, throw it. Oh, this one's a good one. We're, we're moving with this one. Yeah. That's what I feel is happening. And it's, and it's unfortunate because you get a lot of great kids that, yeah, they might not be D1 athletes, but like D3s, D2s, community college. Look, right here, uh, Tori. Yeah. Tori has done a tremendous job. She, she just resigned. Wait, what? She just resigned. <sighs> that job is posted as far as I know. <laughs> she's. I think she's going to take over for Scott Zaney at Magruder <laughs> yeah, for the, Scott's the girls program because Scott retired from yeah, Magruder. Yeah, yeah Scott's stepping up because he wants to spend more time with, I like, think, his son with baseball now or something like that. Yeah. You see, and that's and that's what's happening right now. You got all these, and 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 there's no like when cap and, and that's what kills me. It's like I was looking so forward to like going to another cap. Yeah. 
and then going to and then going there doing it, but like helping. Yeah. In a sense of like and cadre. And I talked to a gentleman, um, uh, Dan. Mickle. Yeah. Dan, I talked. I talked to him, and he's like, "Look, they they they've done away with the cadre. They've done away with a." And here's the funny thing: I notice people people at the tournaments. They look at me like, "Hey, is that Juan?" <laughs> I hear him say it, and I'm like, "But they don't come up to me." It's just like, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, and I'm like, "What happened to the cat? What happened to the strong?" set like core that usa volleyball had yeah now it's like oh well, we got a subscription base and, da, 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 and videos and, and yeah. like that's no like if you're starting out as a coach you're not gonna go like pay five, this ain't netflix man it's all about community everything when we when when i remember learning from you like i, I was telling him when i saw him at uh rockville sports Flags, and so I'm playing middle. I'm like, I'm going to learn from this guy. I'm going to just watch him and start learning and then compete against him, right? Mm -hmm. Same thing with you. I saw you. I wanted to compete against you, right? Yeah, I wasn't physically able, but I wanted to compete against you guys because I knew you guys were, like, really good. Plus, then I started learning you were a coach. And then when you were a coach, then I'm like, oh, I love the way you coach. Remember, I remember the pool noodles, the half of the court, <laughs> getting so many touches, that's, I, I, I wanted that. And, and with USA Volleyball, they had that with the cadres. And then they just make that. And I don't know why. Yeah. Well, we know why, but like, <laughs> it, it was such a great show. And then John Kessel, he stepped down. Yeah. Yeah, he did a lot. He still does a lot, but not in his same official capacity. Because he was, what, the, the director of sport development, I think, mm -hmm. was his official title. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this... There's some drills, man. Like, um, especially that year when you got to coach um, our A team on CYC. Yeah. There's a lot of drills I stole from you oh, yeah? that, that I incorporate <laughs> right now into my coaching. Yeah, like, cool. uh, one of my warm ups, um, and you had us do a visit too. I, I think it's officially called like the Brazilian ball control drill. Okay. Where you throw a ball, it's, it's two guys or three guys, whatever, on one side of the net. You have to touch it. The other guy touches the other guy runs underneath yeah. the net. Yeah, in Brazil. Yeah, 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 I do that too. Okay. No, we, I, I do that. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. No, my, my oh. girls love it, man. Oh, that's yeah, cool. Because not, not, only, not only does it get them moving, but it teaches them communication. It teaches yeah. them that you have to understand different aspects of the game too. Not just like, oh, I'm, I'm just a hitter. Let me just learn how to hit. No, no, you have to. It's ball control stuff. Um, you know, that you have to do and stuff like that. So, like, my team has been loving it. I've always been doing it as a warm-up drill, thanks to you, you know, and so it's been fantastic. Cool. Um, yeah, man, it's, it's awesome. And, you know, there's times, there's drills where um, where you got us um, competitive regarding, like, I think you call it warrior, where oh, yeah, you can yeah, only okay. score in this person's yeah, score. Oh, dude, they love that yes. stuff. Because after they score, the next girl is like, I want to be, I want, like, and it's so, it's so, like, impactful right because now it gets them you know aggressive it gets yeah. them they can hey i can be that girl too let me let me speak up and, and you know try you know yeah, so it's awesome right? yeah <laughs> and that's why i keep i keep hounding and i keep always on you and i'm like you are such a plethora of knowledge in this game and thing and i'm like bro like like i i want i just let's get you get, our, there's so much people and so much stuff you impactful and, and like and, and that I love because like that all those drills I do them too. Yeah. Like I do them too. Yeah. 
right? And and I know you learned it from somebody or whatever, but like it trickles down. Yeah. And that's what happens. It's like we learn. I learned them from you, and he learned them, and now those girls are gonna learn it. But oh, Coach Fong taught us this. <laughs> yeah. Right. And then it's gonna pass out, pass out, pass down. Yeah, that's what, what you hope for. That the good that's stuff that's spreads. What you hope for, yeah. yeah. Um, and, and that's what I keep trying to, um, uh, I guess, uh, advertise is like get, we as coaches or, or clubs or whatever, we have to be more open door and yeah. be able to collaborate a lot more because that's the only way to evolve the game. Uh, we can't evolve the game, make it exciting if if we're all about like, no, you have to play it this way or that way. Right. And it goes back to go to my clinic yeah, and, and my money and da da da. And, and, like, yeah. and, and it goes back to like why a lot of people ask, like, and they still ask. They're like, why don't we have um, like a uh, you know national like volleyball league here, you know, in the U.S. Is well because we're not growing it, right? Um, not grown into where we should be, right? And the only way we can do that is to continue to collaborate with one another, you know, to make the game more exciting and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Uh, some of my offense that I build into, especially when I try to run like serve receive or, um, you know, free ball uh, mm-hmm. stuff that's given back to me, a lot of my offense is actually rooted from how we play nine man, right? So the pass will come up followed by the two ball, you know, followed by a back one and stuff like that or whatever, right? So, but basically we're trying to get, you know, somebody to freeze, or somebody to commit to somebody so that yeah. this other person is, is wide open. So in those situations, I took that aspect of nine men, just that aspect, and I incorporated it into sixes. Right? Yeah. I was like, why can't you run these plays? Why can't why don't I see more teams try to run X's or O's or or whatever, or you know, whatever you want to call the play, it doesn't matter, right? Um because then you get more creative. You get more yeah. creative, right? It expands your imagination. Imagination, right? Um, and so, but I get it, like sometimes. You just have to stay simple, and I get it, right? But mm-hmm. like, why not, right? Yeah. Why not, right? Look, look at, at when I'm on Instagram, I watch the the kids from Japan, and and like some of these kids, they just they they're trying, they're yeah. they're playing yeah. open, but they're trying things. Yeah. They're like, oh, let's this is a, I remember, I think I saw a guy go a one handed set into a like just like a, a, a like a fast, like it was just like. Yeah. And I'm like, whoa. <laughs> it was saying, or like, uh, what was it? It was a, it looked like he was going to go hit and then he sets. Oh, yeah. yeah the the yeah, Japanese yeah. love that. It's, it's taking over, actually. Yeah. Um, I was watching the, uh, the Swedish men's beach volleyball team, and they, they do that a lot. They actually have a name for it. They call it the option offense. Okay. Where you serve, receive relatively tight for doubles, uh-huh. and then your partner can go up to swing or to jump set. Yeah. And so now the blocker has to make a decision between the two potential hitters. <laughs> That's awesome. It's incredible it's watching incredible, them do right? that. Yeah. Like, um, and, and I just feel like we, we should try to endorse that a little bit more and stuff like that, but there are clubs out there that stick to your typical, hey, no, we're going to run four, one, and nine. That's, right. that's all we're running, right? Um, you know, and, and that's cool to get them to understand the game at the basic level because you don't want to feed them too much. Um, you know, I was talking to a guy and he was talking about there there are things that will sometimes overload the athlete. Oh, yeah. Give yeah. Too much, right? yeah. But but if you feel like they've mastered some skills already, then you can start to incorporate certain more advanced techniques, more advanced styles, you know, of volleyballs to continue to engage them, mm-hmm. continue to create. Um, you know, keep that passion going, right? Because if, if somebody thinks, well, all I'm going to do for my the rest of my life is run a one ball, and they never, no one teaches them a 31, a back one, a slide, they might just be, I don't want to play middle, man, right? Like, I, I'd rather just go out to the right side. They get more, you know, excitement than I do. Mm. But that's the hardest thing, right, is how do we keep engaging those girls that feel like their position isn't, um, you know, 
contributing enough or, or yeah. makes an impact on the court. And it's like, no, you make an impact. We just have to celebrate your you know efforts and your actions, what you actually do on the court, right? So like when I was um, playing with MVP uh, and JJ was the coach, right? And JJ was like, listen, like, and I forgot the other middle's name, but he, he mentioned me and, and the other middle's like, these guys, they're going to freeze the block, right? So that because of how aggressive they are, so that means our pins should be able to get one-on-one. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and we felt like, oh, okay, yes, it it is my job, right? And regardless if I get the set or not, it is my job to make sure that my teammates um, can get as open as they can. Because if they keep doubling, you know, my pins or whatever, then there's a less opportunity for him to score, right? Yeah. And stuff like that. So it is important to keep engaging them. That's why when I when I was coaching at uh, St. Andrews and I would talk to my middles, I'm like, your job is to try to sell. Even if, mm-hmm. but coach, I'm not going to say, yeah, but you, <laughs> you have to understand that you're selling yeah. so they can hold, you're trying to hold the middle there as long as possible so that the outsides can get yeah. that one we want. Because if there's two blocks and they're taking space away. Yeah. And the thing about it, it, it a lot of coaches, not a lot of coaches, but a lot of players and coaches, they see, okay, a four. But I, you got to understand, the net is, there's so much free range. <laughs> there's 30 feet of net, man. <laughs> there's so much free range that I'm like, you don't have to just do this. There is this. I remember you talking to me like, the thumbs down, thumbs up. Yeah. I remember that. I'm like, oh, if I go thumbs up, when I started doing that, then I started cutting shots. I'm like, Huh. <laughs> and then I'm like, okay, well, let me go up. And then I would get a set, and it'd be like off a little bit. Like, okay, well, stop. Yeah. And then it'd be like, where it would have been blocked, because before when I was more mechanical, it was boom and block and boom. But then I started learning. Oh, let me go. Let me go over. Let me do tip. Let me go. Let me do different things. Let me, matter of fact, let me come in a little bit. Like I'm gonna be right here. Or let me be outside a little bit. Hey, let me go around. Yeah. There's so much more that you can do yeah. than just, okay, blah, blah, blah. Because I feel like it's more mechanical. And then, like I'm saying, you get a lot of these coaches that have seen a YouTube video, and they're like, okay, all right, go, go. I like to take this idea. I'm like, hey, this player, go bake me a cake. Yeah. Okay, how do I do that? No, no, no. Here's the picture of the cake. <laughs> Here's how it looks. <laughs> go do it. Yeah. yeah, but uh, I don't have any tools. No, no, no. Just, you see it here. <laughs> I need you to do that right now. Yeah. No, that's <laughs> not how you, because I've seen coaches do that, uh-huh. which is either parents that become coaches or like, I played uh, middle school volleyball for two weeks, and I know what I'm talking about. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> and then I, I'm sure you guys had parents or people come up to you saying, hey, uh, you should do this. And you're like, all the time. Uh, uh, <laughs> how, how long have you been like, oh, I just, I just watched this video and they were doing this crazy stuff. I'm like, thank you. I appreciate your compliment or your thing. There's a lot that um, sometimes parents don't know um, because they, they don't attend practice. They don't quite understand the situation, right? Um, because sometimes you get the opposite person who actually does know the game and there's good intention but again they just don't know what it is that i have you know in the gym right so yeah, for instance, uh, you know i wasn't coaching volleyball at this time so at northwood um 
they asked me to fill in as a basketball coach, like like as an emergency coach, because the head coach was on maternity leave, right? I was like, I'll fill in as best I can. The problem was I only had a team of seven girls, seven and a half. One one had to certain days she had to go to work and stuff like that, right? So when she was there, I, I would have eight and whatever, right? And the best you can do with, with eight girls, because typically you would love to get 10, 12, so that in scrimmage situations practice, yeah. you can run like uh, press uh, breaks or whatever, right, to get them to understand it. But I only got eight. So the other thing is there's five on offense and there's three defenders, right? It's hard to understand what a press break is if you don't have a five on five, right? So the girl's um, dad has good intention. He was like, Coach, why don't you start teaching, you know, um, more press break. And I go, do you see the roster size I have? Not that I can't, but will they really understand it? Because it's not, it won't be game-like. Because there's two, we'll be missing two girls that will be like trapping the four or whatever and stuff like that, right? So he had good intentions, but he came off just not understanding what I had, mm-hmm. you know, um, stuff like that. And and that, a lot of that is just because they're they're not in the gym like us. You know, they they don't have the time that we have with these uh, student athletes, you know, um, as much. You know. Well, I love what you said earlier. He he was talking about how like after a loss, he would go and watch video. Yeah, bro. I, I, I and the thing was like, people think I'm crazy. I am crazy. <laughs> I'm crazy about coaching this game. I'm crazy about volleyball because I would sit in my room till about like. Six o'clock in the morning. I'm sending my assistant, like, hey, I think we should do this at four o'clock in the morning. And she'd be like, why are you texting me <laughs> at four o'clock in the morning about some volleyball stuff? And I'm like, because uh, that's my job. Yeah. <laughs> I'm watching video. <clears throat> Who does And maybe there, there's coaches. I go to every tournament and I look at the team roster, right? The first, the first team. And I'm like, okay, go to YouTube. Oh, uh, Metro 13's <laughs> Travel. We're playing them first. Okay, man. Oh, oh, there's a video right there. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, they don't look like they have a good right side. Okay. <laughs> uh, the defense is that. Okay. Uh, uh, defense. Uh, okay. And this was the night before. Yeah. We go play. Yeah. Or like whenever the schedule's released, I'm there and I'm watching video. I have five tabs opened up and I'm watching video very that. If I can't find a video, then I go look at their, their A's and, and then find other teams that played them. Yeah. What the hell? What am I doing? I'm, I'm, <laughs> no, no, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm a volunteer coach <laughs> at MPSA. And, and I'm like... <laughs> yeah, man. And I just... Yeah. If, if, the thing is, for me, if, if I'm going to go full on, I'm going to go full on with this. Yeah. I am not just a... Uh, like, don't get me wrong. That's part of my thing. Like being like happy and uh, that's the fun part, but the part of like doing the homework and, and like really just grinding out. Because if any little thing went out, that team with the boys. When I was looking, uh, we this past when we won our first medal, right, and we beat that boys. The 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 team that had four boys. Technically, all they had was the boys. The boys with the the one boy that was a setter. He would set the other boy. He would slam it down. The girls. They're just standing there because they're like, well, I'm not going to get a set. And then when they do, they just hit it into the net. Hmm. And the right back, I told my girls, I'm like, serve to the right back. <laughs> Push the ball to the right back. <laughs> Every single time they did it, we scored. Because <laughs> the girl there just couldn't. Yeah. Well, I, I, I started that habit 
when we were in Vegas together that one year, and we were scouting Smash yeah, on our funny. iPad, and we were we were heat mapping out you know their their tendencies and stuff like that. That's what really you're, what you're looking for in terms of preparation and stuff like that at that level where you're coaching varsity and wins and losses do matter a little bit mm-hmm. more. Uh, so you, you do have to do your homework. Yes. Um, a little bit more, and so that habit only started really when when we started doing that on the iPad, and I was like, "Wow, this is fantastic stuff!" Like because film don't lie. Nope. It you know it's not like somebody went and edited the the film you know you know a couple hours ago to make everything to hide certain tendencies and nothing. No, everything's right there. We see it. So now our job is how do we adjust to that kind of stuff? You know what I mean? Um, and when you do your homework, and but but you also have to practice it, right? You so, incorporate, so, yeah, yeah. So it's more than just talking about. It. We had to we had to actually practice out that scenario, right? Um, and that's that's the difference between good coaches, really great coaches, right? Um, the the great ones will do their homework um, and incorporate you know the game plan into their practice, so that when it comes to game plan or the game time, you know it's they've already done it. Yeah, it's already done it. It's mental memory. Um, and it goes the opposite way too. Like um, I don't target per se like weaker um, you know players on the team. It's like w- let's say for instance we're playing against a team that has a really good middle, right? And we know well the, the where the game is right now, right? Um, if the ball goes to the center, then libero has to get that second touch. Yeah, typically, right? Well, the liberos don't typically set the middles, so to avoid the middle altogether. I just tell my team we're gonna we're gonna hit everything in zone one because that's where the setter is gonna say force her to take the first ball, force the libero to become a setter, and it turns their game one dimensional. And then we avoided that team's best middle hitter the whole night. You know what I mean? Um, and so like it's not always targeting the weaker girls. It's also like how do you strategize? Yeah, how how do you force this girl out of the equation? Right? Yeah. Because we knew she was strong. Yeah. You know, and we knew if they were in system, we. One, she would freeze our block. And if she did, then the pins would be open. But if I can get you one-dimensional, and my middle blocker just has to now guess 50-50 instead of 33% of who is it going to go to, well, then, you know, I've kind of locked you down, you know, to a certain thing. What would you say? You say, you, 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 I remember saying that, Reiner, you, you said everybody's a hitter. Yeah. Like, you were talking, you would always talk about, like, everybody needs to be a hitter. Everybody needs to, everybody. It's not like, okay, these are the hitters. and Because like some coaches are like, these are the hitters, these are the passers. Yeah. I'm like, no, 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 no. We're attacking the background. I think it was, uh, what's her name? Uh, she, was, she was always talking about Bix from the back row. Because you were talking about Bix. Uh, she lives in D.C. Uh, I forgot her name. Small Asian girl with glasses. But she would always talk about uh, hitting from the back row bigs, and she was so obsessed about getting that pick from the back row, and then that became a weapon. Mm. Where when she finally got it, she was a weapon. Yeah. And then I learned that, and I'm like, when I coached my first uh, I'm like, okay. Uh, after like two terms, I'm like, all right, we are good at this. All right, back row hitters, we're gonna do back row hitting now. Yeah. And then once you do that, because I look at it, I'm like, why they're not coaching everybody? It should be like. To me, if I can go like low to like twelves, I'd do a six, six, six yeah. rotation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Everybody sets, everybody hits. Yeah, everybody, everybody plays everything. Six, six. Let's just do that. Yeah, at I'll, least until fourteens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At you. least fourteens. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Because because at the end of the day, we don't know. This girl might be this tall, but then next thing you know, you're, or, or like really, really tall, right? 
and we're thinking, oh, she's going to be this giant middle, da, 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 and then she doesn't grow anymore. Well, you remember, uh, you remember from MVP Chesco? Yeah. So, so Chesco didn't go to in, into his frame until like his junior, senior year. And so the whole time he was actually playing libero. So he got all his passing skills, right? And then when he grew in his frame, then MVP was like, let's try you out hitting. But at that time, it was TV. He, he, he yeah. was already the most overpowered outside passer you could possibly have because he, he was formerly a libero. Yeah. So all you had to do was incorporate the hitting skills into him. And now he's the starting outside hitter for UC Irvine. It's fantastic. It's fantastic. So to your point, you, you don't know what these players are going to be like, you know, two, three years down the road from here, yeah. right? They might hit their growth spurt. But you gotta, you gotta be able, at least up until you know, at the younger age groups, you gotta teach them all the skills necessary, yeah. you know, um, and stuff like that. So, guy's a monster right now, man. Absolute monster. One we need, of, to, a, we one, need to get him on one of these. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one of my uh, favorite volleyball watching experiences was at the Boys Atlantic Northeast tournament. I don't know how many years ago, maybe eight years ago. Yeah. And there was this team Baja from Mexico. Okay. They had their 16s and their 18s there. And I was like, yo, that's cool. Like they came a long way to Harrisburg, Pennsylvania to come play. <laughs> so I'm going to go watch them. Yeah. Like, obviously their fans were having more fun than anybody else. Like, they course, were louder. Course, they were like course. waving flags, like, <laughs> you know, cheering in Spanish. It was, that's what we do. Yeah. It was, it was incredible. But they ran us, the 16s team ran a 6-6. Six, six. Oh, wow. And the 18s team, I think they ran a 6-2. But I was pretty sure that guys were not switching positions. Mm. So, like, when you rotated to front row, you hit outside. When you rotated to middle, you hit middle. Yeah. That's fantastic. When you rotated to right side, you hit right side. That's fantastic. And they were all about 5'10", and they all had about a 36-inch vertical. So you kind of lost track who was who after a while. <laughs> but they were astounding to watch. Yeah. The only thing that changed was which one of the two setters was it at the time. <laughs> but they could ball like nobody's business. I think they came in second that tournament. Dude. But it was just so cool watching these and kids bro- just playing ball. Like, just, yeah, you know. Ball, man. Yeah. And, and the thing about it is, and the other side, the coaches, they, they like, what are you, what are you, okay, well, uh, that, that middle, uh, wait, no, that middle, hold on, well, no, now this, that middle, <laughs> yeah. you're, you get, as a, as a middle, you're getting six different people, <laughs> six different, or, or at least three to four different people playing, and you're like, okay, well, when you get used to one person and their tendencies, you're like, okay, well, they're, they're this way, so, you know, okay, I need to shade them here, block. You know, take yeah. that away, right? But when you get okay, this person hits this way, but then this person hits that way, and it, and you're gonna look at numbers. Now your brain is in the middle of the match, <laughs> right? Yeah, that's the thing. And they all had all the skills, so you couldn't easily break them. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, go ahead. So, like, because they all had all the skills, they all knew all the positions, you couldn't easily break down their offense. Like, what you were talking about earlier, like, when when I'm teaching players to attack and serve, especially serve, right, I want to train them to be able to read the opposing side, right? What is the offense trying to do on the other side of the net, and how am I going to break it? Yeah. Right? Whose lane am I serving it into that the middle is trying to run across the court, and if I serve it through there... The middle has to make a decision, and then the passers behind them have to make a decision. Yeah. Or I'm going to serve it like center's back in row one. I'm going to drop it short on the two spot. Now the center's running up through there. Are they going to decide to play it or not? Yeah. Right. And I don't want to ever have to give signals, call spots. Right. I want the team to figure that out. Yeah. I like, learned that from you. 
that's it's so important, right? To have servers. One of the best servers I ever coached was Karina Young for CYC. She had ice in her veins. Every time she went back to serve, if it was like a close game, I was like, we're freaking winning this because she was <laughs> so brutal about picking apart the other side. She knew exactly where and how to serve it for maximum effect. And we just would coast her serve yeah. to the victory so many and, times. And, and that's the thing that we talked about. You can't coach that. Well, it's a different coaching. It's a different approach. approach. Yeah, yeah. But it's like you know, you like it's it's like with me, it's always like uh, with my little thirds team. It's always a thing of like people are like, "Why does your team always come back?" Because I'm like, that's how I train them is to always have that, no matter what the score is. I remember my first match at MVSA. We played at sixteens. We're playing America. We're losing. It's I'm over here, you know, doing my thing, and the parents don't know who I am. Blah, blah, blah. And we're losing. I think it was like 15-6. I call a timeout, and I give him one of those wand speech. Those like, da, then it doesn't matter. Score one for a time, ladies. It's about the destination. We're taking left turns, right turn. My whole bus analogy. <laughs> we need to think about every left turn, right turn, left turn, right turn. Don't think about getting there. Think about and then little by little, we start chipping away. Yeah. Chipping. And then next thing you know, we're tied. And the next thing you know, we take and we win. And it was like, oh my. And I've done that so many times. <laughs> but it's so great every single time. Because then yeah. they like, well, we just, that, just the uh, like euphoric of like, we just did that. Yeah. Yeah. Right? We beat Maryland Juniors Open and the girls went insane. <laughs> right? Like, uh, we, it, 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 what was it? We beat the travel team for Maryland Juniors at 16. They came down to a tournament and they just beat, and we beat them. Because it was very simple. They had the big outside, hit, they had a big outside hitter who was committed to Florida already at 16. I'm like, all right, great. And they're like, coach, we're not going to win it. And I'm like, all right, we lose the first match. Jeff comes to me and he's like, what do we do, big dog? I'm like, <laughs> okay, we're going to switch something up. We're going to put the two biggest. Now, this one girl's 14. Yeah. 14 years old, and she's tall. Taller than me, like 6'5", 14. And then another girl who's never played before. This is her first year actually playing, but she's tall. I said, we're going to put both of them. I'm like, I need you to block hard cross. That's all it is. Give her a line. And block cross. If she can take line, then great. Then we're just going to lose this match with her. But we're blocking cross. All she had was the one big boom shot cross. Yeah. We blocked, 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 blocked her. Then she started tipping. As soon as she started doing it, I'm like, oh, we got her so much. She had no line shot. She had no line, no line shot. Yeah. Everybody just assumed that she was just going to. And I'm like, I'm going to put the biggest two tallies on them, on her. And it was just a block after block. After that, our team started getting confidence. Okay, what? And then we won the match. Yeah. Then it's it's like it rang like it was like a big bell just hit, and everybody's, oh my god! <laughs> we just did it this year with uh, uh, Metro Travel. We just did it this year with our our 14s three beat Metro Travel. Excuse me. <laughs> our 13. And everybody. I was like, oh, how's this team? I'm like, right, you you guys just think because of this. Yeah. Well the, the game the game is very um you gotta adjust accordingly, right? And that's why it's so important to have so many different shots. Uh, because then you don't 
you start to become one-dimensional, yeah. right? Um, I've, I've been in so many games where um, the system on the other side plays defense a certain way. Like the off blocker will come to the donut. Yeah. It exposes the four to four. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And so if you have that thumbs down, you have that cut shot, all of a sudden now the other side, if you do that enough, right, the other side is going to have to call a timeout. And the coach is now going to say, hey, we need you here. Yeah. All of a sudden, now the off-blocker stops taking care of the, the donut. They have to watch the 4 to 4 And now you can tip in, into the donut later on. Thank you. Because that's the adjustment that you have to make. Thank you. you. you gotta, sometimes just offensively, you got to take what the defense gives you. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and so it's, it's a game of adjustments. And, yeah. and, it's a game of adjustments. Mid-adjustments. Mid <laughs> and that's the thing I, I, I don't understand is like, I, I, parents get on me about this sometimes, and even some coaches are going to be like, you're not yelling at kids, you're just... And I'm like, yeah, because in the middle of the game, <laughs> it, it's it's almost like a, a balancing act. It's like, okay, uh, I, I take it like a perimeter rotational. I'm like, okay, rotational, I feel it's more like uh, covering tips and everything, and perimeter is more like their backup because people are swinging. That's my thoughts on defense. It's just that's what I see. People can talk to me and show me a different perspective, and I'd be like, thank you. Mm-hmm. But, like, as far as I understand my understanding of the defense, because I always – I remember coming to you, I was like, bro, I don't know defense. <laughs> I have no clue what defense is. I know this, yeah. but my game has involved my learning so much stuff and putting in the work that, like, okay, hey, ladies, they're playing a perimeter uh, – Let's uh, tip, 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 tip. Donuts open, donuts open. Yeah. Uh, ladies, they're coming in too much. Now let's start swinging. Yo, lines open. Let's go. And I tell my players that all the time. I'm just like, hey, this is open. Hey, da da da. Hey, da da da. And then when they when they do it and they tip and they score, they're like, they look at me like, and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I, I told you. Like, I don't know what else to tell you. I told you. <laughs> and it's that's so true. And then I just needed to hear that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I felt like I was like going crazy. Am I the only one that thinks that this way? Am I the only one that thinks this way? How many times have you guys thought about like, am I the only one that thinks this way? <laughs> All the time, man. All the time. <laughs> but then but then what happens is you get girls that become really um creative. Like it's almost like a light bulb will hit, right? So like you teach them to swing a certain spot a certain way. Right. Um, and then in practice, uh, the best outside hitter I ever got a uh, coach, right? She would come up to me and was like, well, coach, they're cheating. Like, I know you want me to hit line, but defense on the other side of practice, they're already cheating to line. And I was like, well, that's great. Well, you can still look line and you still do thumb down and it, that ball will still cut. Right. And she's like, oh, yeah, I guess you're right. <laughs> so, so she comes out and she was like, "Yeah, you're cheating on me because she's she, her shoulders are squared up, her arms looking like you know she's approaching like she's ready to swing line." Both blockers, because we're in practice mode, they're cheating. They're like, "Yeah, this girl's hitting line," and she just looks bang, bang, and then like now it throws a whole defense off, and they're like, "How did she do that?" Right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so, and then what happens is then then you start making her more elite, right? Now she's becoming an elite outside level hitter where she can look a certain way, look the defense off, and then yeah. go the other way. You know, it's, it's fantastic. Um, but, but you need to be able to teach those, those different shots. Yeah. You know? as, as I've coached longer, risk control, for lack of a better term, yeah. is something I've started to teach younger and younger players. Yeah. You know, even if they haven't fully developed their swing yet, I really want them to create an understanding for themselves of... How does 
like how do I aim, right? How does the way that I contact the ball with my hand control where it goes? Yeah. And how can I manipulate that to my advantage? And they, all of the young players that I've ever taught that have thought it's so fascinating. It's so fantastic. Like yeah. they think it's just the coolest thing that they can hit the ball sideways yeah. while looking like they're hitting straight yeah. and like control it that way. Yeah. And to me, that's really fun because I want to see some of those players in a few years. Like oh once they're God. a little more developed, oh right? They've got gosh. some of the, right? the, the, the jumping and the torque on the swing. So they've got more power. And they've also spent three years practicing wrist shots oh my gosh right like, it's a game changer it could be really fun yeah. to see oh it, it's it's great to see especially since i've been coaching Gatorsburg and doing all that it's great to see a lot of these players that i've coached and then like going to these tournaments especially like cap hill right i go to these tournaments and it's like every court i'm getting stopped every second it's not just for bears it's like every second like, coach water one of the best feelings was one of the parents um, I coached her daughter. I, one, I was her first, like, coach. Her first, her mom paid me $20 <laughs> for two hours. Like, can you please coach my daughter? And I'm like, I, I'm not a good coach. <laughs> She's like, no, I want you to coach my daughters. Uh, and then they paid me 20 bucks for each kid. Every Tuesday, I would go down. No, every Wednesday, I would go down. And I started coaching at, at this little outdoor net, right? And her mom came to me and said, Thank you. Because of you, my daughter got a scholarship and I didn't have to pay for her for college. And, you know, and, and, and you know, just the amount of like time. And, and I was the one who introduced her to like weightlifting because mm. she she had an opportunity. So at 16, I had an opportunity to tell her, like, hey, would you like to come to my team? She was already on another team. And she was like, Coach, Ron, hold on a second. <laughs> Call, like the, the days were picking. She called her. Like, Hey, um, yeah, we are we really coming? And she that Cindy had this event. I was like, uh, she would like to change to that. And so we made the change, and she was like, "Thank you." Envious is a great club, but like, she doesn't say because she wanted me to coach her. She didn't care that I was a thirteen. She just wanted me to coach her. Mm-hmm. And then from there, she went on to with more other great coaches. I'm not trying to say I'm like. Like this, blah blah blah. But I understand at a younger level what they need. Yeah, yeah. Right. I understand how to one. Understand that it's about connection with Mm -hmm. people, and then also teaching the skills, but also making them be creative and have fun, and and letting them like run wild a little bit with their living. You know take take some ownership of it, experiment with it, right? Have fun, play around. Yeah. Well, well, it's like uh, um, like back in the day in in the Bronx, right? We we get a DVD player, and who knows how to use a DVD player? Me and the younger ones, me and me and the kids, because we would sit there and da, da, da. the parents are like, oh no, 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 don't touch it. They don't know how to set the client or anything. But like when I'm sitting there, like. Okay, this button, that's okay. This, this, this. They're so worried about breaking it, but I'm like, okay, this does this. It, you need time to like sit there and think. That's why I like open gym, because open gym, I had one little girl. So we're playing queens, right? And with doing queens, it, it gives them a chance to just go and try. Mm-hmm. But I had a little girl, and I'm like, hey, come play queens. She's like, no. She just wanted to sit there and hit the ball over the net. Just no. that's all she wanted to work on was hit. The, and I'm like, you're 15 bucks, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm not gonna sit there and be like, no, get in there and play quick. No, no, no. I'm like, okay, yes, go ahead, sweetheart. Go, go do your thing. There's a court right there, and all she kept doing was doing that. That's what she wants. Yeah. 
she, if they if they want to sit in there, so okay, we don't need to have some clinics are great. I always say clinics are great. You need them. They they're da da da. But it's not the end of be all. And that's why to me, I'm like this summer. I'm like, bro, I'm gonna just do grass. Yeah. I think grass players and beach players turn out to be way better players. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, um, so I'll give you a little story. Uh, so this past um, high school season, um, last fall, um, we went as far. My high school went as far as uh, state semifinals. But we played against a team full of, uh, on the other side, all their players, all their high school players play for a club that offers beach um, in, in right now. Mm-hmm. And all their shot selection was fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. Like, like, there was not a moment during that game where I could be like, ladies, I need you to watch that spot. Because if you do, <laughs> then this spot opens up. Mm-hmm. Right? And, so, and so in that situation, when we played that team who ultimately ended up winning the state championship, um, they, again, they took what the defense gave us. Yeah. And so in that situation, you just have to be rangy, um, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there's not, you can't simply, against a team like that, you can't simply say, I need you to watch this spot. Because yeah. if you do, then it exposes a lot of things. Yeah. So you just have to trust that your athleticism, that, that what you got on the other side of the court is rangy in order for you to be here and mm-hmm. maybe be here mm-hmm. at the same time, right? Dude. <laughs> <laughs> to, to me, that's where defense really becomes fun. Yeah. When, yes. you're, when you're playing against attackers that you know they have multiple shots and you're never quite sure which one they're going to choose. Yeah. Because it forces you to be really, really disciplined and read really, really hard. And then, like you said, rely on your range to just yeah. go make a good play. Yeah. And yes. then there's this psychological chess game also. <laughs> of, okay, I know the last three shots that you've made. Uh-huh. And I have a sense of what might be coming next. <laughs> and then you get to find out in real time whether you any good at predicting what they're going to do next. And when you get it right, it's very satisfying. It's so satisfying. Because they've pulled out a shot that they're very sure is going to score against you, but you've sniffed it out ahead of time. Yeah. It's fantastic. That's when it's really Yeah. It is is such a, um, like, great feeling when you get that, like that, you're able to do stuff like that. And then it just becomes a chess game. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. I love, and you know, I, I, I play checkers because it's like simple and all that, but I always like checkers because it's like, because it's really fast paced. Mm-hmm. But like checkers, I mean, chess, you really have to sit there and then think about the next move. Where in volleyball, I feel like that's the same thing because between points, you got to really think. And there's a flow to the game. It's a pass, set, hit. But when it's a pass, set, and then you don't know where it's coming from <laughs> or where it's going to be. And then you're like, because I always tell players, I'm like, they, they, they get talked like, okay, stand right here. But I'm like, if you see something, I always like to you in defense, you're always like moving. Right? You're not just like, okay, the hit's hit. You're like, okay, I got an angle, see myself. And then it's like, oh, it's coming from this way. You already position yourself. That's something I learned from you that I teach my girls. I'm like, okay, it's not just, we're not just standing. Because you, you see, we see teams that are like, the ball gets set, there's it, and the girls are standing, and they're, the ball's heat going, coming from me, and they're like, <laughs> no, open no. yourself up. Let's go. Well, you know, a lot of problem is because, um, I, I, and again, um, I stole this from you. Nothing is stolen. It was all given. I incorporate a lot of what you said in the past uh, to my team as well, too. Uh, we don't teach... Um, the ball, setter, ball, hitter, eye sequence enough. Mm. Um, a lot of times, younger players, they're so tunnel vision to just the ball. 
if you just tilt your head down for just one second, oh, you'll understand. Yeah. You'll, you'll really head understand. Down. Eyes yeah, down. Head down and, and just move with your eyes. You don't have to tilt your head all the way up because then there's blind spots. Yeah. You know, all of a sudden, right? Yeah. But if you, if you teach that eye sequence, right? Ball setter, ball hitter, you'll know exactly what the read is going to be almost every single time, right? Yeah. And maybe you'll guess wrong, but you know what? That's, that's a better view than if your head was just up here and like, okay, ball got ball here. But, and it's like, you didn't really see the setter, did you? Like, you didn't even see her tendencies, did you? Right? Um, and especially at the young age when they're trying to back set because they haven't developed that muscle memory just yet. So isn't it, it's a very easy tell when someone's about to back set. Their, their back is arc yep. they're ready, man. Yep. Yep. And so, but if, again, if you just keep your head down, you'll know exactly where she was going to go, you know? Mm-hmm. I love that the six scenes when uh, when we do face against a really good setter, because I know I'm like, man, it's gonna be a long day, but you know what? It's gonna be so much fun because you can't like. Uh, who's your best setter? For what, whatever age, who's your best setter that you coach? Like ever? Yeah. Oh man. Um... <laughs> Well, sorry, putting you on a spot, but like, it's tough. I don't know. I've coached a lot of setters. Yeah. <laughs> but like, give me, give me a setter, or, or you don't have to say name, but think of a setter that like they're just sitting there, and you don't know like where that ball's gonna go. Yeah. Yeah. You, it, it, it could be a back set because I, I can tell like I can sit there and tell like okay, it's gonna go back, mm-hmm. it's gonna go middle, mm-hmm. oh, it's gonna go right because I'm like, look, you can tell when it's gonna go that way, and plus, then you can see when if the middle's not in position. If the outside is it falls down, they're trying to shoot something. If something, you know who's gonna get the ball. Yeah. But when everybody's in position and that setter's just sitting right there, and that ball's coming, you just don't know where that ball. Yeah. You're sitting there in the middle, like, where is this gonna go? <laughs> and yeah. you're just saying, okay. And then as soon as boom, and then when it goes faster too, yeah. Because like yeah. that hitting, like hitting the one ball is. It, like, it's something I've always wanted to be able to do. I love it because it's so fast. Like, mm-hmm. that fast tempo ball. But there's something to an art to, like, you know what? Having that nice high set that gives you... Because I, I love something that uh, Ross, Ross Rose, when I met him at uh, the AVCA, mm-hmm. and he said, he's like, look, my best year was I ran a four ball, a two ball, and a nine ball. <laughs> Was that with Katie Slay? I just, oh, yeah. <laughs> when she was the middle. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, I'm like, how did she? He's like, I won a national championship. Like, that was the best year. And I'm like, he's like, why do I need to go faster when all I need to do is just run my offense and everybody else is trying to go fast? Yeah. I'm, I got the biggest middle, the biggest outside, and the biggest right side. Yeah. And they can go over the block. That's That's been the Texas strategy. I don't, I don't know about this past year. I didn't watch them as much, but maybe five, six years ago, they were just taller and more athletic and they knew it and they set yeah. moon balls to their pin hitters oh, and they you. just went up yeah. and demolished oh, them. Logan Eagleson? Yeah. You do not need to run a shoot for her because of her range, right? Yeah. If she can reach here, right, why limit her range trying to do like a one ball shoot and, and, and drop her range down here? And possibly get blocked. And possibly yeah. get blocked. If your center can deliver the shoot consistently, then run it. But if not, if just not, let your just, fantastic just hitter go up her, and get yeah, it. Her athleticism yeah. is going to go over everybody, right? Um, I, I think what, what was interesting about Texas this year was they, they recruited uh, Kayla Caffey, transferred from Nebraska, the, the undersized middle. 
over to Texas, but they already had, at the time, they had, uh, they had, whatchamacallit, um, uh, Jermaine O'Neal's daughter. Asia. Yeah, yeah, Asia, right? So so she was a tall, tall Yeah, 6'5". Yeah, but Kayla Cappy came in as, as like, like the 180 spin, right? To change the pace. She yeah. was smaller, so they had to run a little bit faster. Like, But she was probably super yeah, quick. But she right? was bang, 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 right? That's like the girl from Baylor, right? The outside from Baylor? Who? Uh, I forgot. A, a couple years ago. Uh, but in 2019, when they went to the finals. Yeah, the final I, I think I remember. Yeah, there was a... There, Baylor ran faster yeah, yeah but they got beat because there was a there were this just a i think it was nebraska no oh uh, no the tree the tree was the tree one uh washington no no the the stanford stanford was it stanford they're from california it's like they have their mascots a tree i don't know stanford is stanford it has the logo of a tree. with the tree that's yeah, what i'm thinking yeah. of yeah, yeah they, it has to be stanford okay. it's like sa no sc usc Southern no, California? No. Southern California. I think it's... I don't know. Right, so, so, anyway, anyway, anyway. so Stanford is cardinal, but they have a tree on their logo, I swear. <laughs> yeah, it's... Stanford cardinal. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Okay. So, they ran... They, they just had the, the power. They had the oh, my bigger, God, yeah. And Baylor was just so... Catherine Plummer. They, yes! She is a fantastic player. Oh, my God! She is a fantastic player. One Dude! Of, I was just like, I'm like, how do you, how, 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 I'm looking at how. Yeah. I just said, how? <laughs> That's all I, I kept looking at, uh, um, I kept looking at uh, Beto from MBSA. I kept looking at her like, how? And she's just like, she's good. I'm like, and then she was like, how? And she's like, well, she's good. <laughs> yeah. One of my favorite matches that I line judged was Stanford at American University. And. Oh, rest in peace. I know. Very. Kills me, but um, and so you know, like I've written, you know, I've watched Caitlin Plummer on or Catherine Plummer on TV, and like, okay, she's six foot six and like two hundred five or something. Yeah, like, yeah. okay, so like I weigh about two hundred pounds, but she's six <laughs> inches taller than me, and I can kind of like mentally conceptualize that, right? <laughs> it did not prepare me for getting on the court, standing on the corner during warmups, and the outside hitters are coming through the line in front of me, and Catherine Plummer stands next to me, and I'm just like. Oh, <laughs> like not only is she a lot taller than me yeah. she is jacked like exactly. she's bigger and stronger and to like everything and i'm yeah. like okay now it makes sense and yeah. she just absolutely just demolished the ball like it's like it's like uh but uh we were facing uh vortex from mbsa and they have this girl 12 years old and she's like taller than me that's a little mustache, bigger biceps. Of me. I'm like, and she's hitting pipes off the back, and I'm just like, what do we do? What do we do? We can't do anything. This girl's she's 12 in my height. Yeah. 12. Yeah. Like, what are you feeding these kids? We've, we've got a kid like that on MVP. I think he's 12's eligible, but he's playing on the 14s. He can touch like 10 5. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's crazy. That's crazy. He's like 6 1. Just oh, like, my just like, oh, gosh. But you know that, that that's the evolution uh, evolution of athletes these days. I think they're they're just more athletic these days, you know, versus yeah. of like back when we used to play, right? And so there's no Eagles here. Like there are kids to your point. Like I did not hit ten five when I was twelve years old. You know what I mean? Like that was not me. But these athletes are getting more explosive, right? Um so it is good for us to as coaches, expand the game for them a little bit here, yeah. right? Um, you know, be creative with the the skills and the athleticism that you have, right? Um that's just my, that's my take, you know, but I feel like it should be the way. Yeah. 
I mean, you always have to adapt your system to fit the athletes you have. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I, I do this a lot coaching the girls with CYC in particular. Like when Liz was playing, yeah. she was the best outside hitter and the best setter and probably the best right side hitter <laughs> and maybe could have been the best middle also. <laughs> so I was like, okay, we're clearly using her just how? Yeah. And we ended up running her as an outside hitter, but she passed from middle back uh -huh. serve receive every rotation. Yeah. Right. We just mixed up the rotation so that she was always passing middle back. Sometimes we would just set her a two ball out of that. Yeah. But because she was such a great serve receiver, like it just anchored everything. Right. Like we could pass, we could serve receive because she was always in the thick of it. Right. The only problem we had was we rode her hard and she got tired. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. <laughs> she wasn't that tall. Yeah. So she had to really work. And she had a huge motor, so she was willing to work. Someone explain my role. Or, uh, or you can explain it. I can explain it. <laughs> There you go. Explain nine man. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so it's, I, I don't know that I would be able to get all of the details of the history right, so I won't try. Um, but it became, it started becoming popular in the U.S. in the late 1930s, uh, especially in Rhode Island, Boston, and New York. Um, and in the early 40s, I think it was, was when the national tournament started taking place in New York over Labor Day because there was um, a very cheap bus fare and Labor Day was one of the very, very few holidays that the Chinese immigrant laborers had off. Um, so this was kind of like a, a grassroots sport, fairly strictly amongst Chinese immigrants, mostly men at the time, um, that this was kind of their form of recreation was to play nine-man volleyball. Um, and the rules are somewhat similar to sixes, um, but there are some differences. You know, the net's a little bit lower. Uh, you play with nine people instead of six. The court's a little bit bigger. And there are looser rules of contact. Um, so all of this together makes for a very, very fast version of volleyball. I love Which it. is really what I think anybody who knows volleyball, when they start to watch it, they get really excited about it because they see how fast it is. Yeah. And it just like the tempo is different. Like the, the energy, it's almost like a frenzy sometimes. <laughs> and yet watching skilled teams, like they find grace within the chaos. Yeah. Like it looks so wild. There are so many bodies moving through the air, jumping, landing, sprinting. And then you just see somebody just rise up above it yeah. and just like hammer a ball home. And you're just like, okay, that was just cool. <laughs> yeah. I, the first time I've seen it, I saw it, I was just like, I think I was asking somebody, I'm like, what, what, they double this wait, in the net. And it, I was so confused. I had no clue. I'm like, wait, they didn't call that. They didn't. And, and I'm like, why do they have so many people at the net? Yeah. And, but once you see it in action and you see the flow, it's almost like art. Yeah. It literally is like art, like the, the timing, the position, because there's so many bodies and everybody needs to, everybody does their job and there's yeah. no individual. It's every, it's all team. Yeah. yeah. It is a group effort. And I love that. Yeah. You can see in, in sixes, if there's like one person of the team, that's not really doing their job, you can see it. Yeah. But I feel like in nines, you get exposed a lot more yeah. if somebody's screwing up yeah. because the the relationships are so dependent like with the lower net with so many blockers like if one blocker gets messed up it's going to mess up one or two other blockers and then it's going to mess up the defense and oh, everything oh, just falls oh, apart oh, really quickly and, and i'm at fault with this as well too i mean especially when you know the other team gets a you know an insistent pass right yeah. 
and and you see this one guy coming, the other guy's coming, uh, two balls right behind them. As a middle blocker, you're like, you're just kind of like, all right, man, look, I'm gonna have to pick my poison here. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna try to stop the fast, but if I stop the fast and the center sets somebody else, then then it holds the the, the rest of my blockers on my left hand side down because now I just committed to this person. The rest of them can't come out to close to help the the, the pin blocker, and so you're just like. Oh my god! Right, but and so when the first time I've ever got introduced to that style of play, I was like, "Man, this is fantastic!" And, and as a coach, I was like, "How do I recreate this?" You know, for the sixes, right? Mm-hmm. And, and and you you can, right? You can. Um, well, yes, you don't have you know two ball, uh, a fast, or typically a one ball or a back one and two pit hitters, but you can rec- uh, recreate certain sections of that offense, right? So for instance, that big, that one pike big, right, yeah. is is a great combo play. Right. It's the same thing. It's yeah. the fast it's two the ball same. from Nightmare. It's, it's exactly the same. Yeah. yeah. Right? It's the middle's coming up. The other middle has to either respect them or not. And then you got the big coming rising right behind them. Yeah. You know, it's a fantastic play. Um, one of the uh, college girls um, from this past year that like really loved that play was Kenzie Knuckles. I thought Nebraska did a fantastic job turning her into a, more of a DS because they had a more, I guess, uh, better libero, I guess you can say that. So they committed to this freshman libero, right? And so they turned Kenzie Knuckles into a DS. But she, before she got recruited to Nebraska, was like the number one outside hitter option for her high school. So she could still hit. Yeah. And so she was just rising out of that back row for Nebraska. She's like, bang, bang, bang. You know, and so it's like, it's fantastic to see. It's fantastic to see. Yeah. Yeah. What was the, uh, the name of the outside hitter? Jacqueline Quaid for Illinois. Yeah. She hit the nastiest pick of anyone <laughs> in college. I don't remember. That was a few yeah. years ago also, but I remember I was watching a match. I think it was maybe early in the tournament. Yeah. And she took 67 hits Ugh. in the match. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know how crazy that like, is? 67? <laughs> oh, my God. She was two away. <laughs> but, but they just ran the big so oh fast it, it was God. it was the men's style big which you don't see as much in the women's game the women's is a little bit slower it, it feels like that it maybe feels, i'm wrong yeah. no no it, it, you're it right. does you're it right. does you're right. you're right but i think i think that's that's what they're trying to do they're trying to catch up right right so i think i do think the girls game the women's game is trying to catch up to where the women's game is right now yeah it's fantastic to see yeah it's fantastic to see i think so, no, yeah, but I was gonna say the thing I enjoy about the, the women's game is that you get more rallies. Yeah, like you yeah. get to see more of the hustle and more of the strategy and more of the grit. Yeah, you know, and yeah. you just don't see it as much in the men's game. Like they jump so high and the ball is moving so fast. Yeah. everyone is so it's terminal. Boom, boom. That's yeah, kill. it's That's hard. It's hard to really get you know those consistent good rallies. Yeah. But I think it's it's still the sports in a good place for for viewers. One hundred. One hundred. Yeah, but is that what we said? That's the top. That's the top. Yeah, that's, that's the top. top. Yeah. We need to get uh, at the lower level. Is like, I, I also think is that they it, like if if you're gonna be coaching at a high school, or whatever. I think they should be paying coaches what they deserve. Mm. Like these schools and everything. That don't tell me that like that there's no budget or whatever. Because if if you're going to commit to be a coach, you're committing to being, like I told him, like a therapist, yeah. a friend, a, a, a parent at time. Yeah. Because some of these kids, I have a kid that doesn't have a dad. Yeah. And they're looking at me like a dad. I'm like, I'm not a dad. I got a, well, I'm a dad. <laughs> like, I'm not, I'm not, but they look at me as that figure. Yeah. Yeah. 
And I'm like, okay, well, geez, always. And then the thing was, everybody's like, well, you, they, they want to do it at the cheap. But they want to pay all these people here. But they want to do it to us at the cheap or like at the lower level at the cheap. And I'm like, because you're losing. I, I've talked to, after the pandemic and then we got right back or, or after this, whatever we got right back, I started contacting a lot of coaches I knew and a lot of them just quit. Mm. They're done. Yeah. One of my friends, Brandon, uh, uh, from, he coached at North, in that Northwest, but he coached in uh, like PG County area. He started a tournament there. And that was one of the first tournaments I went to. I actually went there twice to the tournament. But then they were like, well, you know, they they just slowed him down. Mm. He's trying to go faster. He's trying to bring things. But they're like, oh, no, you're doing too much. Then at, at Northwestern, I tried to start my, after my first season. We were 1-14, and I I did not like the varsity team, but I loved what I saw in the JV. I got hired there. I got hired to coach one team. So I, I ended up coaching both of the teams, 50 girls, right? So we're sitting there, and I'm like, do I get paid for both? And they're like, nope, you only get paid for one. <laughs> yeah, that's... And I'm like, okay. So then I end up doing but then I'm like, okay, well, I like what I see. Then I'm like, to kind of, hey, do you have anything for the younger ones? Because as coaches, we know it's not the ones we have. It's the ones that are coming up. Yeah. Especially if you're, you're like a first-year coach trying to build a program. Like and and that's a strong word, like build. So that means you're there for the long run, yes. right? Um, there are certain bad habits, uh, certain bad culture that are still, you know, instilled right there. You know, by the time you get there, so your clean slate really isn't until your freshman class comes in. You know, and yeah. um, and that's really your clean slate right there. You hope that that class and whatever class that follows, um, you know, is is getting your culture. You know, and culture is a big thing, man. That's that's a lot of things. That's that I think that's where coaches need to start. You know, um, yeah. you know, ease up on on the the money here for a second, right? Uh, ease up on you know, hey, you know, I want to do this because because it sounds fun, it looks fun. You got to if you go and step into a head coach position, head coach, head yes. coach position here. Um, so we really think about, about your philosophy, your culture before you accept this position because yep. it, it can it can make or break a program. Yeah. Yep. You know. Um, and so I, like my journey, right. I started when I was 21. Uh, and so I came back to Wheaton where I graduated from. And at the time, yeah, it, it was just something fun for me to do. But then I really started like actually loving and enjoying coaching. But then I, I had to buckle down and I go, you know what? There's more to coaching than just the two hours of me teaching them skills and stuff like that. I got to really understand what it is I'm trying to build. Right. That's like everlasting to these you know young kids um and so in the program yeah in the program right like i started as as a jv coach and so my job was to prepare the girls that i had the student athletes that i had in order for them to compete at the next level right so for me you know it's about finding culture and that culture was hard work that you got it you got to install hard work into them right now Mm -hmm. just because you made the team this year it does not mean you're going to make the team next year you're you're going to have to find an edge Right to edge some of these juniors, seniors out next year. You know, especially if you're a sophomore coming in and you want one of that spot, you got to install the hard work in. Right, nothing's given. Um, you know, and you know, I do think there are programs that are like, oh no, yeah, if if you were here last year, I'm gonna take you back. But that is, it sets some bad parameters, right? Because then that girl or that kid or whatever, right, might think, oh well, if I'm already guaranteed a spot, 
do I need to go to off-season training? Do I need to put myself in club, uh, you know, season to keep my skills fresh? You know, stuff like that. So they, it might dilute their, um, their work ethic. Well, and it depends on the mission of the program. Sure. Like if you, if the mission is yeah. to prepare athletes to compete at the next level, then that entails one set of, you know, rules and one type of culture. Yeah. Right. But if you're working at like more of a grassroots level instead of a varsity level, yeah. or maybe at the JV level, or you're trying to instill like love of the game, yeah. right? Long-term athletic development fundamental well-being yeah right and in that kind of situation you might prioritize taking a player that played for you the year before mm -hmm. over somebody who maybe has a little bit more to offer competitively yeah. you know uh, so coaching in virginia was was an interesting thing to me when i when i stepped down there um in virginia where the high school i'm coaching at right now has a freshman team a jv team that's and a varsity that's great that's crazy uh and so and so there you can apply those things right yeah. there because at the freshman level all i cared about was hey get a coach in here that that can get them to love the game i don't care about wins and losses here right but if you get them to love the game then they're gonna find out for themselves right oh coach like what can i do you know during the off season yeah. to help better prepare myself and you know especially if they love the game right and then you trickle down to JV and it's that coach is like, yeah, like I need someone who can have a balance, right? Yeah. Be competitive, but also understand that these girls are still developing, right? Mm -hmm. Because sometimes you can have freshmen on the JV team, right? Yeah. Um, and so just understand that JV is a very like balanced mix between what a freshman team should be and a varsity team should be. Uh, finding a coach like that is very hard. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's not just, yeah, let me hire the first guy that comes in. Like I actually legit, when I was thinking about this, right, I got down there. And I was like, "Oh, so I got I got to start over, you know, with this coaching staff." Okay, let me yeah, really it's, think it's, about it's, <laughs> that. Is always like they try to go to a school starting over. Yeah. The coach is like, "Oh my gosh, let, you know, let me set some parameters here, right?" Um, and so I told the AD, I was like, "Okay, these are the candidates I'm looking for." Okay, um, the freshman coach has to be somebody who you know is positive all the way around who can empower them, encourage them to make aggressive mistakes. I, I want them to play the like, game. <laughs> I want them to play the game the right way, not just to keep yeah. the ball alive or play not to lose. Yeah. No, no, play to win. Right. And, and, and you're gonna, yes, you, sometimes you'll go through heartbreaks, but that's okay, that's part of the learning process, right? And then at the JV level, it was like, okay, I need this guy who has both, right? What I see as the next girls coming up, but at the same time, positivity positive like drive empower them to make the aggressive mistake and don't be afraid right if it's 24 24 i want you to swing at this ball i don't want you to just free ball the ball over or tip the ball over make an easy play that the other side can pick it up and try to slam back down on your side right no no like make make the aggressive play yeah um and then once they get to me they're already prepared right um a lot of me like i'm still positive in what i do right um, now, can it be 10 sometimes? Yeah, but there's good intent behind yeah. what it is that I'm trying to say, you know. Um, it's, it's never like, oh, why did you do this? Or you're so bad. It's like, a no, um, how can I get you to swing this, you know, better yeah. or whatever. You know what I mean? There's good intent behind my critiques. And so it's been, that's why I say I've been blessed where, where I'm where I am right now. Well, no, yeah, I, I think, found a good place. Yeah, I, and I think that's, a, that's the thing is you, you have to have a relationship with, really your other coaches and also your staff because as you said as when you yeah. become a head coach you're not just like okay like to me i would just if uh, at the end of the day if i could just be in the gym yeah. and coach that's my heaven <laughs> and then go to a game cheer that's my heaven yeah but then having to deal with like okay i got a team events 
uh, talk to the AD, uh, talk to do parents meeting, right? You got to you, you involve and do all of that. And, yeah. and, you know, I've learned to do that. And that really is your evolution as a coach. Because yeah. you start out like I started at Gatesburg, <laughs> right? You start out at Gatesburg just being positive oriented, but then you start learning all the other stuff, which then turns you into a better coach, a better person all around. Yeah. But, you know, I feel like when you get some of these coaches that are just like, it sets a bad precedence for your culture, it sets a bad precedent for that. Yeah. And you and your AD have to be in the same page. Yeah. Like, no if, answer, buts. Both of you have to be in the same page. If you are both not in the same page, yeah. Like if if you're slowed down and they want you to go fast, or if you're trying to go fast and they're trying to like slow you down, mm -hmm. what's going on? Yeah. Or or they just don't map you up, you know. Oh yeah. You know, oh, I've like, had that. You know, like um, if you hired me as you know, again, this is just my personal take. It doesn't have to you know mean this black and white for everyone. But if you hired me as a coach to run this program, right? Please trust that I'm, I'm going to run it my way, right? And whatever comes out of it, if a parent is upset about how I run things, I, I need to have the AD support in my back on it. And I'm, I've been blessed to have worked with so many good ADs. I've never had an AD that didn't have my back, you know what I mean? And so um, I don't know if you had that situation or anything like that, but I definitely did. not so I'm just kind of blessed, you know? <laughs> but, I, yeah, I, not blessed, not no shade, but, you I know. Can't, I can't, I can't <laughs> yeah. confirm or deny this <laughs> yeah. right now, but, uh, I you know, I'm, I'm, I've worked with a lot of yeah. good and interesting people. Yeah, right. um, but, but, but I think, you're too, but to your point, though, right, that, that's how we create a better learning experience for these student athletes is so we got to support one another. You know, and whatever outside forces that are trying to come, you know, in between and tear it apart, we both have to have each other's back on, yeah. on these kind of things. You know what I mean? Um, and they have to trust. Yeah, you, you have to trust. And then if you, if they did the due diligence to go and look at your resume, look who you are, talk to the people and see yeah. who you are and hire you. Yeah. Then that tells them, okay, you hired me. <laughs> you are entrusting me. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, you're entrusting with these young ladies or gentlemen, and you're shaping their mind and their future. Because uh -huh. it, it's it's coaching, but you're helping them become. Uh, I'm always saying I'm 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 trying to make better humans. Yeah. Than just athletes. Yeah. Because like yeah, you can go the volleyball part. Yeah, that's just a section. But like when example right. My girls, when at the beginning of the season, I told them, like, okay, you get one sticker per tournament. And if some girl or whatever impressed you in any way, you go up to them and just give them that and say, you did this awesome. That, I had one of my little girls do that. And then the other girl just kind of like looked at her like, and smiled and said, thank you. <laughs> like acknowledging somebody else that they did something great. Yeah. Holy crap. Yeah. That's amazing. That's one of my favorite initiatives that you've ever come up with <laughs> to do that. I think that's so awesome. You know what I'm saying? It's it's something very simple. It's a yeah. sticker. Yeah. It's a little bear's picture on it or whatever. <laughs> right? And then I told him like it, and then the uh, thing is is like I was I was giving away not too many stickers, but like if a team beat us, I tell them, hey, you guys can pet bear. <laughs> yeah, you you guys get privileged to pet bear because uh -huh. you guys beat us. 
So now the other teams are hearing about this, and now they, when they face us, they're coming with the A game. <laughs> now the parents are not loving this because they're like, well, they're, they're, gonna, they're playing harder. I'm like, no, that's what we I want. want that. Yeah. Yeah. We I want that. We want harder. the other team to play hard so yeah. that we play hard. Yeah. You know what's such a powerful moment you and I had at Cap Classic? Um, I was working, and you were coming through this evening, right? Uh, we met, and then you know, we were trying to have a conversation. And this little kid comes, trying to comes in between us, and is like, "Hey, sir, oh, I remember, I remember, I remember, I remember." And, 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 and what, what, what he said was, "Hey, I'm talking to my friend right now. Once we're done, then then I'll come over to you, right?" But but at that time, what you're doing is essentially you're disciplining the kid to look. You know, there's priorities, right? Yeah, and and don't think like you can just jump in. You know, anytime you you feel like you can, right? Um, you know allow us to have this conversation first, right? Mm-hmm. It's just, it's courtesy, right? He was just trying to teach some courtesy. That's it. That's it, right? And and it was a powerful thing to, to, to teach a, a kid at that age, right? I don't even know the kid. And we didn't know the kid. Like, she, she just saw a bear, right? That's all it was, right? And she just came out, she's like, can I, can I pet him? Right? While he and I were having a conversation, and I thought you did a fantastic, uh, it was a fantastic teaching moment. Uh, and the thing about it is, I've done it so many times. Yeah. And... It's just me learning my boundaries. Yeah. Right? Because, like, also, I have boundaries, too. Like, and that's what people don't understand. And, then, like, they just think, like, they see me as a gimmick. Yeah, yeah. Or they see me as, like, uh, like, and I understand that. And I know what I put out. And that's fine. But I'm having a conversation with you. You're right. my friend. I'm having a conversation with you. <laughs> I am going to honor our conversation. Yeah, yeah. Like, one and and they went back and waited there nice yeah. and patiently, yeah. and they sat there and they were looking at the whole time. They just waited there nice and patiently. Yeah. Yeah. And did I just walk off and leave? No. No. I finished the conversation. Then I went over and hey, how you doing? Yes. Yeah. Bear, my therapy dog, and and then the parents were like, oh, thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. And that's what I talk about. Sometimes we're 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 coaches, but also we're disciplinary. We're we're so much more, yeah. and people don't see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They say it takes a village, and coaches can be a pretty big part of the village. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, right. we are. I mean, uh, if, you, if you just look as in general, um, we're educators as well too. Right. So, so you know, um, we we are teaching, you know, to a certain extent, um, and and so teachers and coaches. If you group us all together, we're educators. We're parallel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and educators, we do take up a lot of uh, you know a child's time more yeah. more so than parents sometimes. Yes. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, it we do have to we we have a responsibility, almost an obligation, almost to to also help them understand you know right wrong yeah. discipline um, you know all these things that are going to end up making them you know or hopefully end up making them. Just a better person, you know. Yeah, because at the end of the day, we know not every single kid's going to be D one athlete, whatever. Right. That's what the parents see. They think <laughs> my kid's going to be the D one athlete. We know as coaches, not every kid. No. But what we can do is instill a hard, hardworking, yeah, instill discipline, and instill just a better human. Yeah. Overall, kindness. Respect, kindness, respect, awareness, yeah. exactly. deliberateness. I, um, yeah. yeah, there's a, you know, um, we, I was playing against a high school team. You know, this girl, um, she got hurt, but she made, she was a big difference maker on, on the other side, right? So she got hurt. She sprained her ankle. 
afterwards, I said, hey, listen, it's, it's fantastic what we want, but let's make sure we also go over there. Because she didn't have the opportunity to to walk across the net and shake hands because mm-hmm. she's sitting on the bench. Her, I told my team, I was like, we, we got to make sure we go shake her hand too. Yeah. yeah. Right. And so we all walked over and, and it, it, it was just the, the right thing to do, man. That's just it. The right thing to do. That's it. Yeah. You know? Um, it, it's it boggles my mind, especially especially now. I know the COVID and whatever, but like that part where like we all came together and slapped hands of that. I've gotten where I'm going to slap hands, and there's it, it doesn't not not any race, every race, even yeah. black girls, white girls, Asian girls, they just go like this, <laughs> and that hits me and impacts me. I'm like, where it it. it it kind of hurts me a little because I'm like, who's teaching you to do that? Yeah. Why? What's stopping them from having a high five or a handshake with an adult? Yeah. 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 And like, who's teaching you to do that? And so far, okay, I traveled to Texas, right? I was traveling to Texas and I was coming back from Texas. I'm there here and everything. And everybody's just like, oh, and I'm like, I'm fine with that. I understand. I'm just like, in my <laughs> And this lady comes up and she's right, like, gonna go touch. And I'm like, whoa, 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 hold on. Hi, how are you doing? And she's like, oh, I'm so sorry. And she's about to speak. I'm like, no, 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 it's okay. I'm, I just want to introduce you. He's my son. Oh, no, no, no. And then walks off. <laughs> and now the one, the one lady's home, she's like, well, she's probably going to be upset at you because you didn't want to touch the dog. Then she's going to be upset that she felt that this way. And I'm like, I was trying to like, and she's like, oh, no, no, no. And then she just sped off. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm, I'm sorry. What, what if I came and started going like this to your kid? Yeah. What would happen to me? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I'm like, it, it, it's just understanding and then teaching the kids that because that was a teachable moment there. We, that's what we get as coaches, a lot of teachable moments. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? When we when we fail, fail, when they fail, fail, we have to sit there and, and like, hey, it's okay. We 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 failed at that, but trust me, because once once you fail, you you guys know it's that struggle of like fail, fail, fail. When you get it, you're like, <laughs> my God, with all that work, all that time, all the sweat, all the tears. Yeah. He had it with his injury. You have it with an injury. I've had it with my injuries. My shoulder, I'm able to go like this and no pain. And then when I went to go, I went to an open gym, and there's this one guy that knows, he knows that I can't block line that good. He knows that my block was like this, and he would always, every time. But when I came to that open gym, <laughs> I didn't say anything. I ain't show my shoulder. And we played that first match, and I went up, and it went, boom. <laughs> I looked at my hand, I said, I'm back, <laughs> And when I got back, my cockiness came back. I came back. Yeah. Who I was came back. And just that opportunity to do that again. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah well, I mean, what, what I try to do as coaches, um, especially at the end of the match, when we all run up to the net and shake hands, um, I always try to highlight on the other side who did really well and if I get a chance to shake her hand I want, yes. I want to, rather than more than just a good game I want to go up to her and be like man you hit great yes fantastic yeah. nice line shots yeah, nice like line. whatever like, I want to yeah. give them more than that so that you know we're, 
We yeah. got enemies here, man. Yeah. Like, I got no secrets to uh, you know hide from you. I want to congratulate where where credits due, so yeah. that empowers you to to be even more better the next time you see each other. Yeah. Because the only way either one of us is going to be um, you know be able to increase you know our play style is if both of us are better at the same time. Yeah, if I can empower my opponents to play better, then the next time they see me, they're going to play better, and then I have to play better. My mm -hmm. team has to play better. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, and so it's. That's that, the challenge right there. That's, right? that's yeah. like me cheering. Yeah. Me, me cheering. And if you, there was a coach when I gave, so I gave up my head coaching to Sarah, my assistant. And the reason why, and people are like, did they make you step down? And I'm like, and I told them, I was like, no, I made the decision. Yeah. Like, why, why, why? You know? And I'm like, well, because one, it's her team. Like, these little girls are like, coach Sarah, coach Sarah, coach Sarah. And I'm like, that's fine. And it's her time. She, she already told me it, when she came in, she had folders, everything. She's been doing everything. And to me, I'm like, okay, well, you want that title. I'm, I'll hand it to you. That's fine. Mm. But I understand there's a lot of responsibility that comes with that. Yeah, all right, so then I sat there and I just, I didn't cheer at it because I want her to tell me what my parameters are. Because mm. I can't be like, here's the head coach and then I'm doing the same thing. Yeah. Right? Doing the cheering. Da, da, da. Then it seems like I'm the head coach. <laughs> Right? Then, no, I stepped out. I didn't cheer at all. And everybody thought out was something wrong with me. I'm like, no, there's nothing wrong with me. And then, like, so, and then she's yeah. like, oh, you need, we need somebody to do an inspiring. I'm like, no, 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 no. You're the head coach. Now, if before a match, to me, as an assistant is, because here's my thing. There was another assistant for another team. What is she doing? She was going getting coffee and donuts and then standing there, not doing anything. Or sitting there, not doing anything. I'm like, I, that's not what I do. I, Sarah, I said, how much do you want to do? She's like, I want to do this. Okay. You do all that. This is what I do. Okay. Da -da. Now I run my shift. It, it, lately it's been a little bit chaotic just because of life, but usually I do run my ship a little bit tight. I have I, my first year at MBSA. I had notebooks. I, I got girls. Uh, uh, let me see. Can you pass me that? Can you pass me that notebook right there? That, that, no, that hood. That right there. That so, like, it was just. <laughs> Bro. Well loved journals. Yeah. Look, look at this. This is my new one. <laughs> this is where I do my art thing now, and it's just. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? We got, <laughs> we got Bears Bible, we got the hoodies, you know what I'm saying? Da -da -da -da. Bears BC, check us out on Instagram, you know, 35,000 likes. But look, this is 2016. It's just, and I still have these, man. Look at this. It's just, I put in, like, it might look chaotic, but I operate this way. This is what we yeah. talk about operation. This is how I operate. It looks to every, she's very A-type. Yeah. Like, really A-type. Like, like, yeah. And I'm like, I understand. And like, the parents, they got a little bit, because they didn't know who I was, but the thing is, because I moved down to 13. At 16, when everybody comes up, they're like, they've been through the rigmarole and everything, and they understand, okay, Coach Watt, yeah, he knows what you're doing. <laughs> and then they just sit there and chill, right? But I moved down to 13 because I wanted a more fun year for me. Now, it's with the girls, it's so much fun. I got them sunglasses, like I said, and hoodies. and Like, that's fun for me. Then the parents are like, they see the other team they want. I'm like, oh, no, you need to be twitching. I'm like, but we're winning. 
And you want me to be like this coach, but we're winning. <laughs> but you want me to be like him, but we're winning. And I said, okay, well, that's fine. This is what you want, you want. And then we ended up winning the medal. But I need to give her that runway for her to fly. That's my job as head coach. And I learned that from actually the American coach. He had a clinic. You know what he said? He was like, I don't know everything, but I hire people that know more than me. Yeah. So they make me look good. Yeah. And that's what he said. And I'm yeah. like, this man's a genius. He knows. Because he knows that he's in a leadership role. Right, especially running a big time college program. Exactly. Like, you can't do all of the teaching. You can't know all of the things because you're too busy organizing. Exactly. So you better hire the right people yeah. to fill in those gaps and get oh everything done. I and mean, that, that's if, if, if you if you go on any uh, like um, university athletic website, oh my god, the, co- the coaching staff is massive. Deep. You know, yeah. Like you're talking assistant, second assistant. You know, defensive specialist, graduate assistant, so, um, uh, strength and conditioning coach, nutrition coach. Yeah. That list is massive, man. You know, um, and sometimes parents don't understand that, right? Because they don't see that and they think that we're, we're all that jumbled into one. And, and we have to be, but that doesn't mean that it's effective, right? Right. Um, and so it is, it is extreme. Uh, and I um, got an opportunity to work as an assistant coach um, one year. Um, it, this was my first year in, in the club's environment, so I was just trying to get my feet wet. I was assisting, um, and the two roles are just so different. That, yes. Um, you have to be careful, though, as an assistant, right? Because you can't try to override what the head coach, you know, wants to do. Your, your job, I believe, as an assistant is to um, reinforce what the head coach wants you to do. Right? Exactly. So, like, for instance, right, um, you know, if – if the head coach wants you to play defense this way, right? I in no way, shape, or right can tell the player, hey, maybe you should try to back off to watch this spot. It's, no, I can't do because then what you're doing is you're confusing you yeah. know, the athlete, right? It's like, well, he told me to do this, but then this guy told me to do that, right? So who do I listen to? Yeah. In that situation, as an assistant, I think it's important as an assistant coach to reinforce, you know, what the head coach, you know, um, wants to do. Yeah. yeah, I've heard it said that it's more important to be consistent than to be right. Right, 100. Um, I think this is always something that's interesting to me is the, the dynamics between head coaches and assistant coaches. And I think it's actually in some ways very similar to the dynamic between coaches and players where everybody needs to have a role, the role needs to be explicated, and they need to accept that that's their role. Uh-huh. And I think a lot of times that doesn't, happen that gets overlooked that coaches don't help their player understand what their role is and make that very clear and same thing with the assistants like i'm an assistant coach this year and i've had a couple really good conversations with the head coach about hey what do you expect from me what do you need from me Uh and so i understand the the parameters the boundaries of my position and what i should and shouldn't do right how Uh can i be most effective how can i not undermine the coach even if i do disagree with him yeah I mean, there have actually been some times where he's coaching one thing a particular way and he'll kind of open the floor to the assistants and say, I know that there are multiple opinions on this. So I would actually like everyone to share their opinion and explain why, Uh because 
we don't have a, a consensus on this. Like it's just not a problem that's completely solved. So we want to present all of the best evidence that we have to the players and make our arguments and then let the players kind of wrestle with that and figure it out for themselves a little bit. Uh-huh. Um, so that's been kind of fun also, but you do have to make sure that you're not <laughs> subverting something yeah. that another coach <laughs> has said. Like, yeah, yeah. Because, yeah, yeah, the players <laughs> struggle in those situations for sure. Um, but, but what I will say is um, ever since... I, I was able to put myself in that assistant coach you know, position. I have been very like collaborative, mm-hmm. uh, you know, with my own coaching staff. Like I allow for collaboration, right? Yeah. Like, you know, if I have you on my staff, I don't need a yes man. Yeah. If if, if there is something that, that I'm totally doing that is wrong, you know, I need you to be like, okay, that's just wrong, coach. And I go, oh, okay, this is perfect. Oh, tell me why, right? Because yeah. yeah. I want to teach me. Yeah. Yeah. Like exactly. teach me, right? I want to learn. And, and it give, it empowers the assistant coach to maybe mm-hmm. one day become head coaches themselves. You know what I mean? Um, and so, and then they learn yeah. themselves yeah. how see that you're the head coach, yeah. and you are able to say, you know what? Yes, I don't know everything. Uh-huh. Let's have a conversation. Let's have a conversation. Yeah. You know what I'm saying, and and that's something I learned again from you, where I remember you were having a tough time with some assistant because y'all were butting heads. Wait, uh, way, way, way back. Yeah, I, I sort of remember. I can't think who it was though. And then we were talking and stuff like that, and I was just learning from you about that because you, like, you guys were just butting heads on. Oh, I know who it was. Okay, yeah, I remember. You guys were butting heads and like just would not see eye to eye on things. And I'm like, okay, I understand because I came to MVSA thinking I was going to be an assistant, but they just needed a coach, (laughs) and they're like. They did the whole shoot. Oh, this team is never gonna play. Yeah. They're not gonna get to play. And I'm like, I just wanted to be an assistant. I didn't want to be a, I just wanted to learn. So they just threw me in the fire there. But I ended up t- taking uh, one of the parents as an assistant. I remember assistant this. This was guy. awesome. I love this. Yeah. And he, every, everybody, oh, you're gonna hate that. That's a horrible move. And I'm like, We'll see. <laughs> and the thing about it was, we won so many medals and so much. But the thing is, with him and me, we butted heads. Yeah. He he did not like my coach. He did not. He's like, you got to be tougher. And I'm like, he's like, you're in the military. And I'm like, bro, this is just the way I, I do things. And then, then he started coming around and mm-hmm. seeing my side. That was awesome. But yeah. then I started seeing his side too because I would, I remember we, we after Capitol Hill, we were on the phone arguing with each other, <laughs> yelling at each other. Now, me and him are friends, really good friends. Yeah. We were just arguing about the lineup and his daughter, because that's the thing, his daughter played on the team. Well, she needs to play one. And I'm like, I understand that, but we have a way better outside hitter. She's the leftier. So we had her, we were able to put her in a very good position and fix up the lineup. Because I went into my, okay, let me, like you said, lineup is like a jig up, like a puzzle. All right, all right. I want to play all 10 girls, which I did, ended up being nine. I want to play all nine girls. I am not, that is my hard rule. I am not going to take a girl out. I don't care if we win, lose, or draw. Every girl needs to play. Yeah. You say, like, that's just my thing. Yeah. Right? Every single one of my teams, I want every single girl to play. Win, lose, or draw. Right? Because they, they go out there, and if we lose, we we'll lose, and if we win, then we win. But we're gonna—I'm gonna make every. Oh, you should have just the best six. Like no, 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 no. We're a whole team, bro. Yeah. 
and in a college program, if you look at them, they run, you, you are here for this position. And I'm not 16. I'm like, you're here for this position, this position. And okay, you're this, this, this. Now, now, mind you, I do my chaotic, like everybody sets, everybody's in it. But every single girl needed to play. And that was my no negotiable with him. Yeah. yeah. And once he figured that out, then we figured it out. And it was better. Right. And then by that, when we went, to, I had to go to a tournament with the six girls. Actually, we had seven. And Sarah, my assistant, cut her eye and then had to leave. So then we only had six. Ashley Chan, my libero, was playing outside. And we ended up winning. <laughs> no, we, no, we ended up coming in second place to Cindy's team. <laughs> we came in second place. We, we beat every other team. And then I had to leave. That day, I had to leave because I had a Gatesburg. I we scheduled the game on Sunday, which I usually don't do, don't do. But somehow we had a Sunday, and I had to go coach my two teams at Gatesburg. I'm like, all right, coach guy has you. I'll see you guys, and then come out. They they got a, they got second place, and I'm like, awesome. And it, and they, after he's like, these girls, my middles were passing out of the middle. They, and mine ain't really tall, goofy. Oh, yeah. Go, and she's like, they're goofy, but she, and. I like it, it was such a like moment for me. It's like, she's okay. You know what the hell you're talking about. She's she's right? not just an opposite. She's a volleyball player. Yeah. 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 And he's like, you, you know, coach one. And then from there, you see him in the sidelines. Extreme. I know. <laughs> that was that was so cool watching that progression because I kind of was there, like not hovering over you, but you know, observing the season as it went with you in your first year head coaching and working with guy and. You know, it was, I could see the transformation happening in him man. over the season where from the beginning, like, oh, man, he's like really stern and really tough. And like he's the anti Juan in some ways. <laughs> and then like by the end of the season, like you could see it happen. And I was just like, oh, man, Juan won because Juan was right. Like he better understood not just what it takes to win at this level, but what the girls need. Yeah. Like what will make this a fun, rich experience for them? Like Juan had that part figured out. And then Guy... You know, he he realized that. Yeah, because with him, he was the one that t- said, "Hey, we once he's like, hey, we need to get a back row attack." And I'm like, "You're right." And then he's like, "Cause he played, and he's like, he played in the beach and all." He's like, mm. and I'm like, "Okay." And then I would get him in the gym, and we would play against the girls. We would do two v two, me and him versus the girls, and the girls would have to try to beat us. Yeah, and we would whoop them, but that would make him better. You know what I'm saying, and and guy was such a and a mentor mm-hmm. to me, especially when I was having, like, if I was just having a bad day, he would sit there, like, ah, coach, why? and then we would just sit and talk. And I needed that from him. And what he needed from me was just, like, he needed to get a little softer. Mm-hmm. Like, he was so stern. Because the year before, his daughter and the other girl, Ari, Ari they both snuck off. She broke her leg. Because she was uh, uh, snuck up to a boy's house and then oh fell gosh. off, and gosh. yeah, they were they were like the party. Her Ari's mom, freaking, said to me in the first tournament in Richmond, Coach Juan, we need to go up there and take their cell phones. I'm like, why? <sighs> and I made it a hard stand. I'm like, I'm not taking their cell phone. Yeah, but what if they stay up all night and they and they play bad tomorrow? I'm like. Well, it's their fault. And then they're going to learn. And then they're going to learn. Yeah. yeah, I told them, like, well, if they, I told them, like, if they decide to stay up all night on their phone and play horrible tomorrow, it is their fault, not ours. 
What, what do you mean? I'm like, <laughs> we're not taking this up. They're gonna learn. Yeah. And then and then her mom her mom was like so like on everything, every single time. She did not like the way I, I coached, she did not like the way, eh? but I was able to win her over later in the season. Which actually, her little sister came up to me at Capitol Hill. Hey, remember me? I'm like, no, I don't. She's like, I'm Ari's sister. Wait, Ari? Like, yeah, what are you thinking? Of that? I'm like, where's your mom? And she's like, go to your own. So I didn't get to see her, but like, I was like, her little sister remembered me yeah. out of nowhere. I was like, oh, that's awesome. So I was able to, like, you know, that year really instilled in a lot of the beliefs I had. I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm doing this right. Mm-hmm. There's some things I'm doing right. I need to learn some more stuff, but I'm doing my core wantness is is good. Whatever the wantness is, if it's celebrating, if it's giving the kids an opportunity to like learn and and figure things out. Yeah, well, come full circle. I mean, we talked about it earlier, right? First thing you want to establish as a coach is culture. Yeah. Right, culture. What's your coaching philosophy, right? And if you don't have people that buy in, then then that's the time to you know either you know try to you know be strict where you stand, uh, or if it's so bad, then it's like okay, you know, next year I don't need you back, right? Um, but I need like-minded. Not necessarily that you have to agree with me, but you just have to be in the same like-minded as me. You know, mm-hmm. um, you know, we're gonna collaborate. Let's collaborate without stepping over each other's egos. You know. If, if we're going to do this a certain way, then let's do this. Let's commit to each other and doing you know, this a certain way. There's going to be years, right? All of us are going to experience it. There's going to be years where we rebuild. There's going to be years when you're, you're going to compete, right? And so you have to adapt and, and manage your team based on who your personnel are at the time, what your talent level is at the time, right? You can't have someone that's over-competitive come in when you're trying to rebuild, you know, a program. You know, it just, it can't work that way, um, you know. That's my take on it now. Yeah, and, and, that's, and that's the thing with assistant coaches. It's like now I'm getting to a point that my players want to be assistant coaches because, like, Shirley, she's coaching at Gaithersburg. Um, Sarah's coaching at Gaithersburg. I uh, got two, the two twins that I helped coach in the summertime. They're coaching teams. I think Gaithersburg is such a great co- thing to, like, if you're a, a kid who wants to learn how to coach, should go through that. Mm-hmm. Right, so you're coaching the little ones. You know how to play. You've seen drills, and that's the time for you to, as a coach, you've got to learn how to fail and try and fail. Because there's so many, it's so many times I had, like, I've gotten down to a little bit of a science for me, but even I can refine it. But when I first started, I remember doing like long, and I'm like, bro, this is like it was just killer on me. And I'm like, okay, you know what? I need music. <laughs> and music flows my practice. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like I, they, the, the, I hate not going to going to a gym and it's just like silence. Hmm. That's something I learned from Coach Ayers uh, when he was in Maryland. He did music and he's like, bro, I got it. He's like, one, the kids love it, and two, you can just turn the music down, explain what you need to, yeah. and then put it up and then let them go. Try while because it just puts it a beat. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. A little bit of beat. That's what I think. Yeah, it keeps them loose. It keeps them loose, yeah. right? You're having fun and everything. And, and, and yeah, when there's my board time, I music down, my board time. To me, if I had my own gym, I would want two courts, a board, and a, and a sound system. That's it. That's all I need. A what system? A sound system. Okay. That's it. Video replay. <laughs> oh, yeah, and that too. 
video replay would is i mean if i was ever to des- design a gym i would be like building in screens and cameras yeah so that the players can just go watch on the spot yeah like, i know i, I, feel I like remember you so doing huge. that with your tablet i feel like that's I I got your such a huge advantage for coaching oh that, like film that, of themselves yeah the, the delay the, time the video delay yeah, and video getting delayed. footage of like high level players that can be models yes yeah. that's when it comes back to what you were saying earlier of the coach being like oh like look like this <laughs> and if you have video of them doing it and the video of what it's supposed to look like then you can actually coach and say yes. look like this yeah. keep doing it and then keep watching yourself until it matches that's what i tell right? i tell every single one of my kids you need to watch five minutes of uh volleyball every day five yeah. minutes i tell them every day five minutes of volleyball yeah yeah well, there's so much free yeah. learning available just from watching i i try to um emphasize what, what they should look like and yeah. then and then give them um certain um clips of themselves yeah. where it's like did you look like this or did yeah. you not right yeah um so many times um you, even at the varsity level you know we we teach how a hitter should approach the ball, right? That that arm's got to come all the way back, right? But mm-hmm. sometimes they're like chicken wings. Yeah. Sometimes they're stop halfway, and they're not fully getting that extension that you want. And so in those certain times, I, I take those clips, and I go, remember when we talked about arm extension, uh, you know, on your approach? Well, here you go. Like, video don't lie, right? And they go, dang, you're right. Well, and, and sometimes, you know, as an athlete, you're like, you think you're doing it. Yeah, but but you're not. You're, you're not. not. You, you need to watch. Are happening yeah. so fast that, that that's the last thing you you you're, you're, you're thinking, thinking about, of, yeah. right? But you're like, it is important to my approach, right? Um, that's how we get momentum. That's how we get you know a little one inch you know higher than where I can be. You know, yeah. all that momentum is so important, you know, for that. Um, and so yeah, you don't lie. I think <laughs> yeah. one of the the challenges is anybody could use video and try to do that, but yeah. the the good coach understands when it's appropriate to do that because right. i can think of situations where i don't want my hitter getting their arms all the way back because yeah. the set is really bad for instance sure. or maybe my middle is a little bit late and they know that yeah. so they're kind of abbreviating their arm swing so that they can still get up on time yeah, yeah, yeah. and i think a lot of coaches are just kind of like lurking waiting for the mistake to happen and then uh-huh. they can point it out oh you didn't do it yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's like okay well if we think about the situation like it was actually the right decision not to do that because yeah. if they had tried to take this full arm swing by the time they jump then the ball would be like at their elbow height yeah because it took too long yeah 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 so like using the video is great as as long as it's applied well yeah you know but i'm, you know, I'm sure you're doing yes. well with that. Yeah, i was yeah, not trying yeah, to yeah, say yeah, that yeah, you're no, no, not no, 100 100 <laughs> it, that, that is a fantastic way to put it you know and you know like this is why i love doing this kind of stuff man like you just got three coaches that are collaborating with each other right um, different styles different, different styles yeah. yeah you know different um, levels different yeah, styles it's fantastic it is fantastic yeah I, I wish there were you know more coaches doing more stuff like this yeah, yeah I really well do. that's that's what i want to start doing and that's why i want i've been trying to get coaches to like that because i feel like we should have a coach clinic look i can rent this out yeah chairs yeah. it's 200 bucks and then do like it's a nice day and then we do a coach clinic here yeah, you get a board, right, or or even even find a gym or whatever, and then yeah, we can get the girls, and then because somebody has to do it, yeah, and if if nobody else is doing it, because you got a lot of players now that want to be coaches, and we need more coaches, and we need more coaches, <laughs> yeah, we always need more, and and like and the other thing is rough too, yeah, a lot of these kids when I sit there and I play these kids, like, you know why we have you guys teach roughing, right? And they're like, well, because we got to do it. I'm like, no, because when you go to college, this can be your you, job. <laughs> you can you can do it as a job instead of going to Starbucks 
and working a job at Starbucks, you're going to be in a thing that you love doing mm -hmm. and, be, and you've done it since you were 12 and you get paid. How much do you get paid? Like, what, 20 bucks an hour? For a club? I mean, I, I've only worked one club tournament, but I got $34 a match. And that's that, was, why I, that was one of the lowest pay rates because I'm new to club refing. Yeah. So oh, higher yeah. certifications get paid more. Oh, more exactly. My boy, look at that. Like in college, like, I mean, I, I think one of the, there was a guy that went to Towson that he scorekeeped for every single home match. It's like 80, 80 bucks or something. Oh, my for God. For like a couple yeah. hours, right, yeah. to go keep score. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. And if, you, if you're if you're going to be at a college, if you're going to be in this area, let's say you don't want to go coaching because I I got some kids who are, like, really good at, like, especially those, like, super headstrong, those A-type, like, Sarah would be a great ref because <laughs> she, she, she just, she, she knows authority. Everything. She knows yeah. the rules. Yeah. She knows it. Like, and that's why when I brought her on as an assistant, I'm like, great, because you know me. Uh, yeah, that I, fills one of your gaps, right? Yes. That's what we talked about, like. We, because I always, I always tell him, like, man, I just don't know all the rules. And I'm like, he's like, well, read the rule. Like, he threw the rule. I'm like, uh, <laughs> yeah, he, he wants, like, I don't, I don't really read. <laughs> I don't read, man. I'm like, give me a video. Because the thing is, yeah. I mean, everybody has to understand, I can go into a gym and get 12 girls, and I can understand each one, which, how they learn. I have to understand how they learn. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't grab the whole group. And be like, you guys are gonna learn this way. When I am doing my thing, if I have other coaches, if I'm talking to a specific girl, do I need to like say video? Do I need to talk with her? Mm -hmm. Do I need to like show her in a book? What kind of way? Like my setter right now, Caroline, she reads books and plays chess. So I talk to her like, like trying to think three moves ahead. Yeah, because she is that type of person. Reminds me of you. In that sense, because she's like in a book always, whatever. All the other girls, my little outsider, she's watching anime, right? She reminds me of me, little Peruvian girl, right? That's why I wear my anime stuff and all this and that. And then when I talk with her, I'll be like, oh, uh, you got to hit it hard like Bakugo. <laughs> that's from my hero. That's her favorite guy. So you got to be like that aggressive. And she's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> that's what we call a baby Hulk because she's like, her. <laughs> Every time she's ball. <laughs> but that's that I talk to her that way. Yeah. Right? Then I have Caroline. Car uh, not Caroline, uh, I have my middle. Right? I gotta talk with her, but really put in perspective like what her job is as a middle. Then have Emily. She is very emotional. She and the thing is, you know, she's crying. She's not crying because she's mad. She's crying because she's so passionate and she wants to help. And she might be getting on other girls' cases, but because she's so passionate. Yeah. Yeah. She reminds me of me as a right side. Right? Then my little libero. She's so focused on, like, we got to win a medal. And I'm like, slow it down. <laughs> it's not just about the medal. Yeah. Right? And now we've gotten her that she's able to hit. Right? Before she was just free vulnerable. Now she's taking shots. But actually trying to swim. Mm -hmm. Which actually has helped her serve. Yeah. So knowing it, like when you get a team, you have to know, and like you, they're 12 different or 10 different little personalities. Yeah. And you as a coach, if you don't take the time <laughs> to learn, and, and the thing is, it's a little simple thing as like what motivates them. 
Yes. I learned this from yeah. Gary Vee. He sits, he used to sit down, right? I think, I don't know if he still does, but when he's at home, he sits down. He sits down with uh, every single one of his employees and asks him, like, what, what is, what motivates you? Oh, well, you know, I just had a kid or like, oh, my kid's at a, in a play. He's like, oh, when's your kid's play? Oh, this day. Take the day off. What? Take the day off. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, take the day off. You'll get paid for it. Just take the day off. Go, go do the thing with your kid. Matter of fact, go take him from ice cream and then go to the club. I remember at Northwestern, I sat down with every single one of my players, and I didn't talk volleyball. I just said, hey, what, what, do you, what do you like? Yeah. Oh, I, I like this type of music. Just taking the time to sit down and just chat with your players yeah. and see what motivates them. Uh, well, because at the end of the day, they're humans, man. Yeah. 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 I, I, and, and sometimes we lose, you know, you know that that aspect, right? It's like they're humans, man. Right? They're not just robots. We're not training volleyball exactly. soldiers. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. You know, they're they're, they're not machineries here. You know, well, at some clubs, I think that's the method. But what? what I yes. yeah, yeah. You know, but but, but that, that's that's my recommendation. Is like this. Sometimes coaches take the time to really understand your players, get to know them, right? Um, and in turn, it motivates them, and and it makes them want to play for you. Oh yeah, that, that's the big. Thing, oh yeah, right. Yeah. You know, um, you know, if if you have athletes that want to play for you, then you don't even have to do extra motivation. There's already motivation there because they're like, no, no, this guy's good. I want to be here. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, there's there's athletes that don't want to try out anywhere else. You know, um, and sometimes I ask them that. I was like, hey, you know, have you ever tried out for a different club? And I was like, nope. My first option is here. Like with yeah. you, you know, yeah. it's like that's motivational enough for them. Yeah, you know, so it's good motivation as a coach too. Yeah, oh, like yeah. when yeah, when you feel like get that sensation of like, oh wow, like this kid like really wants to work with me. Like yeah. I really have done something right here. Yeah, like okay, I gotta keep on my game. Like I need to keep learning. I need to keep pushing myself. I need to show up and focus right with this kid and these players, this team. Yeah, because. Like they said, they're here for me. So <laughs> right. I'm like, all right, like That's I gotta right. meet yeah, that you expectation. You gotta be there for them. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. If, if you want to work, I'm working too. All right, let's like, do it together. Yeah, because yeah. uh, you know, you get some of these teams, you get some of these coaches that just, okay, we won, great, and then they, they just out the door. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, bro, like, <laughs> uh, like I love it, to me, and, and that's the thing is like. Some coaches are like, oh, you don't don't bring the parents. It, 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 we have to understand it's a like we're a tripod. That's what I like to say. We're a tripod. You have the coaches that are needed. You have the players that are needed, and you have the parents that are needed. And we all need to work together. Yes, we have boundaries. I'm not gonna go cross over and be like and go to your house and tell your kid go to bed. That's not my job. But I also don't need you to come into my gym and tell my players. Pass like this or do this. No, 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 no. Because that's what I don't. That's what I don't like is when I'm coaching them one way, and then you're going off at your house and telling them, "Hey, do it this way." Because yeah. yeah. this year I've had to tell some of the parents, I'm like, if I am a volunteer, because that's why I don't go to a, a club that pays me. Because if I'm a volunteer coach, I can just be like, "Hey." I'm a volunteer coach. <laughs> uh, you want to coach the team? And I can say pretty, FBC has my back, and I can pretty much say, Mayor knows, I can pretty much say, uh, other than cursing, I, wanna, I can pretty much be like, 
oh, you want to take over the team? Well, then here you go. I'll quit. And you go, I've told so many parents that. Oh, no, 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 no. And then one parent, I told him, like, oh, what do you do for a living? Oh, I'm a dentist. Oh, okay. So uh, do I go to your job and tell you how to pull teeth? <laughs> no. Okay, so, you know, this is my, I'm not a recreational guy. This is what I do. This is my job. <laughs> I love this so much. I do it. It's not a hobby for me. Yeah. This yeah. isn't a hobby. I don't moonlight as a dentist. <laughs> <laughs> right? right? So I tell him, I tell him that. I'm like, this isn't a hobby. Okay? <laughs> this is, if this was a hobby, then then I'd be like, oh, man, man let me just sit here. You see something good, I just sit there like that. Yeah. No, I'm up there, like, uh, I have two personas, per se, that when, when I coach, right? I have the, all right, this year was the bill, and, like, we have the persona, okay, I'm sitting there, all right, da-da-da, standing with my coat, all right, good, good. We start losing, jacket comes off, da-da-da, my shoes come on, <sighs> and I'm like, let's go. And then the girls, they just, something switches when they see me like that, and I'm like, Look, 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 look. Right, 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 right. And I'm like, barking out commands to keep them engaged. Watch, 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 watch. Outside, 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 outside. That's all I'm doing. But that changes. Yeah. Like the energy. And then the other thing is, then the other team sees that they're intimidated. Or then they look over to their coach, and their coach is not doing anything. And now they're like, oh, we're going to get beat by this team. <laughs> and then we beat teams we're not, we're not so, supposed to, right? You had a setter that was my height on the other team. And I'm thinking, like, who's 16-year-old is playing here? And I'm like, no, that's the 13-year-old. I'm like, oh, that must be their middle because that's the setter. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Great. And then we play. Right? And the thing was, then everybody's like, why is the team so scrappy? Why are they scoring so much? They just don't get it. They look at us because they, again, they don't even look at like a third team. And then the ones that do look, they're like, that's a third team. The coaches know. They're like, because, you know, as a coach, you go through the thing and you see the three CH. <laughs> what are you thinking? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you're the top team, you're like, oh, but then they look at me and like, I know for a fact there's been teams that have left tournaments, have pulled out of tournaments. Because my team is going to be there. <laughs> oh, man. When they see every say bears and they're like, literally happened. <laughs> <laughs> so not trying to brag, not trying yeah. to think, but that's just the nature of it. Because up to me, I'm like, okay, look, it's easy to go coach a once team when all of them have the da-da-da-da, right? But it's so much harder when you grab a third team and then you're the top third team and you're ranked 19, 20, and you're seeing all these uh, travel team open and you just see our little bears sitting there in front of everybody. And I'm just like, hey, I'm going to do this. You know what I'm saying? That's what I love. I love. And everybody's like, you should coach a once team. You should go higher. And I'm like, why? Yeah. Because yeah. when I do that, it's just like, okay, it's just teaching concept, really, at that point. You're not really coaching. Like, you're like coaching more like cerebral or blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Or at. And like, yeah, I can do that. I can do it easy. What? I had a coach 
But culture, I thought I respected it, right? And I still do respect them. As we like, well, you know, because I'm sitting there and I'm just complaining. Like, I was a little complaining this at the beginning of this year just because I was so, like, mad. I like how coaching at the lower level is just horrible. And I'm like, bro, we're getting, like, we're not getting good. Ma- I, at the end of the day, I don't care if we win or lose. Or, I'm like, we're not getting good matches. Mm. We beat a team 25-9, and one of my girls came up like, Coach, I didn't even go in. And I felt so mad, so sad and mad because I'm like, this girl didn't even get to go in. Yeah. I'm like, mm. she didn't even get to go in. She wanted to go in. And I'm like, yeah, and it also helps prepare you for, especially when you advance into the tournament, right? Um, every day is going to get harder and harder, yes. especially if you're playing multi-day tournaments and stuff like that. Um, and so, like, for instance, um, this year, um, you know, back in, like, March or something like that, um, my team went down to uh, Rocky Mount, right? Um, but day one, because of how they precede you, right, yeah. usually they want the top team to come out first. So the teams that we ran across, we were winning like 25-1, 25-5, right? But it didn't prepare us. Yeah. So so when, when we got to second playoffs, day, right, like first round was a struggle for us, right? Yeah. Then second round definitely was a struggle, right? Because it was like, oh, my God, like we didn't see this day one, you know what yeah. I mean? And, and that's why, like, you got to always practice harder than you compete. Yes. Right? Because then that way, by the time you come out, like, you know the tempo, you know that, okay, if, if, if Coach Fong or Coach Steve or, or Coach Juan here has, has gave me, like, 100 miles an hour balls, you know, at practice, yeah. then, then this is, like, 60 miles. Like, you know, it slows down everything for them because yeah. they've seen harder competition, um, you know. And that, that's why I keep arguing for you, like, uh, or myself, like, you know, sometimes, even if you're coaching at the club level, right, don't be afraid to put them in, like, one open level tournament. Yeah. Just, just one, right? And, and, and or, or maybe not too that far. Maybe if, if a tournament offered you something mid-tier, right? So like Patriot or something like that. We mm-hmm. see that a lot. Or even or even go up go up an age. Yeah, just or go up an age, right? Yeah. And, and and just see faster level competition. Yeah. Right. Because at the end of the day it's just practice. It's, it's practice for you. It's practice for your team. Um, you know, and it prepares them for later on stuff. Yeah, because they, they think like like to me, we first tournament we had, we played we played at a 14s open. We're a 13s three team at a 14s open. We got demolished. But you know what? Yeah. It was fine. We actually competed a little bit. Yeah. Right? The parents were all mad because we lost every single game. And I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> right? And then we, we what was it? Uh, we got into, we got into a tournament. It, oh, yeah, yeah. We got, we, we got into the, the, the tournament. It was all, uh, Maryland Juniors won. It was all 16s. I mean, I mean, not 16s, uh, it was all uh, 13s, right? And in every single one, they had all their, their Maryland juniors one. They had the two elite teams. This, mind you, this is a club. It's supposed to be a club, a club tournament. <laughs> so I'm thinking like, oh, man, this is going to be great because it's supposed to be all the teams at our level. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And now they have the 13 elite, 12s elite that basically beat, was beating everybody. It was 16 and 0. Beat like rocking, and I'm like, we beat out all of our teams, every single one. We beat them out. I'm like, okay, great. We go to playoffs. I'm like, I'm happy. And I'm like, we're facing the twelves, and I'm like, okay, who are these twelves? Because it, it, my spider sense always when I see a twelves coming up, I'm like, or like a team like at sixteens when we saw a fifteen coming up, I'm like, what are you doing here? And I'm like. 
And then we play them. I'm like, these motherfuckers are coming up trying to compete. I'm like, okay, yeah. we'll see. Let me see what's going on. And I don't mind that. I love it. Right? So I see the 12, they're the 12 elite. And then when I look at them, I'm like, oh, this is who they are. They're like top, top team. And they beat us 25-10. And then the next game we go 25-17. And mind you, I was missing three girls. Yeah. My libero was gone. Uh, one of the girls got hurt. And one of the girls got sick with COVID. The, the, <laughs> the freaking, on the drive up, like, she has COVID. I'm like, all right. All right. I'm trying to change the light on the fly. On the fly. I'm changing the light up on the fly. I'm like, well, I guess she'll be a barrel. And I'm driving up there. In your head, you're like, oh. and then you start putting it in paper. And I'm like, okay. And then how how do we compete? My girl, and then again, I still give my girls a lineup. They 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 even messed up <laughs> when they when they messed up and turned it in without checking with me. And the two girls were switched, and we ended up winning that because <laughs> my girls understood. Like, okay, hey, settle down. Because I I apply, I'll take any other team that 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 would do that. I tell coach, I'm like, give your kids the lineup. You're crazy. That's insane. They're 13. I'm like, so? Like, give them the lineup and let them let them figure it out. Like, okay, in your opinion, when will they be old enough to learn yeah. how to do things for themselves? <laughs> <Yes>. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I'm yeah. like, this is this is just a small, like, it's yeah. a, it's in a box-controlled environment. Yeah. Right? It's like testing. It's in a box environment. It's not out in the real world like we talked about earlier where that guy pulled the knife on me at 13 and I was bagging groceries, <laughs> right? Yeah. It wasn't that, right? It wasn't me running away from, like, gang members, yeah. right? It wasn't me in New York uh, getting beat up by Dominicans and Puerto Ricans because I wouldn't join a gang, right? It wasn't that. Yeah. That's what I had to navigate in. And the thing is with that is life and death. In volleyball, it's like we lose a game. It's a game. It's That's a it. Game. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Control environment. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. And that and that's what I'm, I teach is that learning struggle through volleyball. Yeah. I mean, it's a laboratory. Yeah. Right? You do you run experiments, and a lot of the experiments will fail. Yeah. And the successful players and coaches foster that environment where you're supposed to fail and that there's maybe a certain right way to fail in order to get closer to the results that we're trying to get. Yeah. And I think that's, that's one of the things I've always thought you've done exceptionally well has been creating that environment in which failure is not only okay, failure is good in a lot of ways because that's the fastest way to learning is to do and do it wrong and then figure out a little bit better what right will look like and how to do that. Yeah. Because to me, you can't baby you can't keep babying, you know, because yeah. I, I feel like at times that's what it feels like. We baby, not we, but like, it's, no, I understand. we, we yeah. baby a little bit too much. Yeah. You got to let them like scrape the knee. That's fine. Mm-hmm. I can, it, my analogy is like, when we're getting beat, right? I, I told girls like, girls, we're getting punched in the face. And these are little 13 years. I'm like, we're getting punched in the face. You got to punch back. You, you can't just sit there and keep taking, 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 yeah. right? At some point in time, you're going to be like, okay. And hit right back. Yeah. And you can't be cautious. Like we talked, like you talked about. You gotta start attacking. Because yeah. they're like, I don't want to mess up. I, I don't care if you mess up. Yeah. Make but, the aggressive mistake. Yeah, make the aggressive mistake. Yeah. And some some positions, um, you just have to embrace it. 
that that is your role as a closer, right? Like we know certain situations in the game, like the ball has to go to you know, this this position, right? Mm -hmm. So that position, you have to embrace that. It comes with the position, right? It is, and so like easy way to put it, like an outside hitter when it's like 23, 24, and that ball is coming to you, regardless of which side of the ball you're on, right? Like, um, you know, at least for me it is, right? And so I, I try to tell my outside hitters, you, have, you just have to embrace the fact that um, that is part of the role that you play. Yeah, you will get some will... pressure situation. <laughs> you must do something. And you, and you must do something. And you have to be okay, though, yeah. right? Like, whatever. We win, we win as a team. We lose, we lose. It, it wasn't because you lost us the game. Right. You know, it's, no, there's things that led up to that. But in that situation, I, I want you to embrace the fact that that ball is coming to you, girl. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. And the yeah. best thing is when you, they can start to want the ball. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. they want it. That's oh, what nice. it is. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. When you have it, the, my favorite is when you, when I have a passer, a serve receiver who's back there wanting to get serve receipt like wanting them to serve her yeah when the other team has game oh my goodness like, that's dangerous that's how you know yeah that, you that, have, that's you've, somebody's got some mental that's dangerous yeah you know, desire fortitude toughness like resilience whatever you know flexibility whatever word you yeah, want to put yeah. on it. yeah like, let me ask you a question uh who are the players because like nowadays i feel like we've lost that when i first came to maryland you were able to go to every single school and you like pick out a girl or a boys uh, like a guy who like they knew like they were like little legends in volleyball where now i just feel like that's kind of lost in the high school game what do you mean like when i first came like there's like you know girls that like oh this was the center there and mm -hmm. this is for churchill this girl's the mm -hmm. the girl to be for this one this is a girl da, da, da. Where now I feel like it's just kind of like, like there, I think because there's not that many, like before the pandemic, I feel like we were in a volleyball, like, re 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 what is it? Uh, renaissance. Renaissance. Yeah. Right. I feel like it was so good. Volleyball was amazing. Like all the schools, CYC, uh, all, and like so much stuff was going on. We were supposed to have the championship here, which I think would have exploded. Well, I mean, we've got Baltimore this summer for the nine-man. Well, that's what, that's what I'm saying. Like, it, 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 this year is great that we have, like, Baltimore and everything. But, I mean, like, it's supposed to be, like. Labor Day weekend. <laughs> yeah. 2030. Yeah. <laughs> so, in the high school game, there were, like, girls that everybody knew. Yeah. And now it's, like, like because the, then there was little girls that looked up to these girls. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like I could still name some of those girls. I could, yeah. I could definitely name the boys, but yeah. the, the girls, I feel like I, I like know now? some of them. Yeah, yeah, like Emma D from Richard Montgomery. Well, yeah, Emma, right. she's yeah, a beast. Well, that's that what we're talking about, right? Yeah, like, who's the local legend? Like, the yeah, 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 yeah. But like every school had one, bro. Oh, well, yeah, that is tough. Um, it I think felt it, like every school had one. I think I, I understand what he's saying. Like even when we were playing, right? Um, there was no like. There wasn't a heavy team. Every team had a loss, you know, because yeah. the, the the county was so competitive, yeah. you know. Um, yeah, um, I, I think a lot of that is resources. You have to you have to remember, like mm -hmm. these these teams that that are top heavy, the the ones that go undefeated, you know, they're supposed to win, they're favored to win. Though they they live in in a demographics that the resource allows them to do that, yeah. right? They can play clubs. 
they they can go to clinics they can pay for these things um schools that suffer uh because the income isn't there you know they don't have the resource for it right um like for instance um in virginia um like i guess how you say it like more financially um you know struggling schools they call them title one schools right mm. um so yeah like they come in and and they're supposed to play the state champs the defending state champs who have all these girls that play full year you know round you know all all year round they get the reps they're at a thousand reps where these schools that um can't afford to put their student you know in in those types of situations the only reps they're getting is when they see you so they, they might only see like 250 500 touches and these girls are seeing thousands and thousands and thousands of touches, you know, just because they're playing year round. A lot of it, I think it's also resource. Resource comes into play. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not sure that I see the same thing that you see with, like, this lack of distinctive, recognized players <laughs> on each high school team. Yeah. But well, I, it, it's I almost it, like the haiku thing where, like, you know, every, like, haiku, the yeah. anime. Yeah. So, like. You know, every school had their like just big middle, big right side. Da, da, da. I just felt like volleyball was so much better when you had that, because then like you know, like oh man, this high school. High, I feel like the high school they, with the weight club and all the people with the big money coming in, I felt like high school has really suffered with that. Mm. Um, and, and that's a shame because I feel like high school sports should be a thing that's like. Because basketball, basketball has suffered like yeah. That. But you think it should be more egalitarian? Yeah, I mean yeah. it's hard now because we're getting starting to get into that space, especially maybe Montgomery County, where there is so much money. Yeah. That if you don't play club already, it's gonna be very hard to make your high school team, depending yeah. on what school you're. Depending, yeah. Right. Depending on what school. Yeah, it's like I mean the the ones that are competing, right? Um, Churchill, right? Yeah, like Churchill, Wooten, Whitman, right? Like, like you gotta play clubs in order to even give yourself a chance, yeah. right? Um, you yeah. know, and so. But you know what? I I want to give a shout out to to Dennis, Dennis oh, uh, from Kennedy? Kennedy, yeah, from yeah. Kennedy. Like yeah. he took that program from like nothing, yeah, yeah, and like the at least the co-ed, and even the girls too, the co-ed team, like. You were there at that match, right? The championships? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was awesome. Yeah, that was a great fight. <laughs> oh, my God. The thing, is, the thing with me is I always like to go for, like, underdogs or whatever. Yeah. Right? But, like, you had Northwest versus Kenny. And I'm like, and I had kids at Northwest, and yeah. they're like, whoa, you're going to trip I'm like, you got to understand, <laughs> seeing, like, some of these Hispanic kids yeah. that would never – Ever and like seeing the little girls and the little boys in the stands because they were filled that gym up. Yeah, that was yeah. packed. That was good. Yeah, cool. That was good. And they're like, you was, know. The, the Kennedy fans are possibly the best fans we've ever had at <laughs> the county championship. At least in the I don't know, 15 years that I've been going to them. It yeah. is. It was just like it's like what you're talking about with the Mexican team. Exactly. Yeah. They were just like. And to like have that because at Northwestern when I when I took there, they I had a little girl come up to me. She's like, my sister played for you. No, my cousin played for you. And I'm like, oh, who's your cousin? Maria. Da, da, da. And I'm like, oh, cool. Yeah, she's awesome. She's like, I'm gonna play for you. <laughs> like with this attitude and this like thing. And I'm like, I'm doing something right. Yeah. <laughs> 
as soon as I, I, I knew I was heading in the right direction when I'm like, when I got that little girl and she's like entering middle school. Yeah. And that was uh, the whole reason why I created Bali Sisters. And I won yeah. the 2019 Diversity Award was because I knew, like I said before, it's not the ones that I have in the high school. It's the middle school. And so I started grabbing those girls, going there. <laughs> they started teaching. Now, I did this all for free. I didn't charge any of the girls. Also, I had to go around the county and went to the principals of the school. And explain to both of the schools that were feeding into my schools. I'm Coach Juan. I'm the coach here. Called my AD and explained to him who I was because, as you guys know, as a, being a male coaching girls, there's some parameters that and people and they'll like to say so. You know what I'm saying? Especially with me, I'm a very loud, boisterous person, so I get a lot of people talking crap about. Me. <laughs> no, it's true. Yeah, yeah. it is. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They talk a lot of stuff about me. So with that, you know, I had to go and explain, and I had to do it every time and explain who I am. But once I got that program started, it did wonders for my program. Plus, I wasn't just coaching the ones. I didn't say, okay, just Northwestern girls who are going to go. No, no, no. I said, they're like, well, I'm not going to go to Northwestern. I'm like, okay, well, what school are you going to? I'm going to High Point. I'm like, okay, well, come learn. But I'm going to be going against you. I'm like, okay, eh? <laughs> so they sat there and they learned. And in my high school girls, what I did is I grabbed them. I taught them how to coach the younger ones. One girl got a, a scholarship because she got a, 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 not a, scholarship, a grant. She got $500 because when I did that, she turned it into like an actual business and then presented it as a business. Cool. That's awesome. And then was <laughs> able to do that. That another girl got like uh, I have two girls that I coach there that are there now. They're coaching at Northwestern. They're going through it. They they, they found a thing. Like, well, I'm not doing anything at home. Might as well coach. Mm -hmm. They started coaching. <laughs> so that program was such a key to get. And plus, they then little girls started looking at my high school girls and they're like, I want to be like her. Mm -hmm. Because then those high school girls are playing queens and stuff with them. Mm -hmm. And then when, like, my one girl hits the ball and then the little one picks it up, and she gets that <laughs> euphoric moment of, like, I did it. Mm -hmm. That's what it's about. But then me, technically, I did the program because I just wanted better volleyball players. <laughs> At the end of the day, I yeah. wanted better volleyball players. Yeah. I'm like, uh, I need to win, and I need to win fast. How do I do this? Mm. Well, you you got to start at, at the younger ages. Yes. Right? Yeah, and those grassroots, um, they're important to you. You know, um, if, you, if you're a coach and you're just waiting for talent to come in. Oh, God. A long time. <laughs> you're going to be waiting a long time. Yeah. Somebody else to do the work for you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you, if you want something, it goes back to everything, you know, work ethic, right? If you want something, you got to go and do it. Yeah, you get out yeah. what you put in. Exactly. Right. So, dude, I, I did that, and I took that team from 1-14 my first year to 9-7. and seven. We were one game away from being in the top four of Maryland. So, you made region finals. Yeah. Yeah, against what, Bowie? No, uh, Roosevelt. Roosevelt. <laughs> and, and mind you, no club girls. Right. My team had no yeah. club girls. Roosevelt, every single one of those played club Yeah, girls. probably all of them. <laughs> and I, and look, going into that match, I knew, buzzsaw. I already knew it was a bzzz. I knew it was that. 
But I'm like, we're going to try to give him the best match again. And that coach recognized what I've been doing because he's like, oh, you just sucked this team. You almost went to the uh, finals? Yeah. yeah. In three years? What the heck? All right. So, you know, it's just a thing that we, I feel like at that level, if, if you're going to put in, you're not, as a coach, you've got to understand, you're not going to get talent every year. And it's like just trying to figure out how to get the most out of your girls without one, destroying them mentally, right? Because that's another part is that mental part of the game. That's what I talked with Dan about. He said, you know, I couldn't coach during COVID, but it was just a mental part. It's tough. Yeah. I, I actually got a question for both of you guys because um, I think both us, all three of us, uh, both as a head coach, you know, and assistant coach, you know, um, in our careers, um, this has always been the same trend, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but usually towards the beginning of the season, your athletes, yourself, you're very excited, right? Because mm-hmm. you're, you're ready to kick off the season, right? Yeah. At some point, that excitement starts to plateau or maybe even declines, yeah. right? How do, you, how do you not prevent it, but how do you rise it back up? Or how, how do you re-engage that same level of excitement from the beginning of the season? Um, so I, th- I think we, we kind of touched on this a little bit earlier, like how do you keep things interesting? Like how do you keep yeah. people engaged? Yeah. And so two of the, the main, like, I guess, tactics from a scientific perspective um, of what, what makes something interesting, novelty and variance. Hmm. So it's either something new or it's something that you're engaging with in a different way than you've engaged in it before. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that has always helped me the most from the coaching side is to very deliberately... I mean, all throughout the season, but especially in that kind of like midpoint lull uh-huh. to get some education, to go learn something new, okay. to go ask somebody a question that I haven't asked them before, to go find some different video, right? To go to a cap class, because then I feel refreshed. Yeah. I'm not just relying on the same material, the same content. I'm getting new ideas and it, it sparks yeah, and then I can take it to my kids and then they can see, oh, coach is excited to share something with us today. <laughs> like there's something cool happening. Uh-huh. And then sometimes it's just like gimmicks. Like there was one practice, my, my kids, I mean, they're not kids, they're in their mid twenties. Yeah. <laughs> they still talk about this when I see them. They're like, uh-huh. coach, you remember that one practice where we were all just kind of like screwing around and goofing off and nobody would focus. And so you just like, you didn't say anything, but you just started taking volleyballs out of the cart <laughs> and you just started putting them on this line without saying anything in the middle of the gym. And then once you had all these balls out, you said, all right, everybody stop. All right, half of you stand on that wall, half of you stand on that wall. We're playing dodgeball. Because this is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. And it was the best thing. For like 20 minutes, they just went at it, like throwing balls, spiking balls. I mean, okay, maybe we'd get in trouble for doing that now. Yeah. <laughs> but it was just so fun. And it was just such a break from the norm. And then after that, like everybody's just smiling. And they were yeah. ready to play again. Yeah. Right? And that lasted. Like you kind of got this spillover effect for a couple of weeks of like, you know what? Coach is listening. Coach is paying attention. He saw that we were struggling. Yeah. And he turned it fun. That's yeah. awesome. And I think that those kinds of things are awesome. Like yeah. ways to like or like bring players to practice. Like if you have new players, other coaches, yeah. bring other coaches. Yeah. Right? Bring higher level competition. Get the 18s team to come down to your 16s practice and just beat your team for Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, coaching style, different coaching style. Bring a, yeah, a coach and be like, in, like yeah. you know what I loved about you that one time you did like this whole thing with a map? Oh, was with the, the voting? The presidential. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I like to have these kind of like, because I had this boys team and they were so cerebral 
and they wanted like more rules and like more games and like different things. So it was the presidential election. I guess this was 2016. And so we played this game. Actually, I think we had a whole practice devoted to a whole practice. It was so presidential race. (laughs) But the one game that I really remember the most was um, we were competing in like the primaries or something like that. And so each rally was one of the states. Oh, okay. Based on which state it was, you got that many points according to the number of electoral <laughs> votes right, yeah. from okay, that cool. state. Yeah, okay. And so it's like, oh, New Hampshire is like, oh, it's like three points. Like, yeah, whatever. And it's like you get to California and it's worth 47. And everybody's like, okay, this is the freaking point that we have to win. And at first I was just going in order, but then I was like, no, this is too easy. Like, so I started kind of like when one of my kids who like really struggled with clutch serving like he got very nervous he, every time he was serving it was texas it was some big state and then he was like like he had to focus so hard yeah. on that serve because he knew the stakes were really really high oh okay but yeah, yeah. i mean i loved doing That's stuff awesome. like that because they, okay. they really enjoyed it so much or we had practices that were like it was like you know one of the avengers movies was coming out or something and yeah so we're doing like a superhero practice uh-huh. and i'm bringing like hats and bringing capes and people are getting different superpowers throughout the day and leveling awesome. up like when one of the Star Wars movies came out, like we did a Star Wars practice and you got force powers and you could either be Sith or you could be Jedi. And it's yeah. just like, yeah. and it would completely backfire with some teams. And they would just think like, we're just here to play volleyball. What is this like, nerd <laughs> stuff that's happening right now? Yeah, uh-huh. But with that group, they just loved it so much. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> so that's you got to gotta feel the... Um... It's, if I may, it goes back a lot to what you said of like, you have that one-on-one conversation with those players. Like, Hey, what are you really interested in? Like, what's motivating to you? What's fun for you? Mm-hmm. And once you know that, then you have power over them. Yeah. Like in, in a very in a very generous way. In, not in not a good power way. to manipulate. Yeah. Them. In a good right, way. Right, right, right. Not power to manipulate them. Right. But power to put something in front of them that they're they enjoy. going to work for. Yeah. Yep. Right. Because then you can start to say, okay, this is the goal. This is what we're playing with. This is the fun part, and this is what we need from you. This yeah. is the standard that we have to meet. And if they buy into that, oh man, it, can, awesome. it can be really fun. Yep. Okay, and yeah. it, it, they have to like, you kind of talked about this earlier also of like, there's this kind of like grind or rhythm that people will just get into. And it's uncomfortable when you break that. Like you're talking about the parents are like, well, look at all these other coaches who are not coaching like Juan. That's what we expect. Uh-huh. And then there's this acclimation period to the Juan coaching style. And so anytime you're kind of like breaking that mold or that norm or that rhythm, even if it's just within one of your own practices with your team, like that can be scary and, and stressful and a little bit challenging. So you have to kind of be patient and get buy in there because yeah. if you do just like suddenly show up with this completely different demeanor and you're throwing lightsabers on the floor, yeah. then they could be very taken back. Yeah. But yeah, if you're you right. built the body, the buy-in from the season, like all up to that point, like you yeah. had four months with these girls already or boys or, you know, players, and they trust you and they know that like you're on their side and you know that they, you have their best interests and that you really care about them. Then they're going to say like, okay, I don't know what's happening right now, but yeah. I'm willing to give it a try. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And uh-huh. that's, it's just so like from a like community standpoint and just like building these relationships and just building memories. Like mm-hmm. I've always found that those have been some of my favorite moments of practice. That's awesome. They're not the most productive in the sense of like, okay, we're really like ironing out this technique or but developing you're, this killer strategy. But you're, you're, but we're meeting these other yes. really important goals in in the lives of young people, of any people. Like okay. we're just playing, we're laughing, we're cre- creating something, we're experimenting. And they're going to remember like, that crap forever. Yeah. yeah. Right? Because that presidential thing, I'm thinking that's going to, that, that you probably 
go back and be like, hey, remember that person? Yeah, oh my God. The, the, the one state we did this, I got the shot. Hey, yeah. remember that? Like me, it's yeah. more it, like I do, I do the, the question of the day. I always try to bring a yeah. question at the beginning, just crazy sometimes. Or like a, a party, like the girls really yeah. like the party. The girls love the time they need to talk. They need to talk. Yeah. That bonding. I love that time. you have always given them that. You, you know, what I'm saying a, a Christmas party, Halloween, uh, not, uh, whatever thing, Halloween, Christmas, uh, St. Patrick's, whatever. You, you just give them like a little party, a little thing, and and yeah. and, and it's thirty minutes out of your practice. Mm-hmm. At the end of your practice, right. And then you tell them, okay, parents, bring a little food or whatever, yeah. blah, 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 some cookies. And then you give them the time to just sit around and just chat. Yeah. Especially with girls, they need that time to just talk. Mm-hmm. For guys, it's more like, yeah, you, you create some crazy game. At least you play uh, volleyball, baseball. Oh, yeah. There's all sorts of different ways to do it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's it's volleyball, but just scoring is different. Yeah. Right? And then and then if – if so I have one team that's batting, one team that is uh, – so the batting team – is uh, receiving the ball, uh-huh. and then the, the pitching team is serving. So if the pitching team gets a point that's one out, two out, three out, I change sides, and I literally have them change sides. <laughs> yeah. Like a baseball game. Yeah, nice. And then we have innings, and I write down the score. So this batting side, every time they score, if they go on a run, then they, they're on a run. Yeah. All right, pitcher, you got to – and it's the same server. You gotta get out of the. You gotta get out of it. Yeah. Right. And then, and then I give them like, okay, time out. Woo. All right. Uh, they they get to talk to. It. All right. We, we're calling a new pitcher. So they have a new pitcher. Yeah. And then and then we we literally could play all game like that. Yeah. Well, because it's the same. It's volleyball, but there's novelty and variance. Right. There's something new and different about it. Uh-huh. Um, with the parties, I think it's also great because everybody knows like this is something we have to look forward to at the end of this practice. Uh-huh. So like, let's have a good, hard, focused practice for 90 minutes, and then we can like play and goof off. And, like, <laughs> we know that there's that time for it. Yeah. One of the things that you said you started doing that I also think is really great is the first practice after the tournament, you just let them go. Just wiggle them day. It's a wiggle day, yeah. Right. And for, and for, day, yeah. for that level, that's perfect. I didn't, like Maybe for a higher, like if you have like a 17 open team or something like nope, that. No, I did it for my 16s. Then maybe they, it's harder, uh, every, but... Ed, no, every Ed, no, every single one loves that. Yeah. They they want every single level that I've coached. They're like just a day for them to play. Yeah. No, no coaching. You just come in, get your shoes on, right? And be like, I go, I go, and I'm like, I'm about to beat every single one of you. I tell them <laughs> at thirteen, at thirteen, all the way, I'm about to beat your ass. <laughs> and I get that cocky. I I get really cocky. So then they get that, like, all right, no, I'm not going to like coach Light a fire. Uh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And every single time I score, I'm like, ah. Oh. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> after a tournament, uh-huh. you give them a wiggle day. And that's just a day. Not, not that we're going to go in and say, no, it's a day. Hey, let's just, don't, you don't have to think about anything. I'm just going to go here and I'm going to serve at you and I'm going to hit the ball hard. And I'm going to, and you guys, and now, now it's a point that they're like scoring on me. They're like, yeah, coach. <laughs> And I love it. And because whether you won the tournament or lost the tournament, like whether everybody had a good day, a bad day, like it's just a reset. Yeah. yeah. Like you can think about it like, oh, you just won the tournament. Everybody's tired. They worked freaking hard. Yeah. And we earned it. Like we got to the top. All right. And now we're going to come back and grind some more. It's like, man, that can be hard. Yeah. And then on the flip side, it's like, okay, we just like 
we should we maybe we should have won that but we didn't like maybe there was some kind of issue and yeah. oh man coach is probably gonna give it to us like, <laughs> and then you just come in and you just play and it's yeah. like oh you know what we just Put love to play volleyball let's just remember that and yeah we'll move on and train more yeah yeah, yeah. now that we love the sport again now yeah. that we love playing right? put the boom box Put the music, yeah. some 90s, some 80s and 90s uh, music, and just play. Mm -hmm. That's it. I, I, we do queens. Uh, we do uh, fours. And we literally sometimes just play fours and queens for, like, hours. And then at the end, maybe we'll do uh, sixes if we, if we have enough or whatever. If not, we're just playing, we're just playing queens for yeah. hours, bro. And that's <laughs> it. And 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 that and and plus it's a reset for you. You don't. It, yeah. it gives you a day off. You're not not off of the gym, but it gives you a mental day off. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't have to think about everything. I can actually instead of like we lost the tournament on Sunday or we won the tournament. Now to okay back to the grind. No, no, no. Yeah. You know what? Hey, let me let me get out here and just play a little. Yeah. Because then it's your day. Like, ah, you know what? Let me yeah. just get out here and just hit a couple. And then the other thing about it is, then the girls respect you more because they, they see you play. play. Yeah. Oh, dude, the amount like since the weight loss and everything, the amount of respect I've gotten from these little girls <laughs> from the beginning of the season, and then the parents too. Yeah. I have one of the parents come in and play, and she's like, "Oh man, Coach Warren." <laughs> And then she's my mouthpiece to all the other parents. <laughs> That's oh. awesome. We're good. We're good. Yeah. No, no, we're we're good. We're, we'll stop it right here because I know you got to go. Yeah. <laughs> I I need to drink water and go to the bathroom. So. <laughs> Hey, thank you guys for being here. I appreciate you guys uh, listening to the podcast. Um, hopefully, we'll be able to bring more insightful coaching insights and knowledge um, with other coaches and other guests. Uh, thank you very much, and uh, I will see you guys next time.